It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to Pilgrim on Wrestling. Now, time for the show. What's going on? Uh, nothing. Fucking. He's out by like me today. Uh, just it's it's uh this year has been an interesting one to say the least, and it's just uh it's been equal parts great potential and equal parts a lot of frustration i definitely need to really get my my foot in the door with some mainstream and or just regular paying gigs because this content creator thing is starting to starting to kind of work my last nerve yeah so i mean what happened i mean i don't want to go into details it's just it's just more of uh i want to get a steadier flow of money but also i just want all right. Open more. I just want more doors, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm more of a. If I don't care if it's six months from now, I don't care if it's next January, I don't care if it's next week. You book up with me. It's basically set in stone. It's something pretty catastrophic you know, has to hit uh, for me to cancel, and it's just kind of it's just it's just a little too high school for me at times. And it's just, uh, it's, it's, yeah. it, 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 it's not, it's, it's not enough forward motion. I mean, I'm, so I'm, I'm really trying to get into, you know, uh, just a bunch of other little things. I'm just kind of, uh, you know, over it. And then, you know, people on Twitter irritate the shit out of me. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to start the entertainment early. since I'm, I'm a little honorary today, especially since I had to watch fucking, 87 hours of WWE <laughs> programming. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very. Look, I, I could, uh, you know, the show is in its infancy. We really even haven't. We've come a long way, but we even haven't, haven't really gotten rolling yet. And um, 
you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there now, and and be, and I'm not uh, I'm not a Jada Pinkett with a little with her little peanut head or her <laughs> or her 200 pound cuck, where like I can say stuff, but people can't say stuff to me. I you know I, I get naked on camera for a living, and now I podcast, so clearly you can you can take shots at me, or you can get you know whatever. But I'm gonna. I'm going to warn you now in that, uh, unlike Will, <clears throat> my balls have dropped and I carry them around. <laughs> they, they're, in, they're in no woman's, they're in no woman's purse, especially one that, you know, uh, you know, looks like fucking uh, Flip Wilson. Um, you know, I, if you want to say little comments to me or get cute when I'm chiming in on wrestling, that's all well and good. You better hope you catch me on the right day because uh, I give way better than I get. And calling me a mark or get mad, I, like I don't like the WWE product. And to be honest with you, the only reason why I watch it or even entertain the acknowledgement of it is because I have a show that I think has great potential, and I have a great host that uh, you know. If I didn't like Con- if I didn't like having all so much, and I didn't think so highly of him, I wouldn't I wouldn't wipe my feet on a WWE doormat. So, no, I'm not a mark for AEW. I like AEW better because they put out a better wrestling product because I uh, run a wrestling podcast and hopefully a wrestling YouTube channel eventually. Uh, Their product is not perfect, and I call them out plenty. Uh, The good news is that now the Ring of Honor is back uh, or going to be back, and since we've run such a long show and I'm not willing to shave off any other section of the show for the WWE, the amount of... WWE talk that we do do is going to become less to make room for Ring of Honor. So you're going to hear me shit on it less. So there's that. But let me enlighten everybody on something. WWE is not wrestling. It's 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 basically like what Bud Light is to beer. And no, I am not a mark for any. If I had to say if I was a mark for anything, it probably like old NWA Mid-Atlantic. And uh, there's a good reason for that. But uh, if you think you're going to come for me or get cued or get snippy with me, you're going to. I hope you can take it because I could definitely take it and give it back. And it doesn't mean I don't want you to listen to the show. It just means if you're going to go on my regular Twitter where I'm Billy Pilgrim, the guy who fucks all the women that you wish you could fuck. Or if I'm on the wrestling Twitter, you're welcome to. Call me out. I will be wrong. I will say dumb shit in the minute. That'll be totally wrong. It's happened before and it's going to happen again. But if you want to get cute with me on Twitter or you want to get cute with me on social media, you're going to you're going to play a game called, you know, did I catch him on the right day? And if you haven't, I'm going to let your asses have it. And if you don't want to listen to the show, my ass would be, well, uh, you don't have to close the door. I'm going to tell you, like, I'm not going to say don't let the door hit you on the way out because I leave that door open on purpose. So you all can help me. All right. I ran out of fucks a long time ago. You know what? I don't even have, like, I have milk cartons in my house, and there's a picture of little kids because I don't even remember what fucks look like. So I just throw on pictures of, like, little kids. Like, where's your, you know, why, why is the kid from, uh, why is the kid from uh, Home Improvement on your, on your milk carton? Because I don't even know what a fuck gives, looks like anymore. So I just threw that shit down there. Uh-huh. Hey, Brandon, welcome to the show. Uh, oh, you didn't tell me there was somebody on the, uh, on the damn thing. <laughs> hey, look, when you rant and you go, I don't interrupt because it is vintage, beautiful podcast rant. And now, with that being said, you know how we do this so we can get into this. 
Hello and welcome to the Premium Smoke Room and welcome to Pilgrim on Wrestling. I am your host, Kevin Allsover Champ. And here we talk wrestling poetry. Punditry. Whether it's new school, old school, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. And I'm here to introduce the host, the man with the most, the man that gives the dick to chicks and don't give a shit about your opinions or your clicks. I'm talking about Barely Pilgrim. Yeah, I'm the the white host with the tire tracks on his on his face because because Kavanaugh just throw my ass under the bus. Um, no, I care about your opinions. Like I said, I'm not always right, and I do love a good debate. But if you're gonna get butt hurt because I insult the you know the evil empire, that's all well and good. But just know if you're gonna come cute, I'm gonna get we 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 we, we will come for your head. Oh, I'm gonna come at you like like that fat chick with braces and the high school prom come bear down on you the backseat of a Buick because you know like and then you're, uh, it's you're gonna be made a man that night I'll tell you that much. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> and today, people, people subscribe. Well, not even subscribers because this is free. Everyone gets to hear it. Uh, we have with us Mr. Gerald. Yes, sir. And tell everybody who you are. Tell them where you're from. And he's also one of the guys that run one of the radio stations that we are so happy to be on. Go ahead, sir. Oh, God, so much pressure now. Um, well, first yeah, he of all, does like, that. Weapon? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like you said, my name is Gerald Roberts. Um, I'm in Queens, New York. Um, I'm one half of STP Radio. I'm also the founder and um, creator and, I guess, the content manager for the Brandon Gerald Productions app, named after my company that I have, Legally Registered LLC, Brandon Gerald Productions LLC. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, really. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to be I'm just glad to be on. Like, like I'm trying to, like, um, build my own, like, little community within the wrestling world, and so um, it's a little start. And and only that, I, I think you're a very cool dude. We have, we have a lot in common. We have a lot of people in yeah. common, and a lot of networks in common. So, um, yeah. and finally we uh, meet not face to face, but I guess you know, person to person. Oh, most definitely, most definitely, and nothing better than to talk about professional wrestling. And um, yeah, that's basically what this is about today. So, our normal format we're not doing today because it's about. The greatest wrestling weekend ever. <laughs> because as a wrestling fan, I'm sorry. You had to enjoy this weekend to a certain extent. Whether you like WWE, Ring of Honor, whatever your 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 boat might float. There was, there was too much wrestling on. I'm sorry. Yes, man, from SmackDown to Rampage to Ring of Honor to Stand Deliver to the WrestleManias. Um, and then even to the independence, which I didn't even even pay attention to that to a certain extent. So um, that's, that's become a, a, a phenomenon in recent years. And I know and I love it for two reasons. One, it becomes like a little wrestling palooza where like next year is going to be in Hollywood. So you're just going to be I'm going to I'm going to attempt Hopefully by then my foot is in the door mainstream. I'm going to hope to yeah. attempt to book stuff in. LA so I can be there adjacent yeah. like make it a make it a tax write off but it becomes a little wrestling palooza where 
Ring of Honor, other companies, wrestlers, events, all kind of circle around WrestleMania and siphon off some of that money. So it's indirectly because WWE, if they had their way, would not allow it. If they could not allow it uh, to give back to the wrestling community, which they take from and don't really give back to. But also, um, you know, it's it's become a cool thing where, again, wrestlers get to get a little bit of money and, you know, wrestling fans can congregate. But... Uh, you know, and, and that's the other thing, too. It's like, you know, if you're going to fly, a lot of people do. This is like a big thing. Like, do people do come from around the world and whatnot? And not everybody is created equally with the money they come. So they may come to like a day of WrestleMania or they might come to whatever, but they could see other wrestling shows and, and meet a lot of people, do a lot of things and maybe not actually have the tickets to WrestleMania. But it still kind of mm-hmm. works out because you get to see. A lot of everything, so I think yeah. it's a good thing, and and it upsets Vince McMahon. So it's like it's a it's a it's even better. It helps the wrestling, <laughs> really it helps the like wrestling business. Really? A lot of companies, you know, they they uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of wrestling companies that aren't Ring of Honor or MLW or whatever get that nice six month push from the from the money. Plus, wrestlers get to you know hawk their wares and get and be social and and everything else. So I think it's great for the fans. It's great for the pro wrestling community, the sport. And we and it's a sport here um, on on Pilgrim with wrestling and and uh, pro wrestling smoke, and you know and again it annoys uh, it annoys uh, the the WWE which also is a bonus. It's like it's like you know you're ex seeing you with somebody hotter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey Billy, real, real quick, what's your, what's your Twitter? Uh, it's it's uh Bill, it's all lowercase uh Billy Pilgrim triple X. Uh, I tried to I was very lucky I was able to get that because I'm. I'm slow with the social media as far as signing up for platforms. I kind of only do it as I get more popular. I have an Instagram that is new, and I finally got popular enough that I kind of had to have I got one. Right, found it right here. And, uh, and, and the funny thing is, uh, there's a lot of great – female talents are the probably the worst at this. There's a lot of great female talent out there, and and – you know, I appreciate every one of them, even the ones that I don't, I'll probably never work with. But they have these Twitter handles, and they're like, "Do you follow me?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And then I'll look them up. I'm like, "No, I didn't follow you because I don't have the Da Vinci Code to figure out your Twitter handle. Like, I don't understand how the <laughs> fuck everybody <laughs> your ass with." Because mine, for me, it's like, look, I have a my name is taken from a literary character, so I always I put the triple X on there so people know that you're going to see me and not the character from the book, which is a very popular book. Mm. But, you know, these girls, they have these weird stage names and then they'll have an even weirder Twitter handle. I'm like, you know what, sweetheart? If you like a challenge, go ahead. I'm amazed anybody finds you. I want people to be able to <laughs> type it in and find me because the internet is... See, that way you probably, that's the way you're supposed to do it, even with your name or even with your brand. That should be easy to, to find, especially if you got a name that's that's Google. Everybody don't have it. You know, it's one of those things. I was a grumpy old man when I was like 15. So it's one of those things where I I don't, if I don't get something or I don't like something, I'll voice it. But I'll also try to throw in there or leave like room and let it be known that there's a percentage of, I probably wasn't going to get it anyway if I was in the proper age group. I didn't get shit when I was in the proper age group when I was young. So it's like, if you're going to call yourself like Willow Cush Sinclair and then have some kind of weird ass or call yourself like, you know, throat 
you know, squeeze, and that's going to be your stage yeah. name. And then you're going to call yourself like the Pepsi Plunge Three Seven on Twitter, and somehow that all interconnects with the youngins. Then look, don't listen to me. Do do if it's if it's paying your bills, don't listen to a damn thing I'm saying. But I, I just uh, I, I try to be as plain and easy to find as as possible on on social media. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you can see, Brandon, we talk about it all here, not just wrestling. <laughs> I, I I know all too well. That's why that's why when um we we send this up, I had to have Billy on the show because I just yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Not too many people that are dying to meet me. Uh and again you can probably see why. Uh shit, yeah. The way I look at it is is that you know, to me it's what's missing in this world is independent thought. And be able to give your opinion, and and people take it on surface what it is. It's an opinion. It's 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 just how you feel, you know. Period. And to me, that's what podcasting does. It allows us to speak our minds, and we ain't got to sit here and worry about motherfuckers being but so offended or upset. Who gives a shit? Because at the end of the day, that's what we get paid to do. That's how we make our money is giving our opinions, and whether you like it or not. That's on you. If you don't like it, guess what? You ain't got to listen. Yeah, and, and I've and I've said this. I've said this on my Twitter, on my on my Instagram, and I'll say it on any other future. If I ever have a TikTok or anything, I will say it on here. You know, anything I'm involved with in is a safe space. So black, white, Asian, uh, male, female, trans. Uh, whatever your non-binary, so on and so forth, whatever your thing is, if you like interesting conversations, if you like wrestling or whatever, you are welcome here. There is no, you know, punching down. There is no anything. I, you know, everybody's welcomed here and I will not tolerate any form of any kind of racism, sexism, whatever bullshit. Uh, So, but, you know, if you're an asshole or if I think your opinion is shit or if you're doing whatever, just because you are trans or black or a female or whatever does not automatically mean you you're off limits. It's like no, no, no. That's you're you're equal. I don't even I don't even see the fact that you're this thing. You're we're having a conversation about this. So you know it's an all encompassing safe place where you may not like some of the stuff that's being said, but it's being said because you you know it's counteracting your opinion. You're not being you're not being taken to task for what you are. Uh, you're being, you know, taking a task for who you are in the moment of the conversation. You know, it's it's um, you're allowed to disagree or say fuck you or, you know, whatever. But it's a safe, open, respectful place. But it's we don't pull punches. You know, uh, a, a trans kid, you know, going to school at 10 years old is 100 times tougher than I'll ever be. And I've been in some serious bar fights and some life and death situations. And they're. A trans kid 10 years old in Wyoming is 100 times tougher than I'll ever be in life. So yeah. that kid can take a joke. He can take a phrase or a comment that maybe he or she does not like uh, <clears throat> and and come back and give his two cents and be heard. And that's the point of the show along with wrestling because wrestling is is like a common man form of entertainment. It is blue collar. And regardless, if you grew up blue collar or, or working class, doesn't matter what you, you are. And your descriptors for the census, you are blue collar working class, you know. So just like in the South, if you're a Southerner, you're you're part of you're part of the family. I don't care. I mean, I'll hold it against you that you're from Alabama, but I won't hold it against you that you're <laughs> trans or black or whatever. I'll hold it against you 
What's up with Alabama? Oh, no, I just like to poke at fun in Alabama. That's what we do. He, you know, I can, he, I'll rip he, on he's a Georgia Bulldog. He's a Georgia Bulldog. You know, <laughs> North Carolina. North Carolina's that weird cousin where they don't really have football. They have basketball. So we don't really yeah. – we don't bring up – like it's like that thing on the head. Like, don't point at the thing on his head. What is it? It's basketball. Just act like you <laughs> – when they say three-pointer, just act like you, you know what they're talking about. It's like, okay, yeah. No, 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 yeah. No, oh, no, no, no. Duke's got a chance this year. Sure, sure, sure. They're going to win the championship. Sure. <laughs> you know, so in the South, we'd like to make fun and poke fun. Um but it's all kind of it's that brother sister thing. Like we can poke fun at Alabama when somebody from somebody place else does it. It's like, why don't you, why don't you take a step back? Um, but yeah, it's just that thing of like you know their their family, they're ours, you know, and and it's you know all all is welcome at the table. Quick question: You're both from South Carolina, or I'm from Georgia. He is from North Carolina. Oh, yes, Tar Heels. I, I kept I so when I, so when I plugged you right I kept tagging South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. Well, even way it's south to make a distant line, so I'll take it because shit. Yeah, the ge- it, we, we I love the Geechees. I love the Geechees. Shouts out to Charles, Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, thing. Here's but, an interesting uh, thing that a lot of people and I've had this argument. This is one thing I won't budge on. Uh, for those of you who've never been to the South or don't really understand what the South is, the South is below the Mason-Dixon. It's 11 states, and it does not include Oklahoma, Texas, or no. Florida. No. Now, when, when you hear somebody from Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, whatever, talk about like, oh, you know, just that Southern charm or, you know, that proper Southern manners, um, that's them just saying a phrase that sounds cute. It's they're not southern. People from Texas so, are not southern. So, so people from Oklahoma are not southern. People from Florida are definitely not southern. They are southeast or southwest, but they are not southern. Kevin and I are southerners, and yes. good bad. And there's good and bad with that. There's a lot of good and bad with that. But it's like, look, Florida has their own crazy shit, and that is theirs. Texas definitely has their own crazy shit. And I'm going to tap into some of the stuff I saw, just as a commentary on Texas in this show, and uh, that is Texas. And Texas yeah. is Texas, and Florida is Florida, and it's nuts. <laughs> that's, it's a thing I will not allow it to pass when people go, oh, you may not like Texas, but it's part of the South. I'm like, no, motherfucker. Okay, I can already tell you failed geography in high school. It's not part of the South. Texas that, is Texas. That, West Virginia, that, South Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, Mississippi, uh, uh, Louisiana, Alabama, yeah. Georgia. That's that's kind of like um the the uh, what you call it that's kind of like the uh, the what's the Caribbean like um Haiti and Guyana we're, we're not te- technically like part of that same region but we claim it. Oh yeah, Guyana is South America uh, and Haiti's like not kind of like more like off the coast. But like yeah, uh, again, we claim the West Indies, we claim the Caribbean. The, the Dominican Republic and Haiti are are basically on is night and day is when you cross that border. Yeah. So it's two different cultures. It's two, th- and that's the other thing. Within this, there's Southern culture as a whole, and then there's different. It's different every state. So when I love North Carolina as a state, I'd actually, if I could move tomorrow, I probably would move to North Carolina. There's several places there that I like, but the the culture, the food is a little different there. And then you go down to Georgia, a little different. Tennessee, 
a little different. I like, I love the state of Tennessee. I've been to Nashville a couple of times. Love it. Alabama is a little different. Louisiana is definitely different and definitely has its own strong flavor. And even within a state, there's different types of Southern accents. So it's, Southerners have this, like I said, it's like a bond where we're all part of the same culture, but then there's like, you know, there's this teasing, you know, kind of thing when it comes to like barbecue or how college are done or if you do this or whatever, and it's done in good fun. You know, again, uh, Georgia fan with Alabama fans. I actually like Alabama fans. Alabama fans are actually tolerable and easy to, to deal with. And it was exciting to finally beat Alabama to win the national championship. But in no way did any real Georgia fan talk too much shit. They were just happy for the win. And they know that Alabama is going to be right around that corner. And there's a level of respect. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's a... Uh, it, Alabama or the South is a very unique place and, and far from perfect. But, uh, you know, I would like to say, though, to all the races out there that uh, the reason why you have Biden as a president is because of Georgia. Mm-hmm. We did it. You, you we yeah. did it. And one of ours, uh, 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 Stacey Abrams, pretty much helped make that happen. And uh, she's running for governor again. And, pro- and to be honest with you, it's a, it'd be a very smart thing to just let her have the governorship because she saw what happened the last time. You fucked with her. So, um, you know, uh, so, yeah. So any racists or any Trumpers out there that might be listening to this, you, you can swing by the state of Georgia and say thanks because, you know, we're the reason why. Because <laughs> we're the one south southern state that went blue and we won it uh, for the for the evil, evil, open minded uh, queer liberals out there. So that was that was that was a good look. Thank you for that. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, it was a point of pride. People were dancing in the streets, literally in Georgia. That uh, you know, um, <clears throat> you know that is that is that was a, that we, we were all very very happy with that. And uh, like I said, Stacey Abrams is running for governor now, and they fucked her the last time. And basically, mm. she did what a black woman does when you piss her off. She got mad, it got even, and essentially, not only helped put Biden there, but uh, essentially became like she took like the the fucking authority of like Oprah and the fucking presence of Maya Angelou and the fucking uh, just the the I, I don't even know like she just took the power of like every black woman and just came in and just turned the entire state of Georgia blue like pretty much almost single handedly and it was a great I mean I've never been more attracted to a woman in all my living days um, <laughs> and she's running for governor again and I think she's gonna win it this time and and like and I was joking the other day to the you know the Republican Party if they have a brain in their heads which. Eh, uh, they're going to want to just let her have it, because if you fuck her again, I honestly think next election, the, the entire the entire South and like, you know, Texas will go blue. You know, it, she'll be the, like the one woman to turn Texas blue. Uh, you do not want to piss this woman off anymore. Don't make don't make her run for president because, uh, you know, if you, yeah. if you don't like if you don't like Kamala Harris, like, trust me, you'll you'll definitely will not like Stacey. Mm. Yes. But, that, so, but that's sorry, I didn't mean to get off on a political thing there. But oh uh, no, it's all good. Can we talk fine. about it all here? So, but speaking about politically speaking, now it's time to get to this pro wrestling smoke. And like I said, unfortunately for you fans, we're not going to get to do the Gordon Soli uh, poetry corner this week. That will be returning next week. So trust me. Is that my fault? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, because it. Trust me, we have a lot 
to get into because I didn't want this to turn into a four hour podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's not, it's, it's not your fault. That happened this weekend. Go ahead. Yeah, we we tend to go. That's why I said at the beginning of the show before I knew you were on here that, uh, and it dawned on me this weekend that um, <clears throat> uh, Kavanaugh and I. It, it's been a busy couple of weeks for both of us. Kavanaugh is basically doing all the podcasting now in the world, and um, and I've had a busy few weeks. We need to sit down and have a meeting because um, the thing that's probably going to have to get shortened down is is WWE stuff uh, when Ring of Honor gets up in full swing because now we're going to have three brands and mm-hmm. we need to and then we do a thing with the old school and then you know and, and, and the opening bit here it depends there, there are times where we get right to it and there's times where like this where you know we kind of get off on a tangent yeah so, but that's a bit, but but that's how I always <clears throat> treat my podcast is I let them make itself because it, it, the longer you do it, the, you start to get the flow and what how the podcast. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't believe in having like a format or a script. You know, just let it yeah. be natural the flow. Yeah, because to me, it's kind of like like for example, he go on his his rants or my rants, you know. First of all, they're funny as shit. I'm sorry, it's just comical, and, mm-hmm. and and two also it gives the viewer an understanding of where the opinion is coming from. So you got to hear the full rant to get okay. This is why he said this. This is the reason why he doesn't like the dark order, and this is the reason why I may not feel too highly on Tony D'Angelo. And, and, and well, it's, I feel like it's funny because I, 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 I shit. Um, your boy is on. Uh, I, I get I get triggered by Tony D'Angelo. Well, actually, it's funny you said that because um, I I was with I had stuff come up this weekend and then I met you know and again there was like all the wrestling in the world to watch and I'm now in my little wrestling studio. Uh, and I always have wrestling playing in the background on the TV on silent and. Yeah. Right now, as we speak, uh, Tommaso Ciampa is making his entrance to fight Captain Sweatpants or Johnny Sweatpants. And uh, hey, I'm sorry, uh, it, which brings us to the first fucking pay per view of the I knew, I knew. Oh, I, 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 I missed, I missed no one will survive. I missed that. I have, oh my god. Well, well, since we now on stand deliver, okay. One, I get Tommaso Ciampa is going to the main roster. That's obvious by the way that the match ended, Triple H coming out in the whole nine. Bad idea. But to, yeah, actually very bad idea because he's the best, one of the best fucking things on NXT to begin with. I have never been high on Tony Angelo. I don't know why everyone and their mama is high on this dude. Who's high high on him? I'm I'm wrestling. Talking about him and everyone like, yeah, Tony D'Angelo, I love him. No, he's garbage. He's Green Acres. He is. He is. <laughs> look, Jay Cargo is a better wrestler with two matches under her belt when she had two matches on her belt than this motherfucker. Okay, Jesus, such umbrage. Well, his gimmick, his gimmick, like he has, he's obviously a guy young. Uh, he has like a weird hipster haircut that he obviously models into something that was supposed to look Italian. He's doing the outdated, uh, and I've known guys ironically like Tony Angelo, uh, and they would find this offensive. And uh, he's no, want to slap weird, the shit out of him. 
his gear looks like shit. His body looks like shit. His he has no real. It had a nerve to have a ponytail. I've never known a mafia dude with a fucking ponytail, people. No, now, no. Tony Soprano didn't have a mad bun. No, no. And, uh, yeah, and, and again, you need different body types in wrestling, but the fact that he, if he didn't wear the pseudo wife beater, it wouldn't be as transparent that this guy is a big dude, but <clears throat> clearly does not. He goes to the gym, but basically, does, like, it has no sense of like kind of conditioning or working out. Like there's nothing, there's nothing about him that's special. And again, obviously does not believe in the gimmick because he is not, you know, Terry Taylor sold the red rooster better than uh, this guy is with the, uh, and also he sold his shit better than what the fuck this dude is selling his shit. And I don't know why they picked him to be the guy that, you know, I mean, I, I mean, none of these new NXT to, guys to be, are, to be, to be Tomasa Sampa's swan song, right? Yes. Yeah, that would piss yeah. me off. I'm like out of anyone. I would I would have whether it had been Carl Melo Hayes. I would have rather it been um Alphatasmo. I mean I mean wait, I call him Alphatasmo. Fuck that Santa Bar shit. He's Alphatasmo. Um I damn it, it I could have I could have saw Duke. Whatever his name is, Duke with Hudson. I could the, see Duke the, Hudson being the, the, the car star. Yeah, I could have saw him if they had built him right. But not Tony D'Angelo. He is the below mid car dude. He's the dude that take the losses in the North America in North American. He's the one you feed the champions to for losses. He looks like the Brooklyn Brawler, no respect to him. Like, he looks like a job. It might be son. I'm be honest. Hey, with hey, you. hey, I, hey, 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 hey. I'm not gonna sit here and let you insult the good goddamn name of the Brooklyn Brawler. The Brooklyn I Brawler. Insulting him. He him. sold that shit, and the Brooklyn Brawler <clears throat> was a way was the, worker. Was the greatest jobber in history, baby. No, that's the great South. Well, yeah, of course. I agree. Between them two. I'm just saying that Angel looks like a jobber. That's all I'm saying. Oh shit! You just gave me a hell of an idea, Kevin. Of a match I never knew I wanted to see—a uh, uh, a loser wins match between Tony between uh, 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 Tony uh, 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 <laughs> Tony D'Angelo, no, uh, Brooklyn Brawler, and um, and uh, George South got it. That would be hot. Yeah, and the loser basically whoever wins loses. It's like the job. <laughs> what? He went to greatest loser of all time title. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but no, but but like I said, but other than that, like I said, standing live, I, I I watched it. Um, to me, the the biggest shock. Okay, one with the title changes. The biggest shock of a title change that didn't happen. Was Braun Breaker? Now I was totally floored, which that got lost throughout the weekend. That Dolph Ziggler retained the NXT title. Well, because I think they're going to rush his ass up to the main roster, like everybody knew they would. Oh God! Okay, can we call him Steiner now? Because they, I'm saying it's. It's obvious he's a Steiner. Well, that's and anybody like the same thing with uh, Gunta. You know, everybody WWE does what they want, but like they just assume people are going to go with it. Um, And the other thing with D'Angelo, 
real quick is that look, not everybody's going to have like Tommaso Ciampa body, you know. Like I work out like a madman. I've been um, I've started a new diet to kind of lean up a little bit and everything. But mm-hmm. even you're not going to have the same genetics. But when you take a guy that doesn't have the perfect six pack body or whatever, and you put him in clothes, mm-hmm. you got to it, it makes them look worse so you take a d'angelo you take that guy that's supposedly i don't know his name he's supposedly he's crazy but he dressed like a waiter from the olive garden and um you know, oh he's supposed um, to be... um 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 indy Hartwell's hu- husband yeah yeah i don't know like he, he wears black like a button-down shirt but a collar and he's he, he supposedly he's yeah Ooh. dexter loomis Loomis. Yeah. Oh, not dexter loomis no i call him johnny rough trade um uh no, the Tama Finland he uh wrestler? No, not not a not no, he he has like a I forget he again his gimmick was oh he's nutty and he had like a henchman with him and they're both dressed in all black with like in like a button down shirt. And again, nothing wrong with these guys. I'd never even really seen them wrestle, so I'm not even critiquing their wrestling ability. But you have them dressed in these baggy clothes because you're deliberately covering their body. And you know, it takes it does take a a certain type of wrestler to pull off a t-shirt like a Mick Foley, a Kevin Owens. But look, the guy does not have to have a perfect body. You know, you can, you just need to get the gear to make him look good. Like Otis with the new gear looks great. And he looks like a killer, but he's, but he's shaped like an egg. It's nothing wrong with it. The dude's a collegiate Greco-Roman superstar. And he's like a great wrestler. And he's got charisma. He's just shaped like an egg. You can't Mm -hmm. have everybody, you know. Listen to me, it's not even about it when he comes to the angel. It's just, the gimmick don't fit him. And not, but also, he's, he's, he's just, he's, he's... Because one, don't look Italian. He looked like a damn baby Rusev. He looked like a baby Rusev. Yeah, and, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a mini-me Rusev. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To me, I can't see him as no fucking Italian. I can see him as a Russian. I can see him as, like, a Rusev-type character. You know, period. But not as a goomba. No, that's nah. I it no no no. It's it it doesn't. It no no. He just doesn't. He doesn't have the personality. He doesn't pull it off. It just it just it doesn't work on any level. And like I said, his ring work isn't good enough to, you know, uh, you know, because sometimes the ring work, like when Austin got the ringmaster, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. the ring work will will surpass the gimmick and save wrestler. Uh, but again, the way WWE is uh, going, they just, you know, they don't listen to the fans. They're just going to give you what they think, you know, you, you want or whatever the kids supposedly, you know, like and everything. And yeah, just the stuff doesn't make sense, but I think they're going to push Braun to the main roster. I think part of it, part of that whole thing, that's why they gave the Steiners the Hall of Fame, you know? Yeah. So, which now you mentioned Gunther, aka Walter, he had his magic his LA night. Of course, he beat him. Um, which also led, which also also went down with the North American ladder match, which was a pretty decent match. Where, of course, to the moon, North Carolina owned. I'm talking about Trevor Lee, aka Cameron Grimes. He becomes a North American heavyweight champion. Um, I'm pretty sure that Gunther has to be the next guy in line to get the belt off of uh, Dolph Ziggler. Um, you, you think it'll be this be uh, Walter? 
versus I, I, I think so. If not, it has to be Carmelo Hayes because you had Carmelo Hayes lose the title and you saved him and protected him by him losing it in a ladder match. Um, because I was kind of surprised that he, he lost. So I said, okay, if he lost, that means he got to be next up for the title because they've been high on Carmelo Hayes, period. You know, even though his gimmick, I'm not too keen on either because they make him seem like he's the, the fourth and your boy Trick is the fifth Migos. And which, uh, um, I digress on that. Yeah, the way they, yeah, like, the way like they, them. no, I, I like them, but I think they're trying to make them too hip, too hip hopish, too culturish. You get what I'm coming from? Because yeah. it's kind of, especially with Trick. Now, Mellow, okay, I can I can see Mellow with the personality that he has. But with yeah. Trick, it's kind of like you really trying to overdo it, trying to get. I'm I'm not so sure. Him. I'm not so sure. Like 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 so Mellow, right? Like he definitely comes off as like a guy in real life. Like he talks. Mm-hmm. like how how a guy like like him talking like in real life, as opposed to like. The, the the poker shark without poker shark and the gangster is not a gangster, right? Um, but you said how um what's name what's name is his buddy trick. Uh, trick right trick, trick, yeah um I mean yeah he is kind of like outlandish extra but people act like that in real life people mm-hmm. he's like he's like he's like this hype man you know his boy that hypes him up I I they felt like they replaced I the hit, they they it feel like they replaced the hit squad with uh. With them, you get what I'm saying? It's like okay, since we moved him to the main roster at the time when they moved him to the main roster, that one I know is the chain with Carmelo. Is that when they moved up the Hit Squad to the main roster? That's when he started getting on his culture tip. You feel what I'm saying? Which nope. I like the extra confidence. I mean, to me, Carmelo is behind Braun Breaker, the number two guy on their roster. Oh, by far, definitely. Like, yeah. Who's number three? Like I can't even tell. Gunther. Oh, I, I don't see. I, who, I can't see anybody, anybody else other than. I, I forgot about. I forgot about Gunther. Um. Yeah, and then number four. Uh, number four. Who who be on four on the totem pole? I I I have to go with Cameron Grimes. And even that's distant compared to Gunther. Yeah, they, but Gunther is. It, it he has to be. If if he's not the next one to get the belt, he's the next behind the next. Because to me, they toned him down a lot in NXT 2.0 compared to what I saw at NXT UK. And on top of that, um, I hate that name. Tell us, tell us yeah, name. I'm sorry. It sounds, like, it, sounds like, it sounds like you name a monkey that. Like a talking it's monkey. Gunsa. It's Gunsa. I can't, I can't go with that. I, I hate <laughs> I can't. I hate that name. Like when people say it, like I get annoyed. Like Walter sounds it, badass. My name is Walter. Like I'm. A, I, I mean, it's it, it, that was his name, Walter. It Walter. What you say, Walter or Walter? You know it, what I'm saying? Goofy just don't appeal sounds, to me. Sounds mad goofy. Goof. Like it's not. This is past the name test. Billy does the best with the goof with the goof of voice. Oh, yeah, I don't know. What Kavanaugh? Why don't you why don't you come sit on me on my little couch and tell me why you don't like my name? But going to you know Scunter, the rose off your said to me, you know, like I I smack you with the leather spoon and then we 
and then we yodel at each other. You know, you, what, like, you I bend over, what, you yodel at me, and then I yodel what at you. What accent is that? You know, maybe you know, and then and then maybe we wrestle a little bit. The next thing you know, vicula. You know? <laughs> he said, he said like he does in German at the same time. <laughs> well, you know, because there's two type. If you really look at it, if you're gonna go stereotype, there's two type of German accents. There's the very Nazi-esque, angry, like, and we shall go in and she will have windy money like walls and hoot. And then, yeah, the by the way, kind of they, leather they, boy, like, oh, yes, we're going to go in there, we're going to win the one the night walls, and then, oh, you know, it's going to be because it's hump day, and then we you know we like we'll have fun. Yeah. By, by, by the way, they, they gave him a German name, but isn't, isn't like he Austrian, which is yes. not German? Austrian, yeah, well, He's they gave Austrian. him a Nazi name, technically, the, they gave him a Nazi, an actual Nazi, Nazi name. The, the reason yeah. why I brought that up is because they also had a guy long ago named Funaki who they made Kung Funaki. And I'm like, Funaki's Japanese and Kung Fu is Chinese. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But see, but see, <laughs> but see, it's like this. A lot of the, let's just keep it 100. A lot of these rap promoters, the youngest rap promoter right now is what, Tony Khan? He's the only one that might get it. The rest of them is old farts like that that Vince McMahon where they still see the stereotypes. Because it's not, think it's, about it's not even about, it's not even about stereotypes. Like I don't I don't want to say racism, um, but it's like it's like it's like like ignorance about it. Like yeah. NXT, NXT UK, for example, right? They have so many countries represented, but none of them, well, most of them are not even from the UK. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all from Europe, which we call NXT Europe. Mm-hmm. That's my point. It's and just, and yeah. honestly, we're not exactly a. Uh a bright country like people don't understand that like there's there's um you know there's there's austria and germany they speak the same language there's you know uh i mean it's there's several countries in in you know uh uh you know there's several different like brussels you know there's these different uh uh, you know, countries, but they speak the same language, and there's like a lot of deep history in in Europe, and you know, borders divided, and and everything. And at one point or another, they all were kind of in the same, you know, country and what have you. It's just, but at the same time, and they did it with a Japanese wrestler years ago. Uh, I wasn't really watching that closely, but he was a big deal in Japan. Won the Young Lions tournament, and they had him and his wife come in. We're to give him a big push, and they named him after the Japanese emperor, who was not a good guy. And they actually had to step up and go, no, 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 you can't, no, no, that's like, yeah. no, no, you can't have it. Like they, I think, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to say there is uh, some racism when it comes to WWE because the you think so? you keep... I low key thought so too, but I didn't want like you know, yeah. What they, they keep yeah. pulling? Okay, of all the German names, you know, you're gonna pull out a Nazi name. For, for Walter, of all the Japanese names, you're gonna pull out a Japanese name of like a like a like a. I forget if it was a, an imperial emperor or if it was like a like a really uh, high level uh, general or colonel. And it's like you are the WWE, and you, these people should have enough concept to pick a name that that does not have any kind of weird history to it. Because you could still kind of get away with something like the foreign menace that's always going to kind of be. Uh, you know, you just got to find the wrestler that's willing to take the heat. But the one thing I don't, uh, millennial hipster wrestling fans annoy me because they will shit talk wrestling while claiming to be a wrestling fan. And like Kamala is a perfect example. They'll use Kamala as, oh, that's such a racist. I'm like, 
Sugar Bear Harris would, wasn't making three nickels in wrestling. And then Jerry Lawler came up with the idea and gave it to Kamala. And Kamala went around the world for two decades doing Kamala of his own free will. And, uh, you know, and, and basically it was a gimmick. And that was the thing. I find the Carmelo Hayes, the 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 Valter, the the stuff that they're doing now with like D'Angelo and everything else, way more racist than a junkyard dog wearing uh, a dog collar or yeah. Kamala. See that 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 was the thing I was saying is that junkyard dog, he didn't play to the black public. He 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 didn't play to the stereotype. That was him. You get what I'm coming from, Tony yeah. Atlas. That was him. Even with Booker T, that was Booker T. You feel what I'm saying? With them, they purposely played to, even with the vignettes. You got the dude sitting in the barbershop. You feel me? That's culture shit. That shit that they, they, they because everything they're trying to do is more like, he's trying to bring the old school ethnic WWF type feel to NXT 2.0. He's trying to connect 92 again. Yeah, so it's kind of like instead of you just giving them good gimmicks or, here's a thought, just let them be their goddamn self, that he's... Go ahead. But but here's the thing, when when it comes... I hear hear your point, but when it comes to specifically Carmelo and Trick, like, I only have a problem because that's, like, that's how, um, like, people, like, that's how people, like, that's how... I believe that's how he is in real life, and it's not yeah. like it's like, and it's not like it's like some kind of like um, uh, what's it called? Like some kind of like stereotype, like oh, I, oh, I well, eat watermelon or something. A cry it's time like, probably it's, be it's, a better example. Yeah, at the barbershop, he's like, swag, he's swagged out with glasses, talking shit. Da, da. He's confident, so to me, yeah. it's a positive. Um, yeah, I mean, but, I mean, don't get it twisted. I, but he's an exception. I, yeah, you get what I'm saying, but but to me it's like this: he's making the gimmick work because he's making the gimmick him. You feel yeah. me? Well, that's what to you me. Should, if you're gonna go, go to anybody of any ethnicity and go, look, I they want you to be a Japanese villain, they want you to be a Spaniard uh, villain, like you know, Spaniard, like when um when uh, Alberto Del Rio was doing this, he was like the Spanish, you know, aristocrat or whatever. Like in Mexico, it, it, there's a very subtle thing there between Spaniards and Mexicans, and there's a thing you can play on, and essentially, if I was going to walk up to two black guys, they're like, look, you're going to be our new top tag team, but they want you to be really hip and cool, and this is the edict I was told from up top. They want you to be hip, they want you to be cool, and they want you to be kind of anti-establishment, so you guys take the week and put together something that that, that you know, because you guys know this shit better than me. Come back and bring me something and, and show me what you put together with, with these bullet points, and then we'll kind of fine-tune it, but you guys are going to be leading the charge as far as, like, the slang, the outfits, the everything. So that way, okay, we're giving them, we're doing something clearly a little stereotypic, you know, but at the same time, we're giving the people who would know best the, the you know, the, don't don't let, like, Bruce Pritchard sit there and go, well, this is how black people act, or this is what a Japanese, you know, whatever would do, and so on. Um, it, because it's like, well, you have no frame of reference and you don't even have the sense of self to realize you don't have the frame of reference and just go look this is what the big boss wants take a week go home come back and bring me something within this round so that we can sell it to them and let's keep you in the driver's seat as much as we can otherwise they're going to have you out there like crime time 
you know, with the with the grills and the and the Timberlands, you know, and and whatever. Yeah. So, oh. no, go ahead, go ahead. No, actually, yeah. I do want to touch on this uh, because we're I don't know if we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame or not. Uh, you know, the continued disrespect of Vader, the WWE could go fuck themselves for that. Um, couldn't even couldn't even get somebody, couldn't even hire McFoley or somebody to induct him. They just had his family come out, so they could they could eat their dick on that one, but. Uh, no one said anything because I looked. They really need to stop with the Ultimate Warrior Award because you're giving a supposedly humanitarian award named after a white supremacist and a, and a and a known homophobic, and you gave it. Oh, and his and his very, uh, you know, Loris Leachman, uh, skeleton-looking wife, who's also probably the one that worse as far as the homophobia and the racism. Give this supposedly humanitarian award to a black child. And it, no one's pointing out the fact that, like, you know, you realize this guy was a right-wing whack job up until his dying day, until he said, I'm sorry, and then dropped dead. And his wife, who for some reason still works there, was probably the catalyst to turning him into a homophobic white supremacist. And you're named in the board, and you keep giving it. And the best part about it is every year it's like a black person you're giving it to. Do you not see the horrible, horrible irony of, like, well, this guy probably would have spat in your eye if he were still alive. Here you go. Thank you for being an inspiration. And it's, you know, it's 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 some spectacular WWE bullshit. And it's like, you know, that kid's going to grow up one day and really kind of get a sense of the world and look that thing on his mantle and go, ain't that some bullshit? Uh, these motherfuckers gave me a fuck. You know, I might as well just have a little hood on the goddamn thing. And, uh, you know, I just I was just like, I just couldn't believe it. I was just stood there in shock. I'm like, you really, I mean, I know they love their revisionist history in the WWE. It's what they pride themselves on. But, I mean, it's like, you like are you you really you know you can kind of slowly quietly bow out of this thing you keep giving this to minorities and it's like it's not okay the very the, the award is not the thing that it supposedly stands for you know it's basically just a big pr thing for the wwe to to show like oh look at us we care about people sort of so that was my two cents on that because i have not seen anything on twitter nobody for everybody that loves to call out every single little offense on the, in the world no one seems to really be hitting home on this and that the ultimate warrior was a horrible person never cared about wrestling didn't appreciate a goddamn thing racist homophobic and then they made it a board uh you know it's like what next uh strom thurman is gonna get like a fucking you know like a like a basketball rookie of the year award to give to new NBA players or something like but uh, that's just you know every year with that fucking thing so so with that being said uh, <laughs> it's finished up this finish up this NXT um nice because we know Braum is probably going up um he's going up to the main roster that's the only why I even was surprised that he even took that loss of course, the women's title not change hands. Mandy Rose, which yeah. I am happy for that because I feel she can keep the belt much longer. I like how the um, the, the, the two main roster um um people, uh, Dolph and Mandy, right from the who came from who came from up north, um mm-hmm. kept kept their titles. That was that was like interesting. Well, everybody's so it's green, it's, it's, and it's, they've it's, changed everything so suddenly that you need. At the very minimum, you have to have somebody that can make these people. And maybe Mandy has that talent. I haven't watched a, a lot of her matches, but Dolph definitely has the ability to carry somebody. Uh, I think part of the reason why they're pushing Braun or Steiner because uh, after the final match last night, 
It's like, okay, uh, yeah. now he has both belts, but who is he going to – I'm sure they're going to feed him Cody at some point. That now be the beginning of the end for Cody. They'll give him enough of a push to feed him to Roman at some point, but I'm, I'm going to say SummerSlam. But Roman has – they Roman's on this amazing hot streak. He's literally like the only good thing WWE has going – but you have nobody to feed him because you bury people quicker than an undertaker with obsession compulsive disorder. And, <laughs> and, and it's Braun and, 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 and Rhodes are, if you can avoid fucking up either one, which is all you do is just give them wins and make them not look like an idiot. Even then way WWE works, you got, if you're going to feed him both of those guys, you got until November, because again, the WWE doesn't understand long-term booking at all. Uh, so, so, you know, so I that's just... why that's why Braun should have won the belt. Um, that's why, mm-hmm. like, that's why I'm not really like a fan of them bringing people, especially Dolph and Man, who who like let's be honest, like Dolph, like I mean, he's good and everything, but he's a pre- like at this point, he's a prelim guy, and so mm-hmm. the prelim guy is your champion, and no one can beat him. <laughs> that that to me is like bad bad message. Um, and we're talking about, I, I talking totally about, agree with that. What no, I say I totally agree with that because it's like to me, you basically saying that we ain't got nobody good enough on the roster to carry this roster, so we yeah. have to go grab yeah. the guy who we have nothing for. And not only that, it's also like, yeah. it's also like um the same thing as the the, the more primal version of NXT back in twenty twelve and twenty thirteen, which is a bunch of bunch of like developmental guys, and then like the, the main roster would come down and like beat them in a match. You know, mm. saying that like no, no, these are these are the main roster guys. These are real guys, and you guys are just the WWE geeks. Yeah, because to me now, Mandy, I can understand with Mandy because she rebuilt herself, so that's why she made it work. I mean, it's funny that she changed her hair and her personality. You know, period. That, that she's not the the which to me she makes a great heel. Did she ever did a face? So I can see why she went back down because they did a re repackaging of her completely. Mm-hmm. You know, and it worked out for her. With Dolph, there's no repackaging; it's still just Dolph. So it's kind of like I like. Sorry, cut you off, but just real quick, I think I just thought of this. I like how two years ago she uh, beat Tony Deville in a match where Tony can't come to SmackDown, but yeah. meanwhile she runs SmackDown and. The person who won that match is in NXT has been relegated to NXT. <laughs> Dramatic. <laughs> well, but yeah, you're saying yeah. to 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 give Brandon his due. The fact that you would have had Braun win the title, stick around a minute, knows you understand the you know the fundamentals of wrestling booking, and you understand you know the concept of building a a guy, but. Uh, you know, if if Dolph is viewed as a preliminary guy, that is not Dolph's fault. It's it's the fault of WWE for book because mm-hmm. again, they don't know how to book. Uh, as far as in ring skill and having Rude by his side, he could be that champion that can basically you know he's basically playing drill sergeant to a camp of like newbies. So I, I think he, technically he could fit the role. Any any damage to his luster is not his fault. It's this is a guy that. Like Cordona, is the, no ab is out of place. That tan is perfect. Yeah. This guy can sit at home for six months, come back, and all of a sudden now he's number one contender for the world title, and he can, and he can have great matches. And this is a guy because again, he doesn't know their head from their ass. 
Uh, Mandy, Mandy, I think is getting a chance to shine, and her gimmick is I now have brown hair, and that's again, it's like oh, she's brown hair, so obviously, hoo, hoo, hoo. and um, you know, it's it's the WWE's way that they think this is what they think of their fans. You know, it's like this is what this is basically. Now she has brown hair. Now she's like an ass kicker. And now we're gonna bring, you know. Uh, Dolph down here so he can maybe you know fast track some more talent because again I was looking at it all last night I will say about Wrestlemania it's not as horrific as I thought it was going to be but that is basically because they set the bar so low that it was like oh well it was only uh, it was only a a raping and a beating it wasn't a double fisting a a raping and a beating (laughs) Um, so that was rather pleasant it's there was no sense of, and maybe it's because it's too big of an area. Wrestling was never meant to be in that big of a stadium, but it's, I didn't really get a sense of like, oh, this is so groundbreaking or whatever. Uh, but also, nobody important. You buried Lashley, you buried, uh, you buried yeah, uh, McIntyre, you, uh, you, you're basically killing off the new day. Um, so, Braun and, and now Rhodes, and again, Rhodes. And I, I think it's hilarious that everyone all of a sudden thinks that there was some kind of grand scheme for Vince to get Rhodes back. And that now oh now he's back in the big leagues. I'm like, if this is your idea of the big leagues, I'm I'm happy like get me my bus ticket to AAA and I'm gonna be happy to stay there. And yes, that is a double wrestling pun. Uh but I will happily stick with AAA and, and stay in the minors. Uh but Cody's gonna be around long enough to get whatever ratings he can get. They'll feed him to uh, Reigns first, like I'm gonna call it as SummerSlam, and then uh, probably Braun, uh, and they will probably feed him to Roman because I think yeah. they are banking on the fact that they can get the Rock for next year, and then yeah. if they do, yay, they'll get a big rating. But then, okay, well then the Rock has to win because if he beats the Rock, well, then what? Yeah, you know. So, so speaking about that, before we even get into WrestleMania. I want to get to me the match of the fucking weekend, and it won't on WrestleMania. Oh yeah, no shocker. Ring of Honor had their pay per view. Now I'm not going to go through the whole Ring of Honor pay per view. I'm just going to talk about the overview and what have you. It was a one match card. One But that FTR versus the and Briscoes was the match of the fucking year. Best tag team match I have seen in decades, and the match of the night, and I want more. I hope that Tony has signed them fuckers to a exclusive contract in Ring of Honor. Well, not exclusive, but at least a contract in Ring of Honor, because I need to see the rematch. I'm sorry. That that match was everything that I hoped it would be, and the one thing that we did get a clear cut is that we now got a clear, a little bit clearer picture of what Tony is planning to do with Ring of Honor to a certain yeah, extent. I, I, I messaged you. I messaged you, and I said I gave it a B plus. And the reason why I gave it a B plus is because it it uh, it definitely did send a message, that, but it it still left it unclear because you had basically yeah. all AEW guys win. You had all the titles change. And everything, which is fine, because I'm sure you probably have to renegotiate all these contracts. But it left a pit in my stomach in that FTR should definitely go to Ring of Honor because you wasted FTR up to this point. Now now you have a chance. And yes, you should sign the Briscoes. You should sign Grisham, which I believe that is already done because he won. You should sign Bandito, the guy that uh, 
that that uh, he was a pure wrestling champion. He needs to get new gear, but you know, Josh Woods. All yeah. these guys, you you need to sign them, and I understand that takes negotiation and time. The, the thing that that I only reason why I give it a B plus is because it came very apparent, but also the idea that you're but not going to have guys in the fi- contract but is not you- a good idea. You need to have Ring of Honor, be Ring of Honor, and separate from AEW, and not have the young bucks come in and act like and do what they did in this one. I understand they were setting up for something, but it needs to be separate, separate but equal. And they mm-hmm. need to let Ring of Honor be Ring of Honor. Take some of the guys like uh, Wheeler Yuta and all these other guys that you're not using as much, and give them, put them there. Get the Briscoes and get and keep Grisham and make it different because it was a very different show. I liked it. I want it. And you know, the idea of like, oh, we're just you can't build anything when you have guys going by dates. You got to have guys on the contract. And and you can't have just when it, pop it up whenever people feel like it. You know you gotta put but, you gotta put restraints on people. But go ahead, Brandy. What you about to say, Brandy? Go ahead. But his thing about that, um, I agree with you. But uh, but can, but can Tony Khan and or AEW afford that to do all that to well, hire? Apparently uh, they can. I'm I'm not. You know, and again, it's a thing of you have you keep signing wrestlers like like they're going out of style. Um, so you. You have a bunch of wrestlers that you don't need that are slowly you're just letting their contracts run out, which is nice. But you know, that's money you're spending not using somebody. You have now you bought two wrestling companies and you're going to actively try and run both companies. And he's got to attempt to book both, which we'll see how long that lasts. But you do need the Briscoes, you do need Jonathan Grisham, you do need talent, and you know. Uh, Get a TV to me, deal, probably can't afford. You know, you have no choice. You have to kick it. This is the key to me. This is the key to me. No, no, go ahead, Brandon. I'm about to speak. Go ahead, Brandon. It's not, it's not a personal, it's not, 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 not a personal against Tony Khan, but it's just making an observation. But it seems to me that Tony is acting like a kid who has like a toy collection. Oh, yeah. But well, like, see, you got, to, you got to understand this when you come to Tony. Tony is not the territorial. Wrestling fan, yeah. He grew up, yeah. He grew up during the Monday Night Wars, actually, a little bit after you want to be honest. And he grew up on the independence, he grew up on watching the Kenny Omegas and the Young Bucks and stuff of this nature. He gets how to book it for this day and age. You feel me? What he needs is a booker that knows how to put it together, like a Jim Cornette, like. The Eddie Grahams from from our day, you feel what I'm coming from? That can make the storylines and utilize. If Eddie Graham had that roster, everybody would have something to do. My my fear is that it might be like he might end up like um, me when I had my first ever smartphone. I just mm. kept downloading apps and like saving stuff to it, right? Mm. And then real, and I realized sooner or later, like I had to like you know delete some stuff mm. because I couldn't like. Aff- like fit any more on it, or like doing or function or function properly, or some some kid who got their first credit card and they go nuts and now they're in debt and like yeah. Well, see, what well, see the thing of it is, is okay. One, he has a big roster. He can actually split that roster if he want to and put half of it on Ring of Honor and keep the rest with AEW. There you go, because you already got motherfuckers under contract. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Who was talking? No, it was me. It was me. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, because the reason why I say that is you saw he had Moriarty on there. He has Moriarty on contract. The storyline now is Grissom and Samoa Joe with, of course, um, God, God damn it, my boy, Jay Lethal. Jay you know, Lethal? Yeah, because you know Jay Lethal, they, they did an angle at the end where Jay Lethal attacked Grissom. And he walked yeah. away with both the belts. But and Samoa Joe came out for the save and choked out Sanjay Dutt. So he already got it in place. What he has to do now is build the roster. He has enough of a roster that he can actually split that roster and put half on Ring of Honor. The only thing, and two, also, there have been talks about HBO Max. He hasn't gotten a TV contract, but to be honest with you, he doesn't need a TV contract because if he happens to get a streaming service deal, there you go. Because HBO Max will pay him for that Ring of Honor. But does Ring of Honor. Well, does Ring of Honor already have like Ring of Honor TV? Like the, the well, that's Sinclair, and that that's show, Sinclair. Is, yeah, go that ahead. show didn't do anything. The, the thing about the Ring, the thing that made Ring of Honor desirable was it was a rare, perfect storm of a brand with a lot of back, uh, a back uh, content, backlog content. But but the brand just became irrelevant because of AEW and New Japan and every NXT and everything. Yeah. And but it didn't. But the brand wasn't damaged because Sinclair bought it and then did nothing with it. You can yeah. take now. You have all the backlogs. So now you have enough stuff to do a streaming channel. Well, no, and, yeah, I, was, I was asking like because they have the ring up the website because that's why I watch Ring of Honor. Um, mm-hmm. Ring of what's it called? Hey, ROTV.com, whatever it's called. But see, I think what's going to happen with that is that with Honor Club, it wasn't like they were making money with it. Mm. And what AW will do is make a more viable product for people to watch because one of the problems is that AW didn't have a home. And what I mean by that is, for example, if it, let's say New Japan. New Japan has a regular home that you can watch in Japan. So the Japanese wrestlers can the Japanese wrestling fans can watch them. Yeah. Now they got a home on Axis that is a regular time slot. Now well, no, they fans, have uh, they had New Japan World on .com. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, but, but I'm talking about now as far as TV, they're on Axis, the same challenge that Impact. Yeah. So now I, I got. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off. Is that is that new stuff or like 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 old stuff? Can right now, what they doing? How New Japan work? with, I never understood this. They catch you up. And then they start showing new stuff when they catch you up. So, like, the first two to three months, they're catching you up each week of the old Japan stuff so the American fans who wasn't watching New Japan is caught up on the regular product. Mm. So, they basically, they went back all the way to when AJ Styles was there. So, they, because that's how they did the first time when they was on Axis. It was like two months of me catching old New Japan shit before they gave me the newest stuff. You know, period. But the thing of it is, is that New Japan, because now they're on Axis, they have a home for you to watch. With Ring of Honor, they didn't have a home because you didn't know what time New Japan, I mean, excuse me, Ring of Honor was coming on half the time. It, it either came on, it might come on at four o'clock in the afternoon, depending upon where you live at. It might come on Saturday, it might come on Sunday. They treat it like a syndicated show more so than an actual live event. Mm. You know, period. So, and then, and then on on top of that, like I said, with some of the cats that he said it, he said he's going to treat it like a developmental pro- product. But the problem is that Ring of Honor cachet is so strong, 
he's not going to be able to push his development because the fans ain't going to allow him to do it. So he's going to have to push it as a major brand, whether he likes it or not. He yeah. got the people to do it because, like I said, if you take some of the guys that he's not using, you throw them on Ring of Honor. There you go. Well, here's the thing. It's not even – a roster does not need 87 wrestlers. Uh, the no. roster – I forget the magic number, but you need set amount of guys who are going to be your stars. Like, you already got the an interesting world title thing going on with Grisham and Lethal and Joe and Moriarty, and there's going to be a whole thing there. You could you got FTR running your tag division. Uh, Suzuki, I don't know how long to be a TV champ. You got you know, Wheeler Yuta, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. What's is, it called? The uh, the the Great Eight. Jim Cornette once said something about that. How like he just like the, how, how to like great sixteenth or something. I don't know what it's the great. The great sixteen. Six, he said the perfect roster has sixteen because you have your singles and then the rest is made up with your tag teams. So what? you might have eight single guys and then they say four, maybe six, maybe six tag teams. And and the reason why for that roster because one you have your main event roster which is probably four wrestlers that's vying for the world title at all times. You have your mid card wrestlers which is four guys that are vying for the mid card title, and you can always mix and, and mix and match with them. Then you have your tag team division. Now, if you add in women, then there's another you might say six to eight other female wrestlers in that. Because the simple fact of that, one, you got to be able to have programs for everybody. And one of the things that I said that is missing in professional wrestling is that we used to have feuds that didn't involve the world title between single wrestlers. You had feuds between tag teams that didn't involve the tag team titles. They were feuding. Whether it was to get a shot at the tag titles or they just had beef. You know, period. There's not enough fuse that's that's centered around the central fuse that they have. You feel what I'm coming from? <laughs> yeah. Because, for example, I asked anybody, name me a tag team feud that has nothing to do with the tag titles of AEW. You can't do it. Yeah, and and here's the thing too, and this is going to be a thing where you're going to, and if I was a booker, I would definitely ruffle feathers and not be. I'd probably get the Oli Award. In that, not every match needs to be this 15 minute back and forth. Uh, sometimes an eight minute match where the guy gets beat decisively is what's needed. And, you know, again, don't stop giving screen time to the George Gulas gang. Stop giving screen time to uh, hokey gimmicks or like hipster wrestlers like uh, Janela or, you know, um, or like, you know, or like it just. You need to pick, know who's your stars ready for that position, and they need wins, and then they need to have an issue with somebody. And some guys, like, look, here's the deal. you It's like at everything. You are going to be laying on your back for a while, you know, and then eventually you're going to build up, and then you're going to become the guy going for the title. If you're not willing to lay around and get a nice paycheck and be on TV and gain experience and lay on your back, all right, well, then I'm going to do you a favor and I'm going to release you from your contract. Like, you know, this idea that everybody gets to be the star of the show or get to show, like, just because oh. you can have a 20-minute match doesn't mean you are the person to have that 20-minute match. Unfortunately, it, you know, not everybody can be yeah, You need people to feed your champions. You need people to feed to your champions. You need people to feed to your main eventers. And, and that's what they're there for, you know, and, period. And you can make a guy look good 
in eight minutes enough to, you know, but you don't have to like, you know, just beat the guy to shit and piss in his mouth when you're done. But it's, you know, AEW has a time management issue where they, they, they throw a lot of stuff out there. And it's like, I don't need to, this is not necessary. I don't need to see this. AEW needs to kind of stop wasting time with certain like acts also, again, more feuds. Like, I call the Jay Lethal thing. That is a perfect thing to get Grisham over and this new era. I can't think of two better people to reestablish the world title. And now you added Joe, which I did not uh, see coming. So now you can you got three guys and a perfect story. Plus, you got uh, uh, supporting roles with Moriarty and Davari and some other guys you could probably stick in there that will get a rub and get pushed up. But now you're going to make, you know, Lethal... Davari. Lethal can re, you know, fix his brand. Joe hey. gets a last run, you said, you and now the... you got Grisham. And again, you say, you say Moriarty, Moriarty, Javari is not in the. Uh, even though they should sign him too. Well, he's a, nah, he's he's a backstage to... guy, but clearly he's going to be like an evil manager, which you know. Yeah. And he looks great in that suit, so I think he could be a great little shit heel manager. Um, yeah. And, but wait, you know, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's me. Be conf- it's me. Be confused. Um, come on, Javari from um. MLW, that Davari? No, yeah, I mean, he, 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 he meant to say Sanjay Dutt. I'm, I'm sorry, Sanjay Dutt, sorry. Oh, um, okay, my fault, my bad, my bad, my bad. All right. Well, he looked like he shaved his head and everything, so they kind of, you know, they did. But, you know, because well, also those two guys, all those guys kind of do move around a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you do get a lot of, they're, they're people you should want backstage, but they always seem to get hired and then not so much get fired. I think just kind of, they just, tell them not to, to stop coming in which is insane to me you yeah. know um but you have now this program in place to do to reestablish your t- world title and you got the and again people kept going on about christian's height and it's like look if you're obsessed with height did i did frankly you're a touch simple and you know you can just the adults are talking sit down you know like <laughs> okay, oh he's five four well you know what your mother was five three and she got the job done so i don't know what to tell you um but just wow, just just you know, sit your ass down. Let Grisham be the star champion that he's going to be, and thank us later for the tag mm-hmm. titles. I would again, it'd be really dumb, and it would show how ready he is not to be a Booker if Tony Khan lets the Briscoes go to GCW or somewhere else and not continue this feud because this could go on for a long ass time, and you can rebuild your tag division because um, they, again, they showed you what tag. And I think the Bucks, and this is just a theory, wheeled their way in at the end because you had two tag teams that really showed you what tag wrestling was. And it was the match of the weekend, and it's already the match of the year. And I think that's what's going to be. And it, went, it didn't involve the Young Bucks. And the Young Bucks have gotten very territorial when it comes to tag wrestling, that if anybody's going to shine, if you notice, if it's not yeah, them, they, 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 they wheedle their way in somehow, some way. Yeah, because I kind of was like, was that even needed? No, I it mean, it, they, they, it, it, you could have did a segment in the back where the Young Bucks attacked FTR and it wasn't in the middle of the ring. It was kind of like, I hated they took FTR moment. Yeah. And, and, yeah and hate- this, doesn't, this doesn't like help like negate Jim Cornette's conspiracy theory that they're jealous and they're like conspiring to keep them yeah. down. Yeah, because even to me, when I look at it, is the Briscoes gonna get their motherfucking payback on them son of the bitches? I mean, cause I know because you set up, you set up basically a feud between the three teams, and 
if 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 Tony Khan has any brains, soon as that match was over, I don't give a damn what the TNT guy said. They ain't got to be on AEW. Sign the Briscoes. Sign them because that is money. Right there, you got a built-in tag team title feud between those three teams as we speak. Yeah, yeah. And, and do not give the Bucks any say in how the finishes go because, you know, again, the Bucks have failed the AEW tag division. They are not somebody – they should not somebody who should be in charge of the booking. And, again, it's become very apparent that they have become – a victim of their own success where if anybody's going to shine in the tag division or if there's any kind of issue that's big, they have to somehow stick their nose in and or get the last little thing because it really didn't need. And also the whole idea, this has happened like seven times already, the taking of the belts. Like I'm going to jump in and I'm going to grab your belt and I'm going to walk away with it. It's happened like seven times now in three weeks. Um, oh God, so, all the wrestling companies doing their stupid shit. Now, <laughs> the Bucks... Look, the Bucks are not going to go anywhere because they're not dumb enough to pull a Rhodes and leave their little cushy spot. But you took the best tag match that's happened in I don't know how long, and you basically rejuvenated an entire tag division. With and again signed the, and you know what? And Mark or Jay Briscoe said some dumb shit like I don't know how how many years ago, and he owned it and he yeah. paid the price for it. And since then, there has been no. Relapse. There's been no reoccurrence, no nothing. So yeah, he, and he said he didn't. And he said he didn't mean anything by it. You know, saying he was even trying to be you know, discriminatory or disrespectful. But see, but see, but see, it's not. It's not Con. It's not Vince. Well, Vince we come to WWE, but it was that TNT executive, the a guy who ain't got the, shit to do with the wrestling product, was the one that didn't want the Briscoes because. Khan was going to sign the Briscoes. It was no because it was reported that they were back, backstage and won the Dynamites right before it was announced that Ring of Honor was being bought by Khan, even before we even knew it was for sale. So he was going to grab the Briscoes. It was probably that a a Jim Hurd who said, no, we don't want the Briscoes because Jay, he said some homophobic shit about a decade ago, and even though he might have changed, we don't want him here. He said something a decade ago that he didn't mean and that he apologized for. (laughs) But more importantly, it's been a lot of years, and they've been the forefront of tag wrestling, and he's, and again, there's been no other incidents um, where, you know, you see a lot of celebrities do something and then they go, oh, I'm so sorry. Then they do it again. It's like, well, really, you're not sorry. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where, okay, I now bought this company. They're going to be on a different channel. You don't get a say. I'm going to sign them. But also, again, you t- Tony has a tendency to play favorites. And look, they're Buck fans. They're Omega fans. They're Elite fans and so on and so forth and yada, yada, yada. There's they clearly... There's storyline jealousy, and then there's actual jealousy. The way FTR has been booked since signing with AEW, and then this little spotlight-stealing moment, they are clearly threatened and genuinely don't like FTR. And and they and again, this match, I'm sorry, but I have never seen a Young Buck match as good. And I've seen a lot of good Young Buck match, but not as good as this match, and they can't stand it. And, you know, so it's like, look, FTR is now Ring of Honor. They're going to go their own way. You have AEW, and Tony Khan is clearly going to let you continue to bury this tag division, uh, you know, in spite of. But it's like, I get it. 
Omega and the Bucks are just delightful, but they cannot be the center of all things at all times. Other people need to shine. Other people need the spotlight because, uh, you know, they are not the be-all, end-all. Just like the Briscoes are not the be-all, end-all of all tag wrestling, Omega is not the greatest single wrestler. The Bucks are not the greatest tag team. And uh, sometimes you need to have the spotlight taken off you. So it encourages you to do something to get it back on you. I'm like, oh, well, now Omega's interesting again. He's doing something weird over here with, you know, like Punk. Like, I want to go see that now. And like, oh, wait, Jay Lethal and, and Grisham, let me go look over here. If I just got to stare at Omega, it's like, all right, motherfucker, I get it. You, you point, you do a little running step, you you make funny faces, you do this move. Okay, so if, now what? You know, if, it's, it's the, you know, like occasionally competition is good. And, you know, sometimes you just have to acknowledge, like, look, I ain't going anywhere in AEW. I'm, I am very secure in my spot. You have to let other people shine. Because nobody burns that bright. Nobody is, you know, uh, that prolific without having a, a peak and valley. And uh, the Bucks, I think the Bucks need a collar put on them. And they definitely need a choke collar and need to be reined in. Um, and again, if, F- if anybody comes out ahead in this little three-way tag feud, if we get it, it needs to be FTR. And then it needs to be the Briscoes coming in second. And the Bucks lose nothing. If anything, they gain more by coming in third. Actually, yeah. I have a question. If um, if Kenny Omega didn't get hurt, right, he wasn't sidelined with injury, do you think he'd still be champion right now? No, no. no. I think I think Tony had it in his head that Adam was going to win the belt, but I think it would have been a better transition, and it wouldn't have been as rushed. But yeah. but also. They need to again. I've I've beaten this to death, but they need to get the belt off Page, and they need to they need maybe send his ass to Ring of Honor and get his <laughs> back to his roots instead of this rhinestone cowboy bullshit that he's doing. Yeah, because uh, honestly, his title run maybe because he's the type of, the guys he is wrestling, which, which is, nobody. is, is with, with, basically because I, I I I your title run your title run is only as good as the guys you defended against. That's why everyone let, let me let, let's make this clear, and then we go transfer transition to the ring of to uh, WrestleMania. The reason why we talk so highly of Roman Reigns' title run is at the core of it. Look who he beat. Look at the guys who faced him for that belt. Each of them was built up to where we thought it was going to give Roman a run. And it made sense for Roman to challenge him. In the case of Adam Page, Murderhawk ain't won nothing major since he's been in that <laughs> motherfucker. Why is he getting the title shot? Uh, Adam Page, Adam Cole just lost to, to Orange Cassidy. To, to the mascot. You, yeah. You didn't have him come back and have a non a have a, a title, excuse me, I'm sorry, opportunity match against the guy that beat him and beats him and get the title shot. Well, well he beat Daniel Bryan. I mean, but, I mean, that's the only one. <laughs> you, you get what I'm kept coming from? Yeah. Daniel Bryan can't be the only one. With Kenny Omega, look at who he beat to defend his title. He went against Rich Swan. That match was fucking off the chain. We thought Rich Swan was going to pull off a miracle. 
I ain't think Rusev was gonna win. You know what I'm saying? Um, his matches with Moxley. Um, who else? Who else did he go against? He, Moose, he, he had a match. Impact, yeah. So think about it. So he had top tier talent coming after the belt. The who the fuck is Tommy? Quan. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Quan. Yeah, because if Adam Page, if you gave me Adam Page versus, let's say, okay, after he beat Daniel Bryan, okay, I get he had to beat Kenny Omega to win the belt. Mm-hmm. Next title defense, his first title defense was against Daniel Bryan. Okay, that's great. Then after that, you give me Murder Hall. No, what you should have did, took your ass to Japan and said, Tanahashi. You owe me a favor. I need you to go for the ADW title. There you go. Top tier guy. Everybody knows him in the world. You know, period. I look at what ICW is doing. I look at what Progress is doing. Progress brought guys in outside of their spectrum to challenge for the Progress title with Car Noir, which in turn made Car Noir the fucking man because look who he beat. He beat Sir Schwer Strickland. In a match, great match, you know. Period. Now, granted, he lost to Grissom, who is currently the Progress Champion, but it was to progress the storyline between him and Spike Trevay. But the point being is, they were bringing people in not only within the rest, but within their promotion, but outside the promotion to build up that title and to build up his reign. And everyone can sit here and say, well, the reason why Roman Reigns is so great because of Paul Heyman and, and this. No, because look who the fuck he's beating to re- keep that belt. He beat, he beat, let's see what, he beat Lashley. He didn't beat um, Drew McIntyre. He didn't beat Daniel Bryan. He didn't beat so many people. It's the same thing with Ric Flair. What made Ric Flair title runs great? Look who he beat. Adam Page, they haven't put nobody in front of him. That's not, noteworthy. Not, not only not only who he beat, but also like how he's presented. Like Roman yeah. looks like a fucking star. Ric Flair looked like a fucking star. He came out wearing nice clothes where he walked, where he spoke, conducted himself. He made you had, like you cool. Had Adam Page come <laughs> to the arena in a car with horns on the bitch in a Ferrari. Not Ferrari, a Corvette with horns on it. I was like, that, that JBL is all right now? Is all... I was like... You see, they playing too much of the cowboy shit. No. They, now I get what my partner is saying. They playing too much the cowboy shit. Yeah. They could have just kept him as Hangman Page and would it just work. He was already over his just Hangman Page. It was just cowboy shit was just, hey... I'm a cowboy. I'm going to fight and whoop your ass. You get what I'm saying? But to go as far as having him looking like the, the rhinestone cowboy comes to the ring every goddamn night. Even before he won the title, right? Like, they put him over as, like, a drunk and a sullen. And, like, I and now and now he's a champion. So, like, he was doomed for, like, even before the start, he was doomed. Uh, but, but, see, but, see, even with that, I can understand... He had to be broken down and brought back up. I get that storyline because we didn't seen that in wrestling before. Where yeah, he's, hanging out, he's, in, hanging out with, he's hanging out with losers, geeks, you know, the, the, the exactly. if, if you were going to do anything with him, one, keep him away from the Dark Order. I would have never put him with the Dark Order. No, 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 no. 
No, it it, it sounded it sounded his reputation as a champion to begin with. He was better off just being a fucking loner, at best, you know. Period. But yeah, aren't Cowboys loners? By the way, he's supposed to be a cowboy. Last I checked, what Dusty Rhodes? He was a loner for the most part. He just teamed up with other motherfuckers every now and then. Blackjack Mulligan. The only tag team we knew of him in was in the Blackjacks. Majority of the time was by himself. Yeah, Cowboys are supposed to be loners. Stone Cold. I mean, it was a lot that he could have did with Hangman, but they kind of dropped the ball because it's even even once he became champion, you could have reset it. Y'all just progressed along this shit that people didn't like about it. So, so now enough about AW and the Ring of Honor. Now let's get to what the people want. WrestleMania. WrestleMania. And before we get into individual matches, nights, and what have you, I want everybody's thoughts on what they thought of this installment of WrestleMania this year. Randy, you go first. Um, What's it called? Um, I mean, overall, all things considered, I give it like a thumbs up. All things considered, there was there was there was uh, some shit on the show that you know I looked past, whatever. But overall, um, let's give it a, a thumbs up, like an A minus. Billy, uh, I I mean, again, it's that thing of I thought it was gonna be so bad that it turned out to be okay. But again, it just kind of didn't. It was, it was kind of, it, it just seemed to have like a lack of something. It was, you know, the fact that they didn't sell out both nights and they kind of, you know, uh, it's the thing that's gotten so big that it's uh, kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy that they just, they, they're not putting the product in the ring to give it that sense of grandness. Um, you know, like I didn't care about the majority of the matches. A lot of the stuff I knew was going to happen. Like Stone Cold closed out the show, and and then you know the uh, Reigns won, and and whatever Vince, you know that whole thing. It was um, it, it just uh yeah, it, I just kind of wasn't. I was like, okay, you know, it's not as horrible as I thought it was. So I mean, I don't really give it a rating because I can't, you know, it's it's a weird. It's like a, a give it an incomplete, basically. Mm. You know, like, uh, you don't fail, you don't pass. You know, you might have to take, like, a pop quiz or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, me, night one was better than night two, in my opinion. Two. Yeah. Two. For the last two years. It's been yeah. Like two. It was, the tip to me, the typical WrestleMania. Um, I think... The matches, the the wrestling on a whole, I would give it a grade of a B minus because there were some matches that they need to be on there. You, you could have left off. You could have just fucking left off. A lot of more uh, SmackDown matches, Raw matches. Yeah, because it, matches. It, uh, basically, it, second night. Second night was the night of I just don't give a shit. Can we please get to Roman Reigns? Well. <laughs> It's a one-match card that if they would have actually just – that could have been a really packed one-match card into a kind of subpar two-match card. Like, WrestleMania does not need to be two days. It You, you, you guys do nothing all year enough to warrant it being two days other than, for once, you're going to care about the wrestlers' feelings and give them that WrestleMania moment. 
it was a card that if you would have taken all the matches out that didn't matter and just had like you know the the main things, then you would have had a great WrestleMania. And but it's when you're going to spread it out to two nights, then you have the obligation to now hand in, you know, fuck the attendance, fuck the whatever stupid stadium you're going to have it in. You have to deliver in the ring, and you don't. Okay. Oh, oh. Uh, Bianca Belair won the title after you buried, like after you built her up, but then you buried her for most of the year. Oh, now okay, she won the title, so now I guess all this stuff you gets the uh, the Tony Khan thing. Like, oh, you just saw Adam Cole get beat, but don't worry, it didn't count because it was a lights out match. Oh no, she won at WrestleMania, so the entire year of us burying her ass uh, didn't count. Like, okay. Oh, we have a tag team, whatever. If we have seven way match for this title, um, you know, we brought back Ronda Rousey. Uh, you know, for a hot minute, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, kind of uh, shock and awe booking and this thing of like, well, I've been, you've been burying this person. Oh, no. Well, in the last couple of weeks, he had a turnaround. So none of that matters. And it's like they're they're, uh Yeah. WrestleMania does not need to be two nights. It yeah. really doesn't. And they don't have the star power because they don't want to make the stars and they don't want to make the effort to warrant a two card night. Yeah. And it's more, WrestleMania is just going to become, it's going to get more watered down and more watered down. And it's going to, you know, and even the Roman Reigns match, I, I, I saw something right before the show that I guess he legitimately hurt his arm. But that match, yeah. there was nothing exceptional about that match. And it fell flat. And the finish was flat. And again, it was a Roman Reigns. Their, their buildups are better than their matches because we've been seeing the same match for the past you know, seven years because you've been forcing it on us. It's, just, it's the only difference is now is people kind of want to see it now because you finally got the narrative right that any five-year-old would have told you seven years ago should have been a narrative from the beginning. Yeah, because, like, um, the first night, of course, the first match was for the, what was the SmackDown title. You had the Usos versus Boggs and Shinsuke. Of course, Boggs, the news out of that. Yeah, it, Boggs got injured. Um, trying to do a John Cena maneuver, which I saw how the injury happened. He didn't. He didn't. His footwork wasn't right for the lift when he tried to lift him. His knee buckled, right? Like yeah, yeah. He didn't have a wide enough base to where he could handle the weight, and his knee just buckled under it. And um, I'm curious: was did they call audible? To where the Usos went ahead and won, or was the Usos going to win anyway? Because I had a feeling that they were going to put the belt on Boggs and Shinsuke. Yeah, that would have been a mistake. I would have kept the belts on the Usos. I mean, that Boggs, Ted Arcidi Jr., who gives a shit, distinct with the guitar, and Shinsuke, again, I guess it's common knowledge now that he's just collecting that check, and he's (laughs) the Shinsuke that we knew and love is the Shinsuke we knew and love is dead and buried. So until we bury him in the pet cemetery, for his last run in Japan or AEW, this Shinsuke, I don't give a fuck. Like, go surfing, stay off my TV, collect your check. Thank you for the stuff you did before you came to the WWE. I'll see you when you do your last run. I wouldn't put a belt on Shinsuke again for the remainder of his time there. You, you just, you, this dude, yeah, I, I literally, he's a doughy, he looks like doughy Japanese guy. He's stupid tights now. That's what he's become. The Shinsuke that I came in new love is not the ones in WWE. The last time we saw him, the sighting of him was NXT. <laughs> that was the last time we saw him. Similar, similar to Roman. I um, there's like I'm thinking there's nobody left for the for the Usos, so that's why they have to have Shinsuke and Boogs. 
So that's why I thought that Shinsuke and the Bulls were going to win because, like, if they lose, then what's next for the Usos? There's like, nobody left. And also, um, so, like, I was watching Night One of Mania, but I was watching it on my phone on mute because I was in my I was in my living room and I had my girl Sarah over, and um, she wanted me to watch the Bel Air finale season finale of her. <laughs> so I kind of missed the first match. I didn't even know that Boogs got hurt. Oh, I, yeah. I saw the I saw the, the Uso celebrating their win. I didn't even know that Boogs got hurt, so everybody can make a big deal out of it on social media. So and then I t- tried to rewatch that. Thanks for the work, guys. Um, well, it's not their fault, Sarah's fault. But anyway, but um, but yeah, I hope I hope he um. I hope he gets. I hope he gets better. Um, hope he. Hope yeah, I, I, they I say he's gonna be out for a good six, six to eight months. How bad? So how, how how severe is the um the injury? He he had a knee, his knee, and a patella tendon, or something to that nature. Um, I have to look it up, and I, which I don't feel like doing at this point in time. Yeah, he, basically his leg is fucked up. You can see how swole his his knee was when they was carrying him off. So I I knew I knew he was gone. You know, because he didn't even finish the match. And they just basically gave us a flat finish with the the day one, the day one, which is their version of the 3D, you know. Um, and then what else happened? Oh, and then, of course, which I don't even want to even mention this fucking match. It, but I will mention it for this. I, Baron Corbin, they need to push him. Oh, I'm glad um, you mentioned this match. I'm glad. Baron, Baron Corbin need to be pushed. I'm watching this. Out of a plane? Nah. Out of a moving car? <laughs> the reason oh. why I'm saying he need to be oh, pushed. Because he would make a great heel champ. And this is the reason why I say that. They, they, they low-key are trying with him because like they haven't given up, kind of. Um, yeah, but, because to me, Corbin could be that heel champ as a transition for you. Give him, like... Because, hell, you put the belt... Excuse me. I enjoy Ginger Mahal as champion. I just wish they would have did more with it. You're the only one. You know what I'm saying? But with Corbin, this was a, a pretty good match. Um, of course, it was the typical mid-card match. Of course, Corbin did to me, and to me, like I said, Corbin makes it great heel. They should never ever turn him a face. And I can see him becoming a heel champion, just change up his persona, lose the happy. Uh, I hope him and Mad Cat Moss break up because I want to see Mad Cat Moss on his own. Because yeah, they're, uh, they're te- they seem to be teasing that that they're gonna break up. Because 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 Mad Cat Moss, he's actually has a great look, a great he's a great wrestler, very damn good wrestler. And um, to me, I'm tired of them too anyway because it was coined from the from the jump. And I hope that this is the end of him and and Drew McIntyre. If anything, go ahead and let Drew McIntyre chase after Roman for the title because that's obvious the next person on SmackDown anyway. Hear my thoughts on this match real quick. Um, so, oh, we all we all we all know what it, what it was. It was just it was just um, Drew McIntyre kicking out the guy's finisher, winning yeah. and and cutting the ropes off. Right, yeah. it, it, it was there. It served its purpose. Right. Um, I give this match a thumbs up. You wanna know why? Because like, I, I don't know how or why, but eventually, right? Um, Belair was finished, so it's my turn to put the TV. My turn to put, I'll put what I want to watch on TV. So I put WrestleMania on TV, right? And this match was on, and 
my girl Sarah was still there in the house, and she was watching this match, jaw agape, marking out, cheering, and because she like she low key loves Stu McIntyre, and I say low key because like the last time she watched wrestling was 2009, so like 13 years ago, right? That she just came off of it, and so she knows nothing about the current product. Nothing at all. None of the wrestlers, none of the stories, nothing, right? And she's like, but but his thing, right? We, we've been to like events that came in New York. We've been to Broadway, we've been to the Garden, and we've been to Nick Nassau, right? Whenever they came on TV to um to New York, right? And she always forget, but she loves Drew McIntyre. She'll forget, like she'll forget what he did or like, the match he had, um, as soon as like it's over. But as soon as she sees him again, she's reminded how much he's lost, how much he likes him, whatever. So she was like on the floor marking out, like, just screaming and yelling, and so good times. So I give a thumbs up for that. I don't know how yeah. what's the charm, but hey, they succeeded in that he, regard. He, he got that Sean Connery Scottish thing going, um, because like I said, I mean, shoot, he, he it, to me, Drew always had that that oomph about him. I always thought he was going to be a future champion anyway by his look. And then he, he really came into his own when he went to the independence. Yeah. I when miss, he was Drew Gallows. Right? I miss heel Drew because he had more charisma yeah. then. Yeah. 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 To me, he, uh, it's just certain guys just to me are better off as, as heels. I mean, it's nice that they made him a face, but they make more impact as heels. You know, and, and Drew is one of those guys. Even though I like him as a face, you know, just like I said, when he came to Baron Corbin. Um, because, like I said, even with Corbin, I'm sorry. That end of days is probably one of the hottest finish maneuvers to me in the game right now. You know what I'm saying? You know, period. Second, the only thing that to me is hotter than that is the Tour of the Islands from um, from Jeff Cobb. Because, yeah. because you, it, it, that's a reverse power slam. And that's fucking hard as hell to do. Because your body <laughs> is used to going one way, and you're going the opposite way. But now I like the match too. Uh, I can't even um, the ending they they, they could have kept, you know, of cutting the ropes and shit like that. And it was funny, motherfucker was sitting there talking about some. Well, the sword won't real. No, no, no. The sword was real. That's a cheap sword. When he cut through, when he got to the third rope, the sword turned in his hand because of the sweat, so it didn't stay to where the blade hit. It was the flat of the blade here. That's why I didn't cut the third rope. So I watch enough Fortune Five to know motherfuckers. So, right. so shoot. So, so um, and then uh, let me see what was next after that because I'm trying to remember everything. Um, it was a bullshit match after that morning. It was oh the Miz, the Miz. And uh, one of the Logan, Logan Paul, I think that's his name, against the Mysterios. And said that Logan Paul was the star in this shit. And Mysterio Jr., baby boy, he need to take his ass in NXT. Yeah, I, I agree. It's his time. It's at Green Acres. That's hashtag Green Acres. That's what I saw. <laughs> Because 
Paul, because Logan Paul looked more of a, a, a experienced professional wrestler than Rey Mysterio Jr. Dominic Mysterio did. Yeah, it's like I put it on mute, right? And I'd be like, all right, uh, well, she's a bad example because she knows Rey Mysterio, but like, if she didn't know Rey Mysterio, right, I could be like, all right, I'll put it on mute. Okay, look at these four guys. You have the kid, the tall guy, the, the masked guy, and the other guy, right? Ms. Mysterio, Dominic, and um, Paul Logan, right? Which one of these do you, which one of these was wrestling for like 20 years and is a former champion, right? She would think it was Paul. He's, <laughs> which one of these is like the guest or an outsider who's not a wrestler? She would think it's the Miz or Dominic. Yeah. Maybe Ray, even <laughs> Yeah, because because I mean I want to hear Billy's thoughts on it. It's like Dominic, they've been trying to dance with Dominic. It's he's kind of giving me the David Flair vibes. Mm. When they tried to make it work with David Flair and WCW, you know, period. Or Eric Watts. When when they, they tried to make something out of Eric Watts, you know, period. It's kind of like Y'all putting him on the big stage, but he's not built for it yet. You know, period. Because to me, if there's a guy that's of his age bracket that's built for it that they should have signed, which I thought they did, was uh, Gino Medina, which is in MLW. He's ready. He's ready for that spot. Booker T trained him greatly. But Dominic, shit, he should have took his ass in uh, reality of wrestling. Before he came to WWE, because he is green acres like a motherfucker. And Paul, it, it, it is funny how these celebrities are really See, getting why, better like, at that's, wrestling. That's why I like you too, because like, I can say something like that about being, oh, Gerald, he's, uh, he's he give him time. Okay, yeah, fine, give him time, but he's still green in the meantime. Yeah. But, but I'm, not, I'm, not to say, I'm not allowed to say that for some reason because I'm being biased or whatever. But I'm just making observation. I'm not, I'm not being biased. I'm sure Dominic is a great guy, but like he's greener than a goddamn. He's not country. ready. He's greener than my lawn. I'm saying, it, Billy. Well, um, I actually, when I see him, Dominic, I think he's a natural. I think he's actually really good for what mm. he's been put in. It's the thing, yeah. Especially being Rey Mysterio's son, he should definitely, uh, like, kind of like what they did with Dustin. Uh, you know. Uh, when you're done with your WWE tenure, he should be in AAA. He should be in Japan. He should be working the Indies. It's, it's this new era where you're going to put guys right out the gate, especially their second generation, on TV and let them, you know, uh, develop on camera. It's, of course, it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. I think uh, he's very young and he's got a, still a lot of development growing to do physically. But if, you know he's he's you know taking the check and he's you know he's kind of doing the thing with his dad and I think if I think he's got that Dustin quality where when the WWE run is over, go to Mexico, go to Japan and and put in that work and get out of the public eye. Like if you're if I'm going to see your match, I have to go through the effort of going to a TV app or going on the internet and trying to YouTube it or trying to find your match because you're wrestling you know, in Mexico City one day and then you're flying to Japan for a two-week tour and then you're in Europe and that's what he needs. As far as Paul Logan or Logan Paul or whatever the hell his name is, um, it's what I call the open mic syndrome. And when you when I used to do comedy, guys would go do an open mic and they would 
packed the crowd with their friends or family and their first set would be incredible. And it's kind of the same similar way in porn where a guy will do his first quote unquote scene and it'll be in a very controlled environment where there's no pressure and they'll get a very big head about it. Like I just killed in front of this crowd. I'm like, yeah, it was all your friends come back next week when the open mic, when they're not going to come see you every week and you got to like wait around for two hours to do five minutes. And then, you know, when you start dying and you're getting on shows and everything else, I'm sure same thing with Logan. If you brought him out there night after night or every Monday night, you start to see big holes in the game. He was surrounded by even as far as Dominic, he was surrounded by a lot of talent and he was protected by the cameras. And again, he is an athletic big dude. He looked the part definitely, but he was, you know, he was, he was protected and he, I'm sure he had some knowledge of the game and he, you know, had the brains in his head to let people in the driver's seat and just to kind of do what he was told. But I, he's know, a boxer, it's, so it's, he a, it's an open mic out. syndrome. Like, you know, he, it was, it was all kind of very padded in his favor to make him look good. And, you know, again, like I was impressed. I mean, you know, the guy looked the part, he looked good. I didn't get the whole uh, turn at the end bullshit, which means he's probably going to be wrestling more. So it's like, okay, you had that good first shot. Now, you know, beginner's luck. Now, if you're going to have some kind of thing with the Miz. Probably not. It's just a mania thing. Because Logan Paul is not working WWE full time. He's he's like a celebrity. He's just, he's just like, he's, he probably like, um, I, I can imagine Logan Paul walking backstage playing, <laughs> I, I just well, got paid a million dollars for this bullshit. The WWE pays The WWE pays and treats celebrities that want to play wrestler way better than they do their actual wrestlers. I mean, you know, so I can see him coming in for easy paydays and everybody's going to be powdering his ass and everything. And he's going to be, even if he loses, he's going to be, he's going to be protected way better than any guy who's there every night. That's the reputation of WWE. It's like, you know, the guys who are going to be here day in, day out and, and shorten their lives by doing this every night, fuck them. Oh, wait, we have the kid from My Wacky Neighbor coming in next week. We got to we gotta make him look like Hulk Hogan in 85 and, you know, and, and, and give him the, uh, the, the, the four-star Oscar treatment because he's going to be here for two shots. You know, Bad Bunny gets better spotlighted and better treatment than, you know, half the guys on the roster. You know, that's the WWE mentality because, you know, uh, a celebrity coming in for two minutes to them has more value than a guy who gives them 10 years. Uh, and so I could see Paul coming back, but he'll be like an attraction. He'll like, you know, they'll probably keep him, you know, for like a main event, not a main event, a pay-per-view type deal. But I mean, well, again, it wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be, but it's the... um it's that beginner's luck, the stack, the, his favorite type of deal. It was in everybody's interest to make him look good, especially, you know, like a Mysterio or Miz. You know, you don't want that guy out there like a dead fish. Uh, but I see a lot of potential in Dominic. Um, but again, he's like young. He's still got that baby fad. Like he needs to get away. And same thing with Braun Steiner, even though they're, they're protecting him and the kids a future superstar. It's like, if you're a second generation wrestler, I don't know. I mean, the money must be enticing, but I don't know why you would want to put yourself on national television right off the gate. You know, like I, I would, you know, do the, do the various tours and excursions and, and, you know, get a few years under the belt under a different name. So that way, when you come out the gate, you know, you got a better run, but, uh, do Bronny's work. Huh? You think Braun needs work, like he's green or something? 
Well, Braun is definitely Braun is the greenest out of everybody we talked about because you know he, huh. he was you know, but he's he's again he's a natural athlete and he's good, but you could see little you know, and you can see little holes here and there, but also now they're going to move him up to the main roster. It's like, I don't care how athletic you are. Uh, it's, you know, eventually it's going to catch up with you, especially with the WWE and their style or lack thereof. I mean, you know, and again, the guy also doesn't have a lot of experience being a wrestler. He grew up in the industry, but it's different being the guy like in the ring. I think Braun has a great future, especially if he's able to, avoid the wwe pitfalls uh but yeah no i i think i'm I'm high on braun i'm also high on dominic it's just i don't if you're a wrestler i don't see why you would be there other than just to buy a house you know if i ever wrestled for the wwe if i was a wrestler i'd be like okay a couple years live way below my means and i'll have a house and a car and a little bit of a nest egg for my kids college fund Okay, now back to going to be a wrestler. You know, like Matt Cordona is living the dream right now, killing it. But I guarantee you, all his shit's bought, sold, and paid for. And and he's got, you know, all his investments lined up because he wasted 99% of his career sitting backstage while, you know, fucking Hornswoggle was getting, you know, uh, you know, like, you know, massive amounts of TV time, you know. So it's... uh. You know, it's 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 not easy uh, doing that shit live, uh, learning on as you go. Because the only way, really, like comedy, I would imagine, like wrestling, you could train with the best, and your dad could be a legend. You have to be in that ring in front of the crowd in order to truly get it. Mm. Okay, I feel like Dominic and um, uh, what's his name, Braun, just switch brand, switch places. <laughs> That's, that's all I gotta say about Well, that. no, I think you'd definitely be better in NXT, um, especially with the shit talent they got in NXT. Dominic would definitely be uh, a shining star. And he definitely, again, the kid is still green, but, I mean, he went from... He and Ray came there the other day, and, like, I forgot that he didn't belong there. You know, he, he uh, you know, the kid's green, and, you know, he's, he's again, hasn't had a chance to develop. I mean, like, what is he, like, is he even old enough to drink? How old is he? Yeah, he's what early twenties, I would say. Like I said, he still got the baby fat. He still got the baby face. You know, he it's I, again, he'd be better off leaving the WWE and going and wrestling in other, you know, being a young boy somewhere or just wrestling for like a hot indie and 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 getting that you know experience and wrestling with different talents um, and breaking those bad habits that WWF uh, teaches. But yeah, I think NXT would be a good shot, but they're going to keep him with his dad as long as his dad's signed. Um, but I see a lot of potential there. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a young kid and he went from like, oh, I hit puberty on Wednesday. And now I'm main of, and now I have a match at WrestleMania on Friday. You know, it's, it's, you know, just the fact that he's able not to look like complete dog shit out there says a lot. Um, you know, his opening match, I think it was with Seth Rollins, was a very good match. Uh, so I mean, there there's a there's a wealth of potential if he, but again, I think the key would be to either go to NXT or eventually or just leave and maybe go to Ring of Honor or go to a Noah in Japan, uh, you know, whatever big company in Europe for a few years. Like you know, get off that radar and let people want to find you instead of you just being easily accessible on their TV every Monday night or or uh, Friday night. Mm. All right. Uh, next match. What was it? I got my match card in front of me. 
Sorry, what? I was saying, I was saying all right, um, next, uh, next match. I don't remember what the next match was. Conrad, uh, Kavanaugh? Kavanaugh? Did we lose him? Bobby? Bobby. Not hearing anything from him. Uh, give it a second. Um, I don't remember what the next match was. Um, think. Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at shopgwdistrict.com. That's shopgwdistrict.com. The GW District, a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. That's right. That's right. All right, this time it's you yeah. and me, and now, um, what's yeah. up? Yeah, uh, We're um, back from commercial break, ladies and gentlemen, just waiting for Billy to come back. Um, no, I had to restart my phone, man, because the audio went out because I had to go to another app to take care of something, mm. and um, this stupid-ass phone won't allow, it like, it shuts my audio off, so I was still able to hear y'all talking everything. But I couldn't even interject for shit. So let's say we wait. So we'll keep the, the conversation going. We're just waiting for Billy to join in. I'm pretty sure he's hitting in a couple of minutes. Ah, he's so, back. He's here. He's back. So we're back from commercial break, people. I, we had some audio difficulties on my end of the fence. We had to take care of. Bobby, all so, you gotta say is one thing to me, and that is, is the, the is the recording the, still there of us previously just now? Yeah. Oh no, no, we good. Okay, all right. funny because normally I shut the recording off at around like one thirty because we go we go long so that I could be able to edit it through the I don't feel like going through the technical shit. You were talking about wrestling today. So anyway, enough about that. My, my friend, you are absolved. Life of a podcaster shouldn't be so rough. Now, the next match was actually the match of the night for that night, Bianca Belair versus Everyone keeps saying that. To me, it was. It uh, was very good, yes. It, Storytelling-wise, uh, the match itself was good. Um, they have great chemistry. They have great fucking Every, chemistry. chemistry. And um, to me, it's kind of crazy because, like I said, my only issue with what happened at SummerSlam was the way that they had her beat, got beat. And I get that they were trying to build it to make her have a redemption moment here. But at the end of the day, it to me, as long as she walked out at WrestleMania as champ, I'm happy. Yeah. Because, because, because that match was very good. Um... I thought she had broke her nose when she got hit in the face with not her broke. eye. You saw her eye? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I thought I thought she broke her nose. Then I saw the eye swell up, and I said, "Well, damn, what the fuck?" That was but, just sloppy. Yeah. That now that was sloppy. That move was sloppy. She other than that, the match was great. But um, I 
it, 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 like I said, it's kind of compared to the other match we'll get to in a second. Because to me, it was the, it was one of the best matches. Uh, I, I had no issue with the finish. I liked the finish, the way the finish happened. Um, the back and forth was good. The storytelling, especially with Becky. Becky, her facial expressions, yo. Yo, it was just like she was losing it every time when she couldn't get that three count. She was losing it. She was what losing the it. fuck was she wearing? She's like a, a fucking uh, a, a vampire or a. a I didn't. I like was that. thinking like a lady gaga, like an alien, like some spooky uh, witch. I wasn't a fan of that. Uh, mm-hmm. hey, now, 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 Bianca's interest. I loved it. I loved. I loved the marching band. That shit was love, love right there. I was like, okay. Okay, I see you, mama. But um, so thoughts on the match and yeah. thoughts on you know thoughts on what's next. Go ahead. It was very good. Um, I, I it was definitely like a a contrast of styles, like a styles clash, but in a good way because um mm-hmm. Bianca, she's like she's more of she's more like of a what you call it um like a like, I'm trying I'm trying to find a word like she's more of like. Like a track star, slash yeah. bodybuilder, more than she's like a professional, a traditional professional wrestler mm-hmm. compared to Becky. So that makes that, that both like a good contrast of styles, but in a good way though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing. It's good. Nothing more me to add to that. Really, it's good yeah. stuff. Because I find interesting out of the, the, the crop of people that came out of NXT when she was there, she's the one that actually done the most because everyone thought it was going to be Rhea Ripley. It wasn't, you know, and like I said, I, I, I love the match and, and I loved everything about it. Billy. I mean, it was a, it was a good match. Um, ironically, it's funny you mentioned Becky's gear because the one thing about Becky that always kind of stood out to me was her gear never seemed to compliment her and or fit her right. And this outfit yeah. actually Fit fits her, right. her perfectly where you know because she's so tiny all her gear through all her various looks i always felt her gear was very uncomplimentary to her and again it doesn't it's it's something that uh you shouldn't matter but it's like uh somebody with so much like everything else is so on point when you look at her gear throughout her career it you know and she had some great looks but they never seemed to her tailor didn't seem to get the fact that this woman is athletic and tiny you need to but the match was okay. I mean, uh, there's nothing wrong with the match in and of itself. It's just that you, again, you built up this person. I didn't like Bianca Belair as a as a wrestler for a long time. And then you built it up and you built it up and, you know, whatever. And I have a soft spot, you know, through, you know, with, with the way my life has been for people that are willing to do whatever to get to where they want to be. So, like, you know, she had the attitude of give me the ball, let me run. And they did, and she did, and then you basically, and then you spent like the rest of the year just basically wasting all the money that you put into making winning over somebody like me who was like, I'd be very happy if she was never on my TV again. To where like I'm happy to see that somebody of the same tribe of that, uh, if if companies started flying me out to Vegas or LA or Florida or even to Europe or fuck even India. I, you know, like my attitude is push me until I absolutely break and then I'll take a month off and then we'll do it all over again because I want, I, like, I want the opportunity and if you give me the ball, I'm going to be your biggest money earner. Whereas 
you know, they, Bianca had the same quality and she put it out there. And then they were like, we're going to beat you at like two seconds of SummerSlam and then just beat you at the powder. And again, it's that, it's that booking mentality. Of, well, you had one match at WrestleMania, so none of that counts. And it's like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. It does count. And I just didn't care because, again, it's this weird hodgepodge booking. And it also goes back to, uh, besides rematches, who is, again, you also you, with the other female talent, like, okay, now what's her? There always should be somebody in the wings ready to take on the champ. So you have the series of rematches and you finish out the feud. If the person's going to hold on to the title, there should be somebody immediately up and ready to be the new challenger. And then once that person steps up, immediately there should be at least two pro minimum of two programs where any one of the four could step up and be the next challenger. The champ should always need to be fed new challengers that actually matter. Not who you think like, well, this week they matter because last week they ran in and beat them up. No, no, no. Like actually matter. Uh, but the match was fine. Both, you know, I mean, they would both be served well to be married to each other, at least until SummerSlam. Uh, whether WWE will do that or not remains to be seen. Yeah, I, I think they, they, go ahead, go ahead, Brandon. What didn't you like about Bianca like before? I just didn't. The hair, the, just the gimmick, it just didn't. And she was part of that crop of NXT talent that that kind of got fast tracked to the main roster that um, uh, that that felt like they were they, they were basically getting paid to train. And they were getting paid well to train. And then there was always this influx of indie talent, like your Roderick Strongs and your, you know, Ripley's and what happened yeah. that have been wrestling forever and came in and were ready to go. And there was a, and, and, and Velveteen Dream was probably their biggest spokesperson, which I definitely could not stand. Even before the, all the Pederast shit, I could not stand that guy or his wrestling. There was this attitude of like, well, they're taking our spot. And it's like, no, 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 no. Uh, you're getting paid to train in a million dollar facility because your original dream didn't pan out. So now you decided to be a wrestler. These guys have been wrestling in high schools and in foreign countries making, you know, with no insurance, barely getting by. They didn't take anything. You have not earned shit yeah. yet. So you can, you can keep that powder shit to yourself. And, you know, just a gimmick, yeah. just the thing with the hair. I just didn't, you know, it's, didn't yeah. like it, but then the personality, they actually found the thing of like, okay, this is a, it may not have been her original plan in life, but she dedicated herself to it and she wanted the ball and they found the nerve. That's my nerve. Like I have respect for people that are willing to sit on a bus for five days and, and be miserable and eat like, you know, bags of nuts to save money and sleep on the sidewalk in order to get an opportunity in hopes of getting the chance to run with the ball and succeed in whatever they're doing. Those are my people. And Bianca kind of put it out there that that's who she was. And I was like, fuck it. I'm in. You got me. Yeah, I'm in, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then they uh, basically take a big shit. And it was like, you know what? If I were this woman, the second her contract's up, fucking go to AEW and cash in and, and burn and, and set the world on fire and show the motherfuckers like, like uh, Daniel Bryan's doing that, uh, you know, the biggest mistake you ever made. And, uh, yeah, that's just, you know, basically it. Like, not every gimmick or a wrestler is going to click with you, but there is always that chance that they can win you over. It's but yeah. if you're going to invest that time and then immediately throw it out the window because, again, it's that weird craving for, like, they need that constant ratings grab or they need that one thing that, like, oh, well, you know, this, 
you know, whatever. Becky broke through that that ceiling by becoming the the man. Uh, Bianca has not, so she does not have that protection. Like they're gonna protect Becky. Yeah. They're not gonna protect Bianca. If anybody's gonna eat shit after this match in the future, it's gonna be Bianca because Bianca has yet to really. And see, that. too. Also, I want to see if they're gonna give Bianca a title run. Well, because... if they don't, if they don't this time, then she might as well just. Uh, just either ask for her release and or, which they probably won't give her or just play nice until her contract runs out and then go somewhere where they'll actually her and Ring of Honor I'm not gonna, I, I wouldn't have said this a year ago but her and Ring of Honor I think she would absolutely own like a glove. Yeah. She, would, she would own and she would shine and she would just you know she'd be, I mean, she'd be the biggest star by far because again because... it's that thing of she wasn't a wrestler when she started and then she became one in spite and then, then that's, you know, because a lot of people get into wrestling because, like, oh, football didn't work out or basketball didn't work out. And I'll become a WWE superstar. And then I'll be in movies like The Rock and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And they think it's like this easy. So how people treat porn, like, you know, oh, I'll just show my tits or I'll, I'll uh, you know, I'll, I'll show my dick and then I'll be famous and I'll make all this money because I'm pretty. And it's like, no, it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of ups and downs and it's a lot of grinding. And, uh, yeah, it's not a cash grab. And, and Bianca proved that she wasn't here for the cash grab. And uh, so now when she won, I was, a kind of, I was kind of filled with a little bit of dread because it's like, okay, are they going to give her her run? Or are they going to basically shit on her for the next shiny new thing that's coming back? Like, are they going to give her to Rosie to get an easy win? Or are they going to feed her to Charlotte and, and or something? Whoa. Are they going to fuck up something? Well, why would they do that? They just gave her the belt. They did that last time. They went through all that trouble to build her up at WrestleMania, and then at SummerSlam, they like. Hit you. Hey, do you enjoy the uh, pro wrestling punditry that we're giving you on Pilgrim Bond Wrestling? Well, guess what? You can get some extra pro wrestling punditry, as well as a deeper dive into pro wrestling. I'm talking about Pro Wrestling Spoke. A premium podcast on the premium smoke room on the lounge for four ninety nine a month. One of five podcasts that you get to enjoy, and I'm talking about weekly. So subscribe to the premium smoke room and check out Pro Wrestling Smoke, where me and Billy, yo, we get it in and we discuss and debate different topics from. The prettiest and the best looking belt of all time. Two, modern wrestling, the territory days, old school, what have you. He's the history, I'm the modern. So, subscribe for $4.99 a month to the Premium Smoke Room and check out Pro Wrestling Smoke. Now, smoke that old. Uh, yeah, the life of a podcast shouldn't be so damn rough. Yeah, it. It did. I don't know what's going on. The Wi Fi messing up, was messing up a little bit. Billy being in the set guy to reset the link. <laughs> but, um, he's back. Saying, yeah, that uh, finish, finish what well, you were saying. You're, see, the problem is you're using logic, and you're somebody who I probably would let book a wrestling card if I was running a company because you're actually using common sense. WWE is famous for this and that they will build, do something, and then with no rhyme or reason, the next day, knock it all down. 
or you know they punish guys who are able to get over by themselves. Uh, you know, like, you know why, right? You know why, right? They do that it's because they, they don't want stars anymore. They just want WWE WrestleMania. They just want the brand, well, and they well, just want to be able to keep. That's keep true, but they also they also, like, they also don't want to be predictable. That that's the truth. I know people. But see, no, I, 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 I know people. Who I'm going to give you. I'm, I'm going to give you my my tin hat. My tin hat theory. When Vince made Hulk and Hulk left and almost put him out of business, you had The Rock leave. You had Stone Cold leave. He built these guys up to where Hollywood took them and they became megastars. He dealt with Hulk Hogan, who he made, and then turned right back around and Hogan damned him with WCW. So his thought process is, I'm going to take you to a point, but I'm not going to allow you to get but so much bigger because you're going to end up leaving me high and dry for Hollywood. Yeah, or you're going to be a problem later. That's, that's, like, definitely, that's definitely true. But also at the same time, I thought I was going to say, but also at the same time, um, they, they also, I know people who work like in WWE, like, like behind the scenes, um, and they they can tell me they they can tell you um themselves how um that's what you said about my tongue yeah what you two said about um them not getting too over right not being bigger than them that's that's also true right but also what's also true is they don't want to be predictable so that's why I'm making yeah. sense well like, there's a difference between being predictable and giving the fans what they want it makes sense it never gave the one thing AEW is giving the fans uh that wwe never gave them is the run that daniel bryan deserved uh people wanted zach Ryder. they didn't give it to him it's like there's a difference between being predictable and there's kind of some advantage to being predictable, but it's like you built, you spent all this money, you built up a, t- a wrestler, and you have them do the title run, and it generates your money to squash them immediately, because it's the arrogance of thinking, well, we built up Bianca, now we're going to just trample her into the ground, but anytime we feel like it, we could just, in one segment, put her right back on top, and the fans will buy it, like, no, go fuck yourself. No, no, no. I mean, Bray Wyatt is the perfect example of this. Oh, Bray, and, Bray, and, and, Bray, and, and, Bray got... I'm I'm amazed Bray didn't get a blanket party for getting himself over so many different ways. I mean, Bray won. You didn't put him over against Cena. You didn't put him over against The Undertaker. This guy posted being that next dude. They built him up like that. But the problem was that they knew that Bray, his character, could transcend wrestling, and Vince didn't want that because he didn't want to take the chance of having to renegotiate that contract. He didn't want to take the risk of Bray with right when Bray he his biggest worry is Bray at the height of his run, and Bray decides you know some fuck this I'm going to, I'm going to Hollywood. You feel what I'm saying? Because it feels that how Vince works. Vince has the people that he want to push, but then he pushes them to a certain point, and then drop and then destroys them. So, so why would he let? But why would he let him go though? That's the case. Why would he let him go? Well, see, he had no choice because one Bray. How can I put this? Bray ain't the Vince physique. You get what I'm coming from? Say that again. He's not the Vince physique, and what I mean by he ain't got the muscles. Trust mm-hmm. me, Vince. He likes Kevin Owens, but trust me, he probably wish Kevin Owens was a little bit more muscular. You feel where I'm coming from? Yeah. 
Vince has an image of what a perfect, what a sports entertainer, not professional wrestler, a sports entertainer should look like in his mind. Because people forget he did try to do a bodybuilding federation, the World Bodybuilding Federation back in the day. The WBF. Yeah, the WBF. See, people forgot about that. That was one of his ventures. I guessed that name. I didn't know this thing existed. I yeah, and that's what it was, actually. The World Bodybuilding Federation, WBF. You know, period. So, with Vince, also, Vince was sitting back seeing that he needed wrestlers that he built from the ground up within the image of WWE. Bray didn't fit that. Because Bray technically was uh, independent it, because he was with FCW for a minute and a whole nine. Plus, also think about his dad and his uncle and his granddad. So he had wrestling in his blood. So he was about professional wrestling. He grew up with it. And the reason why I think he let go of Bray was because he didn't know he never got Bray Wyatt. That's why there have been so many changes. He never got Bray, the original Bray, was perfect. He broke up the family. He that one clip, they should have never broke up. You kept mm-hmm. the new day together, but you didn't keep the white family. <laughs> I want y'all to think about it for a second. You kept the new day together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but also the did... other. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and also the WWE again. They punish like Otis or Zack Ryder or whatever. They they punish people for getting over on their own. Yes. Um, yeah. But also, here's the other thing, and and this is how you should run a business. You can have the image again, just as that I've made this comparison before. If you're running a porn company and you think the the idea of a male porn star should be like six foot two, uh, you know, uh, like gorgeous black guy shaved head you know 12 inch dick and just perfect in every way and da 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 but then i come along or a guy who maybe is like asian or somebody comes along and for whatever reason they are just killing it for your company and making you money there's two things one you don't get rid of the six foot two you know black guy you keep him as well and you use him as well but if you got different looking guys you're you know you're a guy that maybe has a little bit of a spare tire, a guy who's a little shorter or whatever, and they're making you money and they're drawing in and people want to see it. If you're running a business and you're an actual businessman, then you push. And again, it's like, well, it's not what I envision, but, you know, my business is killing it. Guess what? Fuck your vision. You're there to make money. The point of a business is to make money. So the WWE has a control issue. You have people behind the scenes that have to justify their job. So if somebody gets over on their own and you don't need these quote-unquote writers, they get pissy. Uh, Emma, that happened to her. You know, she pissed off writers because they came up with a dog shit gimmick for her and nobody could pull, pull that off. And then you got Vince, who the last person to hold Vince over a barrel was uh, Punk. And Punk let him knew every inch of the of his dick and vince does not like that the warrior did it hogan did it cena mm-hmm. sure, rock he and doesn't want guys to have, he does, he does. you know uh brock lesnar you know like you know brock lesnar has is basically the one that has the most of that control right now he does is not he... want wrestlers to have that ability to go well you know what i'm gonna Fuck hold you. you up and and now it's like wrestlemania the wwe and it's this... affecting the product because you're not I'm not going to give a shit about a wrestler because you tell me I'm supposed to. You you have to give me a rhyme or reason to, you know, and there have been some weird wrestlers throughout the ages that have gotten over 
because of charisma, because of whatever, Thunderbolt Patterson, Freight Train Jones, uh, uh, George Animal Steel, they were terrible wrestlers. They looked like shit in the ring, but they had that thing, and they got over, and they drew money, and the fans wanted to see them. And the old thing was, well, he's not going to be my champ, or he's not going to be my main event, but I'm going to protect him and put him in a good spot in the card. And he's going to make me money, and they're going to have the good spot, and they're going to make some money, and everybody's happy. See, that's the difference between Vince Sr. and Vince Jr. Vince Sr. understood that. Because even to the point, like, um, Brandon, you had, and he'll tell you about it, because the, 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 the treacherous three, which was Ivan Koloff. Who was it? Ivan Koloff. Graham. Uh, Superstar Billy Graham and uh, Ernie Ladd. Ernie Ladd. And think, you got Vince Jr. seeing his dad buckle to three heels that said, no, nah, you're going to pay us the same and you're going to pay us well because we're the reason why Bruno is getting over. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So in his mind, seeing that shit and seeing that he wants the brand to be bigger than the faces that's in it. Why Vince Sr. wanted the faces that in it to be bigger than the brand because he made the brand money. Mm-hmm. That's it's what Vince is about. It seems to well. Also, two things, right? Um, you know, Vince Senior, right, was running a promotion. He had a mind for the promotion. Vince doesn't want to run a wrestling promotion. He wants to run some kind of media integration platform. And so, so happens that he's all this content about wrestling and wrestlers. And Vince that, is the only the- fans of wrestling. He he's making money off a product he despises, but at the same time, he wants you to buy the product that he's pissing on. Uh, and he is the only, and again, also Vince is a control freak. Uh, you know, the guy winning is not enough. He has to recreate history. We did a whole series on black wrestlers in February and I got very ambitious because I got very excited. And then it bit me in the ass because I am not a wrestling historian. I, I research and I know a lot of history that I could absorb the knowledge, but I'm not a historian to find Black history. I had to wade through so much WWE uh, revisionist history and their bullshit. Vince is a sad, sad little man. I don't care how big he is. He's a sad little man who is an absolute control freak. And winning is not enough for this guy. It's like, you know what, dude? You won. You have all these different libraries sitting in your vault. And you won't let them out because they don't reflect whatever it is you're doing at that moment. You're trying to rewrite history. Even though it's even though at the end of the thing you you still won the whole Monday Night War and you won the the territorial battle and everything else, and it's not enough. You have to reform. You know that's why I was happy that Tony got Ring of Honor because the worst thing because I think that would have been a real death nail for wrestling oh, yeah. had had he got a hold of Ring of Honor because everything Vince's touch he he basically kills or he, he has, or he has the birth Midas touch. Vince, Vince, um, at one point, uh, he, he understood marketing and he understood an opportunity when he saw it. Because what he saw was the world was changing with the advent of cable television. Terry Funk saw it. That's why he sold Amarillo when cable television came about. Because he knew that this was going to eventually break down that barrier that all the territories had. Terry Funk was ahead of the game, but Terry Funk wasn't, you know, Vince. Vince basically... Had I uh, knew how to do marketing, and he uh, knew how to outsmart guys who refused to change, and then he had one moment of brilliance where he let the wrestlers during the Monday Night Wars be themselves, and kind of get out of the way a little bit. Vince is somebody who has like 
like an ounce of uh, business savvy and brains and just a fuck ton. He's one of those people that goddamn was blessed in life to My superpower. What's your superpower? I'm rich. Basically, <laughs> rich and just, and he didn't, and he understands the basic nuts and bolts of like business. But he is not the great genius that uh, everybody makes him out to be. It was a lot of luck. It was a lot of, you know, had somebody else been a little smarter and not try to, like, again, I, you know, my career, uh, I bring to the table what I bring. I bring Billy Pilgrim. I can only do what I do. I don't care what anybody else is doing or what or what the trend is. I can only do and offer what I could do. And am I always in the position that I want to be? Do I not get, I'm frustrated right now. The last couple of weeks have been very frustrating to the point where once this podcast ends, I'm going to have like no energy and I'm probably going to go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> I was asleep. I only, the only reason why I'm awake is because we had to record today. Uh, I'd probably still be sleeping from last night. Uh, I'm frustrated and, and not happy with what, what's going on in my career. But again, I'm not making dumb decisions and trying to be somebody else. Had Crockett, Watts, Levon Eriks, uh, Joel Blanchard, you know, anybody else just not yeah, change, willing to change with times and not shot themselves in the old foot by competing with somebody who uh, had one slight advantage. It would be a different landscape, but they would just, they charged... In, in in war, you never charge the enemy when they have the high ground. It's literally strategy one-on-one. But every promoter from Crockett down saw them up on the hill and ran full-on up the hill and got taken out. It was just yeah. a Vince, a little bit of luck, well, a lot of luck, and a little bit of business savvy. Uh, Vince is not. And now he's at a point where now it's just I get to control the universe and rewrite stuff and uh, – Basically, when I look at some of the WWE product, I go, wow, your dick is a button on a fur coat, isn't it? It is just a tiny, 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 tiny dick. Mm. You know? Uh, you are, you're a genetic jackhammer in name only there, buddy. <laughs> but, but, but now, speaking about, because we got to keep this thing moving a little bit, uh, the other women's match, and then we'll get to Cody in a second, but let's get to this other women's match, because... I, look, I don't want to see Ronda Rousey and Flair no goddamn more. I'm sorry. That match, to me, fell flatter than a car that rolled across one of those spike trail things that the police put out. That match, to me, I still don't understand why they went. I think the finish was flat. That's why I feel. Okay, to me, the bill. Okay, then I'm gonna look at it this way. I, 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 I like the, the, I like the outcome, but I thought the finish was flat. I was shocked at the outcome, but yeah, me too. But I, but I like um, the outcome, though. I like... Yeah, because to me, I'm I'm like one because it was unpredictable. Because I thought that Rousey was gonna win. Yeah, I was fucking sure uh, to win. I was fucking... Yeah, and some tell me that that was a last minute decision, last day decision. Um, because I think they like Ronda Rousey chasing more so than having the belt. Um, and two, I think they're trying to save it for them to have the match for WrestleMania Backlash, which will probably be the next pay-per-view after that. So, which they probably won't start announcing all that shit tonight. But, 
to me, it just seems like they just don't have much chemistry in the ring. And and from the promos to even their fights, it's just like if you compared Becky and Bianca to them, you would have thought if uh, or this. If you said who would have had the better match, Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair versus Becky, or Flair versus Ronda, you would have probably most people would have went with Ronda and Flair. I, I I'm a lie. Like personally, I did like this match better, but slightly better than um mm. Bianca and uh, um. Okay, go ahead. G- g- give me a reason. Um, it's funny too because like earlier today, um, I was on the air with uh, Man- uh Russ from the Manspace podcast. Shout out to him. Um, we did an SP Radio exclusive, and we were talking about Mania, and um, everybody. First of all, uh, go back to Bianca real quick. Everybody likes that match more than me, even though even though I enjoyed it immensely. Um, I see like I see like what I do from, from um my platform, right? I write like I like write like a article about every show, and I give like ratings on different matches. So I gave it three and a half stars according to my scale, right? And I gave Charlotte and um Ronda three and three quarters, so slightly better, the one quarter star better, because I people people I guess people don't like. Um, Ronda, Ronda's MMA style, like I do, because it's different. It's refreshing. Um, like again, it's like it's like it's a boxer versus like a wrestler. You know what I'm saying it's a shoot a, a shoot boxer versus a forget my forget my verbiage, but a fake wrestler. So that's that's like a, another clash of styles, really. But I think I think it's like I think it's like Brock Lesnar in 2012. We wrestled Cena that one time. Like he bust out his MMA stuff, it was so fucking different and awesome, and unlike anything I've ever seen in WWE, and I got the same vibe from that. And so I liked the match, except for the ending, which was flat and played for the then four o'clock where I played full of piss. But um, I like the match. Um, I don't really have any aversion to Ronda's working ability. I think she's a good worker, um, a good wrestler. Um, it, it just I, felt like to me, they just how can I put this? I, hold on, I'm sorry, sorry, Coach. But let me see real quick. I, I like, I like that they kept it on Flair. They, 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 they put their home, girl, um, their homegrown girl over the outsider, right? I like that. I like, I, because they're always, they're always like giving favor or satisfaction to the outsider against the um homegrown person. They're always doing that, and I like how they gave the um, the homegrown person the satisfaction and the favor over the the outsider. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, think, Bobby? No, the, the, like for me, this is what I think. Um, as far as the win, I had no issue with Flair winning it because I think what happened was that Flair, um, that Flair to keep their their bout going. Or what have you, and also to give the storyline that she can't beat Flair, because Flair has gotten the best out, got the best, the best of her in so many in so many instances. Um, but to me, when I watch the match, no, I'm not expecting every last match to be smooth. No, I, I actually like it to look kind of as real as possible. But you can just tell it was just really not much chemistry between the two. It's like that. That that's why I like I liked it better because like. It didn't come off as like a formulaic, uh, laid out, like, work wrestling match. It came out as like a fight. Fights are supposed to be pretty, and fights are supposed to be like, cho- seem choreographed. So that's why I liked it 
more than Bianca and um whatever her name is, Becky. Billy? Uh I I think Ronda lost a step. Uh when like again, it's that thing when she came in the first time, she was very well protected. Uh and you know, she went off to have a kid and then, you know, uh came back and she, as, I'll be honest with you, it was it was rushed. They're trying to make her like a female Brock Lesnar. Um, because mm-hmm. that's again, it would it would fit in very well to the lazy booking of the WWE to have that female Brock Lesnar. But Brogda, um, yeah, she doesn't seem something. It's like she's not into it, and I don't. For, also, she's a bully, and I've said this before. She's a bully in real life because she was raised to be a bully. Because her mom is fucking the most terrifying. Like as bad as Ronda is, her mom will kill everybody with a broken leg and no eyesight. Uh, so you can't have her be coming out there waving and being smiley and everything. You got to let her, you know, you got to be the bully. Yes. And she has to get the idea that, you know, when, when you're a heel and people are booing you and throwing shit at you and, and, and what have you, that's actually your applause. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's them going back to the well with the Charlotte and the and the the Ronda thing and in that three person you know match they had back in the WrestleMania a couple of years ago. It's a thing of uh, also, and that's the other thing too. It's like Charlotte is probably the greatest female wrestler that ever was. But the thing is, they're running into the same problem that they're going to run in with Roman. It's who are they going to fix her? And you know, also, did, and, and they're going to run into the problem where now she does have several options to go other places, including the place where her fiance is. So to keep her happy, and you again, you, Rhea Ripley, you, you buried, um, you know, like Sasha. That's it, been, you know, Bailey. I'm sure me. when Bailey comes back, Bailey will get a run. But Bailey should, never should have been injured to begin with. Again, it goes back to the stupidity of the WWE. Why are you having her run the ropes? You know, uh, all of a sudden, when they were going back to live shows, it's like it's Bailey. Why the hell is she running ropes? Uh, Bill- like, like some kind of first timer. Building, uh, building, building on your point about um, Andrade being in um, AEW, and earlier when you were talking about how um, uh, this is what you're getting over too, too much, right? It seems to me the great irony is that the most successful, the most biggest stars, and the most successful people. In wrestling, right, have been people who told Vince to fuck off and hold him on the belt. Whether it was The Rock or Austin, like who, I, I'm not jobbing for Brock Lesnar or for Michaels. Like I'm not. I'm I'm gonna no show or like walk out if I get my way. Or Rock, like I'm going to Hollywood or the Click, who will like walk out. Or even though this isn't Vince or WWE, right? There's a famous story that there's the story that um. The late great Donna Dundee um told me one time I was talking to her, um no Don Don um uh, what's her name uh Miss Dundee the wife of um was it Bobby Heaton, um and um she was telling me how a story how one time Flair uh Rick Flair was how he in WCW they had like um like a little chalkboard of the mass sign up that night and it was like him versus Fit Finley. And nobody wanted to work with Finley back then, or, or ever, because he was like too snug and too um, too stiff. So what he did is he erased that shit, and up until and from from then 
up until like later on in 2007 when both on SmackDown, right? They never fought one on one. So that was so. It seems to me the point of me saying this is that it seems to me that the people who found the most success, ironically, are the people who say no, this is bullshit, or no, I'm not, no, I'm gonna rant to you or hold you over a barrel or say fuck off. And I think I think this 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 time and this culture um, has a bunch of people who don't who are who don't do that and, and are like in fear of being liked or like being like um, like kept. So it's for well, me it's the, lack of a lack of. Well, for, there's no other place. The, private EW, there was no other place that could pay them because if you go to TNA or Impact, you take the pay cut. <laughs> The witness, the witness protection program. You you could like be be the champion, prominently featured, and still be safe. Yeah. So with a lot of you cats, they can't. But it's, but but you have AEW, you have Ring of Honor, you have all these other places. New Japan, all these other places you can go to and, and get a good payday. MLW, like. <laughs> yeah, but see, the thing of it is, is it's kind of like WWE had been built up like that in the NBA. You feel me? AEW don't be on ESPN. Not like that. WWE is. WWE is more commercial. You feel me? So, what, like, for example, if I go from WWE, because WWE is the top of the food chain, which is unfortunate because at one point they wasn't, but they're the top of the food chain as we speak. So, it's kind of like anything else that first go to is chunk food, meaning that unless you really love professional wrestling, you if you if if you take like the people that's coming into WWE now, if they leave WWE, they're not going to go to the independents, they're not going to go to AEW, they're not going to go to MLW because to them it's it's not about professional wrestling, it's about I get to be in WWE, possibility of being in the movies, possibly becoming a celebrity. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, you're right about that. You feel what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, like a lot, a lot of people ask me, why does Dolph Ziggler not leave? Because Dolph Ziggler look at it like this. No, I'm not getting the title run. No, I'm not getting the shit that I want, but I'm getting paid out the ass. And some of them give more shit about the money aspect. Like I said, even with Daniel Bryan, he could have stayed in WWE and collected the check and probably got maybe another title run here and there. But he he loves professional wrestling. That's why he left. You feel what I'm coming from? Same thing with Moxley. Because they want to be used. They just don't want to get a paycheck and not get used. They rather take the pay cut and be used. Then I get paid out the ass and I got to sit home half the damn time. So Uh, that's a lot of motherfuckers. Kind of like how like Sami Zayn and um, Kevin Owens like re-signed because um, it's like more about like no Financial stability, right? Yeah. Like, um, and all right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, but, so like I said, we we talked about the Charlotte match with Ronda Rousey. So let's go ahead and get to the last two things of night one. So we can get to night two. Cody is returned back to WWE, and I felt like I was watching. AEW. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, that, that was a mind trip seeing AEW's Cody Rhodes on WrestleMania in WWE. That was a mind trip. I know uh-huh. I know that he's been there as Randy Orton's lackey 
or Gold uh, Stardust or Dashing Cody Rhodes or Hardcore Holly's tag team partner, but it was still like a mind trip seeing Cody Rhodes from AEW in WWE wrestling on WrestleMania against against Tyler Black. <laughs> Interesting. So that's dude know his ring around. Very good match, even though the outfits made me think the American Revolution or England versus Scotland. Because damn, if your boy didn't come down looking like a Scottish king or lord, uh, Seth Rollins. Very good match. Um, of course, Cody gets the win, which I knew that was going to happen. Was it? Was any of y'all surprised that Cody came down? How could you be surprised? And Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez made sure to let us know it's Cody. <laughs> the crowd was surprised, but then people got to remember that a lot of people go to WrestleMania, they're not smart marks. They... I, don't, I don't think they were surprised. I think they were just hyped. It's, again, I there's wrestling and then there's WWE, and I still stand by the statement that this was probably the dumbest move he could have made. They're gonna they're gonna give him the like a, a nice little ride in the first couple months, and then once the shine is is gone, they're gonna once the honeymoon's over, they're gonna bury his ass in the mid car. Hello, twenty four seven title. You think uh, so? And his first... ego, he had a sweet spot. He probably could have moved on over to Ring of Honor, and and you know had a whole new resurgence there. And it was all about ego, and and that's. Stupid neck tattoo, and um, now he's just right now he's special because it was in the interest of the WWE to make him special, and they'll probably keep him special long enough to feed him to Roman, uh, and then hello mid card, and uh, you know, but again they'll get paid. Uh, I I just think it was a and and his failing or whatever money he wasn't able to get in AEW was his own fault because you were never there. You were never there. You were never there. And I like Cody. I'm a Cody fan. Even with the neck tattoo, I want to see more of Cody on TV. And I would have loved to see him in this new Ring of Honor get in the mix somehow. But you're, 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 you and your wife are just kind of in this weird atmosphere where you're trying no, to I'm gonna tell you what I find. I'm going to tell you what I found funny. Cause it came out in the news. That he was talking about. He mentioned the fact that he was like, you know, I... I I can't be a 17-time TNT champion. <laughs> you dude, that. dude, you put yourself in that position with that dumbass stipulation that you had against Jericho. I will never wrestle for the AEW championship ever again. If I fucking you, you, you dumb as shit. <laughs> because I guarantee if he never put it out there, he wanted... Hey, man, Page would not... Right now, honestly, it probably would have been... Omega would have got the belt from Cody. It wouldn't have been Marx. Marx would have probably got the belt down the line. Page, it would have been a while before we saw Page with the belt. But here's the thing: <laughs> when you look at when you look at the history of AEW, Cody was there, but he wasn't there. And like again, you can and again, the Young Bucks should have tagged the Young Bucks and Omega should have the women's and tag division taken away from them, and they should not be. Allowed to book unless they're willing to sit on the sidelines for an indeterminate amount of time and not wrestle. Um, and they have their downsides. And I also think letting them get too much of their own way is a bad thing. But I will say this. You can shit on Kenny Omega all you want. Kenny Omega 
basically worked himself into the ground because yes, he, he wanted again he wanted the ball they gave it to him and then he went to he like three different with... companies won their championships wrestled at every chance and and wrestled himself into a hole where he had to take time off the bucks are there every week uh you know adam page and his little fucking giddy up giddy up uh you know pony putting quarters in the little machine in front of the drugstore riding that horse into the aw arena every week all those guys are there and they are part of aw it was aw then there was the cody segment or the cody feud and cody just he became a big old eagle trip and he was never part of the aw fabric because it became i have oh somebody beats me up then we have a match and I lose and I go away. Then I go do something and then I when I'm done with that project, I come back and then big triumphant victory. Yeah, and then but, I disappear for a while too. But and you know, so on. But he was never out- part of AEW and that's his fault and that's his booking because him and his wife are trying to be the next incarnation of Triple H and and uh, Stephanie. And you know what? They weren't a couple like that but like if cody would have given everything he had to AEW and not worried about stupid reality shows or bad gong show reprisals he would have probably been the champ or he'd be feuding with adam now and and you know you could have created a really interesting storyline where he gets around that stipulation and then gets dispelled off the guy because one of the downsides to AEW to the guy who called me a fucking wwe mark is that the uh AEW titles, half of them don't mean shit because they're just there. They don't have any sense of urgency or importance, and the world title is one. His um, failure in AEW is all Cody's fault, and real, the fault of his ego, and his what you about to say, Brandy? Hold on, let, let Brandy speak real quick. Yeah. Real, quick about, real quick about Cody, um, so, yeah, so I agree with you, but at the same time, um, I'm, and again, I'm not a mind reader. I don't really know what Cody's thinking, but you don't think that um, all these outside ventures that he's doing you don't, you don't think that like it's probably good exposure for AEW by by residual effect? Well, like, it's more. You're amazing. starting a wrestling company, so I mean, you know, if you're gonna have guys do things like um, Darby was in the apparently, I think he was in the new Jackass movie. I mean, a little exposure is good, but you're starting a wrestling company and you left the WWE because you felt you were a top guy and you weren't being treated as one. And you carved your own path, and then this golden opportunity lands in your, you know, in your lap, and then you're never there. And also, again, you never really made yourself. So it's one thing: are you a wrestler or are you a reality TV star? Because he, I think I, I think Kobe. I, I said Kobe. I think Cody, um, whether whether wittingly or unwittingly, was like opening like all these like other like trade gate trade ports, you know, for um AEW's benefits. You know, like I feel like he's like. Like the most mainstream star they have, because he's and he's also like openly like a like the mainstream. I thing. I never got the mainstream thing from Cody. I, okay. I get it. He was doing a show. If he's doing whatever with the reality show, it's, the reality show. I thought it's like I'm, it's like, it's like this. Let, let, let me say this. He's like setting up shop, perhaps. I don't know. The, the thing with Cody and 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 and, and, and to harkens on both of y'all points is that when Cody took himself out of the title picture. It killed Cody's character because Cody, prior to this, NWA World Champion, Ring of Honor World Champion, he was collecting belts. People expected him to be. It's, it goes back to getting people what they want. People was expecting Cody to be champ at some point. Cody chose not to be world champ because that means that now if I'm world champ, 
I can't make them moves outside of wrestling because I have to be around as a champ. Well, not necessarily. I, I mean, I agree with you, but not necessarily. But, but you got to say, think like he thinks. Because, for example, you grew up in the days of Ric Flair, your dad. You saw what world champions did. You get what I'm coming from? For him to make that stipulation to take himself out of the world title picture is because he felt that he could not handle being a world champion for AEW because of other shit he had going on. I, I, I agree that that's probably what happened, but yeah. that's also like antiquated thinking, not now on your part, but on Cody's part, if that's the case. Yeah. Because, like, if, if you bring up Hulk Hogan, right, or Ric Flair, but not. But what about John Cena? Like, that's what yeah. is why he made him a champion. But John Cena was there every week. Even though John Cena, John Cena might have had movies. And when John Cena was champ, we saw him every week. Or make a wish, or other outside yeah. stuff. And, and, and good also, how much this media shit he's doing is on behalf of AEW. Now, let's, be, let's keep it real. That show he was on, the big show, wherever it is, they had that, he didn't mention AEW on there. You get what I'm coming from? John Cena, when he did public appearances, it was to promote WWE, WWE. shit. Cody has not done one public meet, greet, what have you, that promoted AEW. It was about promoting Cody and Brandy. You get what I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. right. John Cena, he did his movies, but he came back and wrestled. He never stopped being a full-time wrestler. Even when he did his movies, we knew he went and did his movies. But soon that movie was over, guess what? He's back on the full-time schedule. He got the belt on. He's going around pumping WWE, talking WWE the whole night. Think about it. He was on Howard Stern for a movie talking WWE shit. We didn't I, get that from Cody. I see him. On, I, I used to see John Cena on the news in my younger <laughs> days talk, talking WWE on the yeah. news. Yeah, so when you have Cody, who's supposed to be your biggest star, who sit here and scream, I want to be the booker. The booker has to be around. Your dad was a fucking booker. You never heard. Dusty had so much shit going on. He had shit going on with territory. Damn the motherfucker won't dare every day to goddamn book that WCW. You know, here's here's an example. I I sold uh, one of my past lives. I sold weed in New York City and I was making good money and my boss and I had arguments, screaming matches, because he was telling me to take a day off or go home or whatever, because I was given a spot and I was making money. So like I would find I'd be like, well, I could work seven days or I could come in on my days off and come in for a few hours and help with something or do something. Same thing now that I'm doing the porn. I, I had a conversation with a very prominent male talent and I told him, I said, if you open this door for me and you give me a chance to do this, you're, we're going to, we are eventually going to have the argument where you're going to tell me to take a day off or not fly here or fly there or do this, or you're pushing yourself too hard or whatever, because if you give me a spot or you give me an opportunity to really go, go forward, I I'm there. And like I said, I'm there until I break. Like I go stone cold where I drive myself insane, take some time off, come back, push myself so hard. I drive myself insane again, get a new wife, go back out there, drive myself insane, get a new wife and so on. Cause it's an opportunity Cody got this opportunity and then just kind of went off and decided to become the Cody show and not the AW show. And he was at the time of the signing, regardless of Omega there and the Jericho was their biggest, you know, biggest star. Like he could have been the cornerstone of that company and he chose to do other shit. Cause, cause again, him and his wife have this delusional sense of grandeur. And it's a shame because Cody 
is a great wrestler. And if he would have just went with the heel thing and his wife, if she, you know, at least she understood I'm a heel, boo me. But again, she tried to shove herself into stuff that there's no reason for you to be here, you know? And um, yeah, I mean, they, they, his undoing, I wouldn't have gave him punk money either. I wouldn't have given him the book either because uh, I would have offered him ring of honor had he had stayed, but with the, with the exception of you need to cut it out or cut back with this other shit. You want to do other shit. That's great. But you got to do that on your schedule. Because... Let's be real. Soon as he signed with WWE, that show he was on, gone. The reality show he had, gone. Yeah. Yeah. You oh, yeah. Me? So, so it asks... So probably get a new one. Yeah. Probably so on USA Network. But uh, <laughs> on YouTube, like they're doing Carmella and... um. Is it Brandy doing some, doing some show about wine or something? Yeah. She, she, she It's a cooking show where they, they drink and they cook. You know, I, I watched it. It's pretty good. I, I can't even complain. Her her, her outside of the ring, she's a wonderful person. It's just her character in the ring sucks. I've met 20-year-olds before. He's a very cool guy. Like, Yeah, so... But but I enjoyed him coming back. Um, He's screaming that he wants to be pushed to the world title. I don't see him winning the world title. Even though if 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 you think about it, out of everybody that's on the roster, he's probably the most likely that could actually win the belt. Well, because of no variety. I don't <laughs> see him winning the belt, and like I don't even see them pushing him that far to that level. Even though, despite despite the fact that he does have the similar story to, to Drew, like he went he went away, he got better, got more over, and got right. I I, I don't know. I see him more of like I see them pushing them pushing him more of like upper mid Carter. I, I mean, it, it's a good possibility. I think because the only way I say it, I think they might put the belt on for a little bit is just to screw it to AEW. Which they I try to attract which belt? the 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 main no, belt. Main belt. Because the reason know. why I say that the reason why I say that is because the biggest question Ann was saying because of course the first name that came out of everybody's mouth who you gonna feed Roman to who you gonna feed the Roman next is Cody. Well, I agree. I disagree with some... both of you. I could see Cody very much winning the world title because, yeah. honestly, especially now that there's just one, winning the world title in the WWE, it don't really mean nothing in this day and age. It really no, doesn't no. mean anything. Because, look, Ginger Mahal won it. Uh, Drew McIntyre won it. Uh, Big E won it. It doesn't have I, – I got to say, of all the world titles, it means the less. I mean, if you want – Coke classic name brand recognition, sure. To the average non-educated fan, sure. WWF champion, but yeah, Cody could have three or four runs. It ain't gonna make a difference because it's how you're presented as champion. It's how you yeah. like you said, McIntyre. Like your girl, I tell you why your girlfriend likes McIntyre. He's a good wrestler, and the guy is fucking gorgeous. If I was sitting at a bar and Drew McIntyre hit on me, it wouldn't be no man, leave me alone. It'd be no. You know? <laughs> no, well, what are you talking about, Drew? Like, wait, but exactly how far do you want to push it? What are you thinking? What are you doing? You know, like, you know, because Drew is a Greek god. And why wouldn't you have the belt on this guy? It's, yeah. it's the title hey, does not honest, have. Out of the that you just named, he had the strongest run. He, and that's, you know, and unfortunately that's sad because his run was. Pl- and also, like, again, look at Bobby Lashley. Like, what he's been reduced to. Uh, yeah. and, and, and it's the title doesn't have that cachet that uh, that like the uh, like the 
average fan think it does. It's kind of like when somebody pulls up in a Bentley or something and they think, oh, everybody's going to be impressed. I'm going to be like, nah, dude, you could have a house and a car and a college fund for your kid for what you pay for that car. Like, I kind of think you're an idiot for driving a Bentley. You know, it's it doesn't have the cachet. So I could totally see Cody getting a belt, but they're probably going to make them a shit champion and just, you know, and but to get, to point, get the belt, get, now you have to beat Roman. That's, that's not happening. But, but but the thing with the with the belt now though is they put all their eggs in literally the Roman basket. So whoever beats him, it really does have to be a huge deal. Yeah. And it really does have but that's the thing. They don't that's the not only reason why though, Roman like, got this, that and it's not believable Cody's gonna beat Roman for the belt. What the fuck? But 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 it's it, the only reason why Roman got this spot is because they've been trying to do this since They've been trying to make Roman the next scene of the they, past, ever finally, since ever since the, the shield. And they finally got the formula right, which was what everybody was telling them they needed to do. And then Turn his the ass heel, which he should have been from jump. Get rid of the girdle, dry up the hair a little bit, <laughs> and make him a heel. And they, they they got him a towel. They took off the girdle. They made him a heel. And there you go. But now it's like, okay, you don't make stars no more. You just collect wrestlers and you and you claim, oh, this person's a big deal now. So who now you have an actual star? Who's a who do who do uh, so who's the fuck's gonna beat him now? I mean, you're, you're you're good for the time being by letting him win, but at some point, yeah. you know, it's... because see the thing about it is even with Cody, because Cody is hot, and it depends upon how hot he is and remains. He's the obvious choice because everybody else you know fucking Barry. He's the only one that's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> because because you're not going to bring Braun, Braun Breaker up to beat him because now you got to build the only other person I can see that they would build to take it from him is Gable Stevens which we'll get to him in a second because because the way they're building Gable Stevens now you know period but to be honest with you I can see Cody eventually become a champ because it'd be more of if we want to steal some of these AEW wrestlers when their contracts come up, we have to show them that we treat AEW guys well. What better way than to put the belt on the guy who was one of the founding members who jumped ship? By the way, is, is Cody still like, does he still have like a stake in AEW? Like, what's, how's that working out? It's it, 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 not he had a stake. He was just VP. He was just one of the main talents, one of the VPs. He's one of the guys that's running. He, he doesn't, he's not getting money from it. You get where I'm coming from? Because but, he was, his contract but, was that of VP slash talent. So is, is the VP title, is that, is that like a legitimate title? Or it was like a legitimate title. Name? It was a legitimate title it, it, for all three of them, for all of them. It was so a legitimate is still, title. So is he still te- is he still technically the VP of AEW? Like, how does that work? Mm, nah, when he signed, he gave up. He gave that up. Actually, it okay. was took it from him. It was took it from him by Tony Khan. Okay. You know, and, which was understandable because once again, if you're my VP, you got to be here. And you he know, has, like, and he has like, none of himself in the company left. Like, no money, none, of, no, no, nothing. Nothing. Okay. nothing. Yeah. So, so with that being said, we can move on from Cody and 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 Seth Rollins because I'm pretty sure that was going to be his first program moving forward. They probably wrestle again. Now the highlight tonight for me because I'm a Stone Cold fan. Stone Cold Steve Austin made his return after 19 years to WrestleMania and again. This was a mind trip. Austin yeah. came back and he wrestled. That was a mind trip. And he took some bumps. And he took some bumps. 
suplex on the floor, ran to the ring post. Uh, it felt like I was back back in the attitude era to, to it, a certain It felt like a dream. Like if I, like I, I, I saw this like last night. Um, Austin coming back and Cody coming back, right? Felt like Edge coming back, and it felt like um, Daniel Bryan coming back. Right, and all those all those things have something in common to me. Like it felt like somebody coming back from the dead, or like a ghost coming back. And I compared all of those returns, right, to like a dream I had of my dad one time when he was just alive again, and like it was the same day except he was just here and back. It was just like mad, so like very trippy and surreal. And that's like the that's just the vibe I got when I saw Austin wrestling. In 2022, yeah. later, it's just very surreal. Still look good. He still look good. Um, I knew it wasn't gonna be no match. I knew it was gonna be a fight. I like the fact that <laughs> Kevin always said, in the world. Yeah, I like the fact that Kevin always said, "I brought you down here because I want to have a match with you." Fuck the bullshit. And I was like, yeah. "Okay, I like the way they did that." Talk so bullshit, just bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I liked it. And I and I like the stunner. Um, I even like the fact that he took a stunner from Kevin Owens. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay. I was like, shoot, Stone Cold might come back for one more <laughs> if he wanted to, which I doubt he will. Billy, what was your thought oh. on the Stone Cold return? Yeah. Billy, anything you say? Uh, no, I mean, it was... You know, it was they, they protected him and everything, and it was probably the best way to do it. Uh, I knew they were going to have if he. I knew they were. Gonna, I wasn't surprised they had him close the show. I saw that coming because. Um, and again, it was one of the rare incidences where, if they were going to bring somebody in or bring somebody back, it should close the show. Uh, one of the one of the running uh, bad things about the of, of the many of the WWE is that they bring back old stars that aren't there every day. And then they put them over the people who bury them uh, to the yeah. guys, to the to yeah. the old guys, and and everything. And then uh, they, they they just assume it's going to be oh yeah, then I'll come Monday. We'll forget it. That's uh, why that's why they're winning. No, I mean, protect like them, if I'm Stone Cold, I would just leave it at this, and you know, did all the yeah. new returns. I mean, there were certain moments in this match and the next night where you could tell. For a guy his age, he's in fantastic shape, but he is a guy his age, and you can see in some of the movements, Vince? like you know, you're kind of moving well, like an well, old man. Of course, Vince, but Come also on. he's Stone Cold to a certain extent because even with Stone Cold, well, Vince, well in good shape. We'll get to Vince in a minute. We'll get to that. Right, but we'll, with we'll Stone Cold, that. but Stone Cold, no, nah, he was in good shape. He was in good um, shape and everything. And and like I said, for him to do as long of a match as he did. Yeah, and to give as much as he did was shocking because you know we got Sting here. We didn't get you get what I'm saying. He took, he <laughs> took a million bucks, yeah, one million more than Doctor Strange ever taking his life ever again. Yeah. Oh, Trump. He he was sore Monday morning. He, he was sore this morning. Yeah, it was it was for sure. So I like I said, I enjoyed the return. I loved it and everything, and I'm glad that he beat Kevin Owens. And it, it put over Kevin Owens in many ways. Yeah. Um, and this didn't kill Kevin Owens. Like, Kevin Owens will be fine. Yeah. Oh, no. He, he, he could take that loss. So, now we had a night one. Let's get to night two. Whew. 
Now, this night, I'm just going to say, this was the night that I really didn't give two shits about. And trust me, we're not going to spend a lot of time on night two because it really won't much. Um, Gable Stevens is what about, I see they about to push the hell out of him. Yeah. Um, RK Bro retained their titles in this, uh, what was it, three-way, which I like the fact that they actually allowed one member of each team to be in the ring, so they didn't do it the old WWE way where you have a three-way, but they treat it as a two-team tag yeah. match almost. Like, 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 like yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, and 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 I, I I'm happy that RK Bro retained because I don't see why you should take the belts off him right now. No. Um, of course, everybody got together and celebrated. Gable Stevens, I guess, already setting up his first beat, which would probably be against Chad Gable because he slapped shot his hand and gave him a nice slam. Um, I swear. It, Gable Steven didn't seem like he was too happy to be there, uh, in my opinion. Um, for the time they brought him out or what have you, they ain't let the nigga, they ain't let the motherfucker talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, y'all ain't gonna let him do a promo or something? <laughs> what? So, you know, so, but I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with him um, and when he posed to start. Um... I don't know if they're going to make him a Brock Lesnar. They're going to make him a Kurt Angle type. Um, and my question is, are we looking at the guy that's going to take the bet off Roman Reigns at some point? Um, well, is he starting soon? Like, what's he going to start? Sometime he, he probably show up on Raw tonight or next week. Um, <laughs> Because I... I would think they would put him through NXT first, but something telling me they they about to bring him main roster. You know what? You know, a, you know a story I thought of. Um, so I'm gonna skip this main event, right? When when Brock damn near broke Roman's arm, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, maybe they they could do like an angle. All right, um, I'm the unified champion, right? But like, oh, my arm is fucked up. I gotta like relinquish the belt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe that, maybe that's the way to take it off Roman. And then, what? You disagree? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm following you. And then Roman, you. and then Roman could come back and get it or whatever. So it maybe gave, maybe, maybe, um, huh? Because I'm trying to figure out like who would take it from Roman. Nobody. Maybe, maybe, maybe Stevenson. Um. So maybe Stevenson could win in a tournament or something. Right. Oh, we know WWE ain't doing no tournament. That's funny. They can sit there and the belt be up for grab. They'll do a multi-man shit. They'll be (laughs) Even though the tournament would be hot, but they they got patience. Well, because he's he's a he's a legit collegiate athlete, right? So that'll be right up his alley. But uh, or or maybe somehow he just gets the title, like ladder match or something, like whatever, right? And then maybe. I always comes back. He's all healed up. I right, bro, I want title back. We can do that maybe, and maybe Roman gets the win back, or maybe people see this beat new man. I don't know. But I mean, I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with him. I don't know how. I, I suggest Dex. I don't know any other way to take it off of him other than he just gets hurt. Yeah. I mean, but like I said, it's gonna take somebody they build up strongly, which they have not built up to take it off of. Um, because the person you did build up, he just lost. 
which we'll get to that. We'll get to that that match in a minute. Um, I think next up after that tag match was uh, I think Omos and, Omos and Bobby Lashley for TV versus Lashley, right? Uh, Billy, I'm gonna let you start. I'm Billy. I'm gonna let Billy start this one. Go ahead, Billy. What did you think about the last and old Moss, old Moss match, Billy? Almost See what I had to put up with, Brandon? Why, See what I have to put up with? It's like, okay, we're going to take the, the worst match. Billy! My wife's right. Why don't you... This is what I got to put up with. Do you well, hear the wheels? The wheels are coming. He's just... Like, I'm, I want a cartoon image. So, like, if we ever get to a video level of the show, I want literally just a cartoon Kavanaugh grabbing me by my scruff of my neck and my pants and just going... Hey, so they did this like weird angle, blah blah blah. Billy, what do you think? Boom, and then you know you just. Uh, no, basically, um, it was kind of a big middle finger. They, they, you know, uh, the same middle finger they gave to the New Day, where it's like if you're gonna, you buried him in this whole title thing. You know, you you sacrificed him for the sake of this Roman uh, Lesnar match, which you didn't need to do. So what do you do? Do you give him something that can keep him strong and something that could set him, you know, out there, give him a big, no, you put him with a guy who basically looks like Samaj. That's an inside joke, but he looks like a gigantic Samaj and he yeah. talks about green and in Bobby won, but who gives a shit? And it's like, you could have gave him a, a more important match or just let him off the card and, and played up the injury Whoa. and have him come back. And do some some devastating shit to make him the new challenger for Roman, but it's that thing yeah. of you Whoa. just took a guy that you didn't need to bury and you buried him, and you know it. And you uh, gave him a consolation match. because here's the thing, Bobby Lashley. If I again million dollar again one of those guys hits on you in the bar, it'd be like no question mark. Looks good in the suit, educated, smart, served his country. A, amazing a talent, legitimate badass, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, you were booking him strong, and then I don't know what happened. Maybe, I don't know, black. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know why the WWE is burying him, because he's black, and um, they're not <laughs> giving him the same love, black. And uh, But now, yeah. what are you going to do with him now? What are you going to do with him? Like, you're going to have to now rehab him before you put him in the title picture. I mean, because, again, he beat somebody, yes, but who... What's the point of the well, victory? He, he beat uh, the guy who was like undefeated for like what a year or whatever it's been. Uh, and, and he but also, he's a stooge. He's and a stooge. Uh, Omar's okay. Let's let's look at the core of this. Okay. The what? Who the core? Who the fuck Omar be? Who the fuck Omar right. be? A, a, a bunch of geeks. You're right. Yeah, yeah. See, it's a difference if he beat Andre the Giant. If last beat Andre the Giant, why? Because Andre the Giant cachet been built up for so many years, and he seems so unbeatable and so strong. It's funny that- you say that because I, I actually saw I actually saw um um this match as like a callback to Andre and Hogan mm-hmm. with, with, with Bob Lashley playing the role of, of Hogan and like almost playing the, the role of Andre. Yeah, and it's like with Andre, you're talking about decades of built to that match. Because no one for a second thought that Hogan was going to be Andre or let alone slam him. That's how much it was that built. I can't sit here and say that I at any point thought that Omos was going to be Bobby Lashley in that match. 
because that shows you how much they did not build Omos. Omos is the biggest motherfucker you have on your roster. Actually, <laughs> he shouldn't even have wrestled Lastly, He shouldn't even be on WrestleMania. You should have been feeding him, guys, and he decimated. Then you give him a big feud. That first feud should not have been Bobby Lashley. It could have been anybody else. You could have gave him Kevin Owens. You could have gave him um I'm trying to think of anybody else. You 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 had him beat the shit out of what uh uh Apollo Cruz, Apollo Cruz and, 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 and his man. But you never gave him Commander a marquee. Yeah. You never gave him a marquee feud that made him a big man and made him a threat to the point where we look at him and lastly say, oh, man, but I don't know if Lashley can handle this. We never got that from Omos because they never gave no Omos a feud that made him a credible threat to a guy like Lashley. Now, to give you an example what I mean by that, Braun Strowman. I don't need to say no more. Braun Strowman, the way they built him, that's how they should have built Omos. Braun Strowman did not take a loss for a minute. And when he did have a high-profile feud, he dominated it because he was a monster. And his, so, first, and his first loss was against the top guy, Roman Reigns. Basically, going for the title in a feud. And Roman barely beat him. Exactly. Roman survived that match. You feel me? With Bobby Lashley, I don't feel like he survived that match. I don't feel like he was ever in peril during this match. He was just against a bigger dude. And that's what I mean by that. You can't have a dude like Omos going to a match against Bobby Lashley and he doesn't look like a monster. He's goddamn self. Because he's the bigger dude. Actually, it should have been Bobby won barely by outsmarting him. Not he overpowered him. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. A collegiate superstar wrestler and a legitimate MMA martial artist and a pro wrestler with a lot of experience. Versus a bouncer, a bar bouncer. Yeah, basically didn't, you know, like you said, did he should have been able to tie him up in knots the entire time and take him off his feet. And Yeah. So knowing this about Bobby Lashley, how the fuck I supposed to believe Omos, who you didn't even build up <laughs> as a dominant <laughs> told you that was monster supposed to take him down. I wouldn't believe, I could barely believe that Omos could beat AJ Styles to a certain extent. You get where I'm coming from? I hear you. You, When you have a guy that size, it's it's like we go back to Lance Archer. I can never take Lance Archer serious because you didn't have him lose too many goddamn times. Why do we let, why would Bruce and Brody such a viable big man? Yeah. I mean, that's that's Bruce and Brody lose. Real quick, like, I, I remember Lance. I didn't see Lance in Japan and all his other feds before I watched AW, but I did. I remember him in WWE when he's like a, pretty much like a one terror for being a job guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and trust me, Japan built up Arch Lancer, the Lance Archer as a monster way more than any other promotion. Because he was a part of the key, the, the Killer Elite squad with him, which I hate they broke up that tag team. Him and um, David Boy Smith Jr. But the point being is that because y'all had this dude take losses, I can't look at him as a monster. I can't look at Omar as a monster because you ain't gave me a reason to look at Omar as a monster because you ain't gave me, you didn't feed him anybody reports for him to eat. So if anything, this should have been a squash match 
when Omar's dominated Bobby Lashley, and Bobby Lashley had to come back and reconfigure stuff. You just buried Omar's. You just buried Omar's with this match. Mm-hmm. In all his purposes. No, Lashley good. Okay. Omar's did not look good in this loss. Omar's I mean, just got buried. I mean, he never. I mean, like, he never looks good. Like he's like he's like. You say he says he's like a five trick pony, but like Omas really does one trick. It's... I mean, which but but he wrestles as a big man. He, we we did, we're not expecting Omas to go do flippy dippies. We want him to be a, a giant that just dominates. The he point he being only has one move, and that's the Great Khali Slam. Yeah, and that's most giants. Name with Andre the Giant, especially when he got older. How many moves? What was his move set? I remember. My point is that I'm actually uh, I'm actually watching uh, uh, John Studd versus Andre in a uh, cage match, and again, Andre wasn't you know the young Andre of the '70s where he would do some high flying stuff. He's moving well, but again, he's he's behaving like a giant, and when he makes himself vulnerable, he's doing it in a way that makes That's sense. Right. He just missed a like a kind of a raised uh, Harley race type headbutt, and you know he's giving Stud a chance to kind of go for getting out of the cage, but he did it. You know, he, it's believable. You know, like Andre yeah. does not get the credit because again, WWE revisionist history. You only see the late '80s Andre. Andre was a like a ring tactician. He had psychology, and that's the main thing that I beat to death. Everybody's athletic. Everybody can do these moves. Everybody can, you know, uh, look good in like an outfit. Psychology and and why you would do something has become all the more important. It's we've we've come full circle where high spots and being able to do cool moves is not enough anymore. Like Swerve, good wrestler. I don't I like him, but it's like okay, I get it. You're a really cool guy. Everybody do what you do, do but like, what's your like? Come on, psychology. Like, what do you you know? Give me give me some. You know, like, you know, Wheeler Yuta has been giving me more psychology, you yeah. know, uh, lately. And, and Lee Moriarty, he, he's, his, he, his shit makes sense when I watch his matches. Even though he does high-flying shit, he don't do it to the extent that it overtakes the match. Yeah. You know, period. And then, like I said, with Omos, he posed to wrestle as a giant. He posed, he's not supposed to have much of a moveset. His moveset should be a choke slam, boot, chop, yeah. and punch. And, That's and it. Even, and even if he was the wrestler of the type of Luthez and he could do and he could do gymnastics like Mary Lou Retton and and you know he could do ballet better than Burishnikov. Nobody wants to see that. You're you're really super tall. Like you said, choke slam, lumber around. If somebody's yeah. gonna t- if somebody's gonna take you off your feet, they gotta hit you six times or or like or, 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 or hit you or like you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna attack you before the match and injure your knee. And then, like a dastardly heel, I'm gonna he attack that need the whole time. Lastly, didn't even work on it. Lastly, did power moves against a giant. When you and watch, man, thing, when you look but, at Lashley, if Lashley attacks a body part, you don't have that body part no more because look at Lashley. But yeah. you know, somebody like almost, you, you, it's believable that this dude could still have a leg after Bobby Lashley gets done with him. Yeah, but again, no. They fired everybody that that actually is a wrestler. They they just tell this guy to go out there and look tall. Didn't no one's teaching this kid the psychology of being a giant. There is a psychology yes. of the way to be a big man, and 
and I, if you do it right, you can work for 50 years. Andre probably could have worked until he was 60, but it was disease and yeah. it was his condition that killed him. Because uh, you know, when you work like a big man, if you do it right, you you do the big bumps for the big matches at the right time. Yeah. And then you can, like I said, you can just keep going. For example, the night, what was it? The the night where they set up <clears throat> the match with him and Omos. He took Omos off his feet. Yeah. With, with one move. <laughs> well, Come yeah, on, yeah. man. Omos shouldn't have came off his feet till it was time for Omos to get pinned. He suplexed Omos. Name a time that we saw Andre the Giant get suplexed. Never. Uh, not on TV. Back in the day, it was either you had to pay for it to go to the arena or you had to go yeah. get it on a pay-per-view. Yeah, but it was a rarity. Omos didn't look like a giant to me. He just like a big dude that is trying to wrestle. You feel what I'm coming from? And it's and not actually, even about... Go ahead. And, no, sorry. To, actually, listen, to further your point, um, with Andre, people slammed him, people suplexed him or whatever. But it was a who's who around the world. It was Thank you. Tony Atlas, Harley Race, uh, El Connect. It was Hulk Hogan. It was, um, I'm trying to remember who else. Uh, I believe uh, even for his time, at the, as his standing at the time, the ultimate racist was, uh, uh, was, was somebody who slammed him. So it was a veritable who's who back in the day of who yeah. got to take him off his feet. And Whereas now, anybody in their grandmother... Like, oh, we got to sell this stupid, uh, you know, uh, this Kmart version of WrestleMania coming up, Backlash. So have whoever we're going to put him with, take him off his feet. And it's like, no, 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 no. Again, Harley Race, El Connect. And if it, for those of you who don't know, El Connect was a legendary, legendary Mexican wrestler up there with El Santos and Mills Mascaris. You know, Tony Atlas, uh, Kamala, Kamala. Yeah. You know, who was a top guy for a lot of years up until his last run with The Undertaker was a top guy everywhere he went and a main eventer. Uh, only the best of the best took Andre off his feet. Yeah. And he and never he, did and, it. And, 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 and mentioning Kamala, who was pushed, you didn't see Kamala come off his feet until it was a big match. And mind you, it took a cut, like for example, even with Dusty Rose, it took Dusty Rose two matches to finally get the best of Kamala. We, we, because they protected their giants, they protected their big men. And, and that's the other thing. It's the heel that stirs the drink. It's, you know, yes. it's like basically going into any major event or if you want to sell tickets, it's the baby face that's supposed to be laying face down and or, oh, my God, what's going to happen now? Like when the baby face gets to come up, it's before the event even happens on the heels. Like, OK. Well, I was going to see the guy finally get his ass kicked. He just showed it to me on TV. Why am I taking my kids and putting them in yeah. the car and dragging the wife and buying the tickets and buying all the overpriced concessions and buying the overpriced merch? He just showed me the guy getting his ass handed to him. Yeah. And then Did on top of that, and then on top of that, they didn't pump up the fact he was undefeated. Yeah. So in a throwaway match, because it, they couldn't it, think it, of anything better for, for Yeah, so uh, so think about it. So in essence, Omos looked back worse go, coming out of this match than he did walking in. So to me, in essence, they buried a potential WWE WrestleMania main eventer just to have a match to fill time. Because that's what this was, was a time filler. Mm-hmm. And you could have fed him a tag team. You could have fed him two guys. Because that's the thing. Give almost a manager. 
Give him a, you know, have him beat guys. To, hell, it works with anybody. Muda, when he made his first appearance as the great Muda, would, would hard. beat guys at three at a time on TV. Uh, and he wasn't a gigantic dude. And, and, and here's the thing. And actually, Brandon made a really good point. Uh, and, and there's a difference earlier about, like, being predictable. There's a certain there's a certain rhyme or reason to storytelling. And in a way, yes, yeah, certain things are predictable. But if you're telling the story and you're engrossing me in it, then, it, it, like, the fact that, like, it's predictable doesn't come into play. Uh, but that's the thing. Like, it, it, wrestling has gone through a thing where it was about the work rate. It became this all Japan, like work rate stuff. And then it became about the high spots. And now I think everybody's equal in the sense that you can do, everybody can do all this stuff. Why are you doing it? You know, the old saying, uh, I rake the eyes, not because I have to, but because I want to, um, you know, I, I attack your knee. Well, your finishing move is uh, a kick or something. Why wouldn't I just attack your bad knee the entire match? It's the little things that engross you because it is a theater. It is a form of theater. And that's what's kind of, but the theater has to make sense. You know, like Attention the story has to make sense. Yeah. And the WWE just, they, they don't really respect their fans. They, with, with Tony Khan and some independents, I think they let the wrestlers just, you know, kind of do what they want. They don't kind of put a parameter on them. With the WWE, it's just like, well, this is, the thing this week and then next week it'll be this thing just like again Dolph Ziggler great wrestler a great talent don't see him for six months all of a sudden now he's challenging for the world title and it's a big deal because the WWE says so you know it's and um and that's kind of their logic they don't really respect their fans they think whatever they say is is gold yeah, this- you know, like, and then and, and we're supposed to just buy into it and they really don't think they're doing anything wrong. Like if you ask anybody that probably works there or any of the top brass. And- we know what we're doing. Yeah. We know what we're doing. No, yeah. you don't. Yeah. Which, which brings me to the next match, which was a complete jackass match. And I really don't I, want to stay on this one. The same thing, match? You know what? I'm not, I'm not even going to comment on it. Um, uh, I'm going to say this. Shame on Sammy. Uh and whatever fate you 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 suffer from here on out, it's your own doing. So save your money. You you sold your soul for a check. Save your money. I refuse to talk about this match. I was embarrassed uh, uh, to be a wrestling fan. I, I I watched it in 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 in, in horror. I mean, don't get you. There were some funny spots here and there, but nah, the the, the quote unquote comedy I didn't think was that funny. But no, 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 no. The funny part to me was when he kicked Wee Man in the face. That was funny. Oh, oh, uh, I will chime in on this. I love the fact that Texas, <laughs> Get out of Wee Man. <laughs> Texas will Texas will repress women's rights. They'll encourage you to beat up trans children. They'll kill mentally challenged people. And they're proud that they hold the record for that. And, of course, you can drink beer and, and own a gun without a permit and, and drive whatever, do all this other shit in Texas, and, you, and you're free as long as you're, look, you're white and you're male and you're whatever. But you kick a midget, and that's, goddamn, that's just going too far. We don't, oh we don't cotton the kicking midget kicking around here, you know. <laughs> now, I'm upset. So I, and if I didn't have to go kill a man with a 70 uh, IQ, I would give you the business and I continue to ream you out, but I got to go and stop a woman from being a woman or beat up a trans child, but stop with the midget kicking. Door slam. Oh my god. <laughs> the, the, this, I was actually glad that, 
I, 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 no, 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 I'm, I'm making a mistake. So this is this is night two, right? I was yeah, glad, especially okay when when this match came on. Like I was glad that I was the only one in the room watching it and hearing it because this is one of those matches that made me feel embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. Like I would have been embarrassed if if somebody was watching somebody who wasn't a fan of wrestling watching this with me. Like and that's probably the first time I've watched wrestling with a non-wrestling fan and felt embarrassed for a moment. I was triggered. <laughs> I, was I was triggered. I was triggered. I had the attack watching that piece of shit. Vince McMahon, I hate your fucking guts for putting that match on. Look, I've never been a fan of jackass like that. Nor Johnny Knoxville. But the fact this motherfucker came out in the outfit they had on this big ass diaper. Not only that, Sami Zayn is very good, right? And but he got beat I, up by an I, OG. I have to give him props, man. He, he made he made that match look way better than what than what it was. What it should have been. But he got but still Sami Zayn who's supposed who's like good, who used to be El Generico, right? Having bomb matches with Kevin Steen and other people and Elegant, right? He lost to an old man who almost died a couple days ago. With a mousetrap. Yes, he lost to an old man. Who, whatever. With a mousetrap. <laughs> and, and, and I'm just going to leave that, that, that vision like, to our I like, listeners. I like how the gay mousetrap, right? The ceiling will work, but it works here. <laughs> he, he, he tried to pull the lever that shit didn't work, so that... <laughs> I was like, you know something? That's the perfect <laughs> ending to this piece of shit of a fucking match. Like I said, night two had a lot of matches that I didn't give a shit about on it. Well, so what's the next match? Next match, I think, was the fatal four way for the women's tag team title. Another match I didn't give a shit about because we knew who was going to win just by the entrances. And. <laughs> And, and on top of that, look, Corey Grace, I understand that you are fucking Carmella. I get it. I understand. You a proud dude, even though you left your wife for this motherfucker. But, dude, can you please take the cheerleading down about 10, nigga? You killing me. We know you fucking her. We don't need you to. You don't need to be a proud husband over there to goddamn do your job. Commentate on the fucking match. Corey Graves is... Is just abysmal, and I heard he recently that I like his brother better. Um, I don't know. I just tired, and I wish they would see again a, a track record of the WWE not giving what the fans they wanted. I would have much rather seen him get a stunner than Byron Saxton. I heard he's Thank cleared. You. I heard he's cleared, right? Well, it, I mean, I guess whatever, whatever form of wrestling that he thinks he can do, uh, as long as he's not on commentary. My only regret with, uh, I mean. Every time I hear uh, uh, Corey run his mouth, I just think to myself, like, dude, shouldn't you be busy fucking somebody not your wife? Like, why are you sitting here running your mouth? Like, don't you have somebody who's not your wife you should be fucking right now? Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I can't. Not a fan of old Corey. Corey. I I get it. Me personally, I like Corey as a... Me personally, I like Corey as a commentator. Oh no, no, no. I, 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 oh, I like him. But I'd rather listen to my talk about her feelings. But I don't like that every time Carmella comes out, it's just like sound like a proud husband. You sound like the proud husband that has no balls in your pants and she got them. 
I, I guarantee like- you, I don't know. Again, I don't really watch the WWE programming, but I guarantee you that's probably the their very subtle way of eventually getting him back in the ring that they're going to become some like evil power, power couple. couple. But yeah. no, um, Fallout Boy needs to shut the fuck up and either go back to wrestling or just, I don't know. I can't. The, the, the WWF commentary is so. That was one thing. The Ring of Honor, their their commentary team, that was the best wrestling commentary I yes. heard in literally 10 years. Like, And even actually the one dude, like the tweet that I tweeted about it uh, for our small Twitter account, um, they were the best commentary. But WWE's commentary is just so unbelievably god-awful. So anyway, uh, yeah, Naomi and... Uh, uh, beyond, uh, Sasha Sasha yeah. Banks won the tag titles, a tag division that no one really gives a shit about. Actually, the NXT women's tag team titles I'm, are way more prestigious than them craps. I'll, but, I'll say this, right? I'm glad that they took it off Carmella and... Yes, Lina. I... Yeah. Uh, by the way, shout out to Selena. She's right from Queens, down the block, 50 minutes away. Um, what was I going to say? I like the fact that they gave it to like a legit... Like established team in uh, Sasha and uh, what's her name uh, Naomi because remember yeah. they were part of Team Bad. Yeah, yeah, actually, actually, yeah, that is true. That is true. As, as opposed to like a, another random makeshift team. Yeah, because it's kind of like y'all have enough women that y'all could just make tag. T- y'all could put some people in tag team or actually package some people in tag teams. That's a thought, you know. But I forgot Vince don't like tag team wrestling, so never mind. I'm sorry, I'm making too much logic. I'm not Vince. It's funny but, too, because I think his son Shane loves tag team wrestling. Yeah. I was watching I was watching um like some of his stuff the other day, right? Um him versus Shawn Michaels. Mm. And like he busted out the demolition finisher and the um the um the, the, the doomsday device and the heart attack. Mm. And like the match he had with um Batista and Triple H against Legacy. Again, mm. He busts out all these tag team finishers, all these tag team moves, the high-low, the fucking uh, uh device, and all this other stuff. I'm I'm thinking he's a he's like a huge tag team fan. But me, all his dad hates tag team wrestling for some reason. So, so that's kind of interesting. All right, what's the next match? Yeah. Next match was probably the match of the night for this night, which was uh, Edge versus AJ Styles. Um, of course, was going to be, I, thought, I think so too. Yeah, I, I think this was was no surprise there with this match because um, they're both are great workers. Yeah, I like the advancing of the storyline with Damian Priest and what the click that 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 well that Edge is about to have, which. I find it kind of crazy that y'all use WrestleMania to advance that storyline versus waiting until the, the next SmackDown. This this story actually kind of goes back a year um, beforehand when, when Edge came back again in, last year. Mm-hmm. And he's walking backstage. He's like, shaking hands with all the people, right? And he yeah. bumped into Damien Priest. Say, yo, I, I couldn't really imagine the conversation they had. Yo, bro. Mm-hmm. Yo, I see you. He's like, bro, I see you fucks with that um, demonic shit. Bet. Mm-hmm. Next year, I'm going to have a match against AJ Styles, right? I need you to be my, 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 my henchman. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was kind of, that was kind of funny. Because, yeah, it, 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 like I said, I mean, both men gave it their own match. Um, and like I said, it, 
it's just crazy how Damon Priest just standing there with another distraction for AJ to get speared. And, how, did they, how did that, like, so, like, I, I guess the idea of watching the TV, right, supposed to think that he appeared there out of nowhere, but, like, how did that, like, work, like, for the live audience? He just, like, did, did someone see him walking through the crowd? Did he come out through the back? Well, she, well it, he probably came from the back, um, from the back or what have you, and came through the crowd. And of course, the crowd is so uppity, they might see him and you hear they yelling, but because it's so much of a crowd, you, you, you don't really notice. Okay. But, um, but I, I, I'm curious to see who else he's going to have on his team as far as, as his click. Um, like I said, I, I like the new look that he's coming with. He's slowly seeing the, the physical manifestation of him becoming a heel again. And I'm sorry, Edge as a heel, I'm all for it. Give me more. I love him as a heel. Billy, what's your thought on the match? Uh, it was a good match. It was definitely one of the better ones. It, mm-hmm. it feels like they're going to go with some kind of uh, brood-esque stable. Um, I thought the uh, the thing with him staring and not actually interfering and whatever was a little, I don't know, like off. But it, it's got to be better than what they've been doing. Because, again, here's a guy, looks like a million dollars, was over and everything else. And then from what I've heard, they've been giving him this stupid gimmick to work with. So I am interested to see what they're going to do with it. But I... Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, it, it remains to be seen. But I, I like the match. I mean, it was definitely probably one of the better matches. But, again, you had two guys with 20-some years' experience each, you know, going for it. Although, I'm wondering, did they explain why he was bleeding from a weird angle? Oh, he ran, he, 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 he ran into the uh, that big sign they had, that WrestleMania sign. He ran face first into it. How do you run That's face first with I, I don't know. He probably talked to somebody who wasn't paying attention, and then he walked up on it and turned and hit it. That way his face got cut. Oh, I thought maybe he walked into some logic and didn't see it being in the backstage, <laughs> and it was just like, you know, just, oops. Oh, wait. Oh, what? Something made sense. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so, Dan, let's, let's move on from that to, I guess, everybody's highlight of the night. Every podcast in wrestling for that does wrestling. Pat McAfee, which I was not surprised that Pat McAfee stole the show. Pat McAfee, out of all the celebrities that he had, is probably the most, the one that really understands wrestling. Can and, I, I do have one question. I'm sorry ahead. to interrupt because it's one of those things, if I don't bring it up now, I'm going to forget. Uh, I agree with what you were, where you're going, but I'm wondering why does he stand and have a posture of an awkward 13-year-old girl? When he's giving a speech in the ring for that hype video, I'm like, yeah, okay. And do you like, you know, Brian Johnson or Jordan Catalano? Like, why the fuck are you standing like that? You're the most, like, mm. yeah. So I don't know. He has the posture of like an awkward 13 year old girl. I don't know. I can't he, unsee it. He, he, he no, the angle front, the entrance. I like the music, but I have to admit, I was a little disappointed. He comes out in the black jeans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With the gang, black gangster T, I said, "Wait a second. <laughs> so this is your opportunity to do WrestleMania. The dream you've been screaming at you want to do it. You come out 
Like you just came from a cookout at your homeboy's <laughs> Gave a good match though. I ain't gonna front. Him and, and yeah. Alistair gave a good match. Like fun match. Um he he got the win. And then of course Then we had the post match. Cringe in the words of me and Billy's favorite wrestling podcast, we talking about Jim Cornette, proud members. The afterbirth, they could have fucking kept. Because yeah, that was bizarre. Like, what's the point of that? And Vince really wanted to have one more match, apparently. So Vince decides to get his ass in the ring. And I'm going to tell you what I find funny. Before Austin Theory even attacked your man, Vince was getting the best of him. So I'm supposed to believe a 70-year-old, damn near 80, dude that could barely walk down to the ring, barely made it down to the ring, was going to get the best out of a 34-year-old former football player. Remember when Vince broke both his quads and all he just walked down the ring? Yeah. And and, and, and this, this old man beat up fucking Pat McAfee, who's like a guy in his prime. Oh, my God. I mean, that, that That buried Pat McAfee, like... Pat McAfee... Who looked like a million bucks now looked like two cents. You can't <laughs> get two. Vince said, "Oh, you, you can't get two over, buddy." Oh, oh my God! I was sitting there like, "Please, Vince, don't get in the ring." Don't. Oh God, just fucking get in the ring. And for anyone sitting there and say, and it's just funny. I understand that y'all are the the uh, the commentators, but stop putting over Vince like this motherfucker looked like he's Hulk Hogan in nineteen eighties. It did he man, I remember him to keep the suit on, man. I'm like, man, this dude just looked so he just looked even more old when he took his jacket off. Well, so of course he be that's the thing. He's for we all should be so lucky to be as good a shape as him when we're in our yeah. late seventies, but at the same time, still seventy. Still like in the seventies. Yeah. He looks you like know? the fucking Vince McMahon puppet from the Firefly Funhouse. No, Amen. I can't remember the guy's name, and you might be Brandon. You might be a little young to remember this, but in the '80s, there was a puppeteer that had a certain type of puppet uh, style, and he uh, and he did like Genesis video and some other stuff. Vince literally looks like that puppet, and <laughs> and, and and the stunner, and that's when, and even when you got, when you got so was about. chasing him. To give to try to give him the stunner, he moved like a fifty-seven-year-old. Oh my I god! Mean, and that was you know, look. You could be in great ever. shape. I'm forty-five, you know, and I, you know, and I'm hoping I can continue to age well as I get older. But there is a certain point where you, like Terry Funk, never looked old in the ring because Terry mm. Funk never really stopped wrestling. So he was always, we, like, even if he was moving differently, we never saw it because we always saw Terry Funk, and Terry mm. Funk kept like you know, kind of evolving with his age, if you disappear for a long period of time and then come back in, we're going to notice a difference in the way you move, the way your hands look. That's yeah. the one dead giveaway. To, like, the way you, especially if you're a wrestler, your hands take this weird shape when you're older and you're in it and everything. And you look great and, you know, whatever. But it's like the age is noticeable. You're not fooling anybody by, by you know, being, uh, by just having, you know, still being in shape, you know. Yeah. Because, um, of course, like I say, he beats him. Him and Austin Theory celebrating. Of course, Stone Cold comes out once again, which was a surprise. <laughs> he took Wait, the shittiest stunner you could ever take. It was, this was so bad 
it looked all the way around again and became good. It's like Vince died. <laughs> he took a stunner. <laughs> well, that was it's the like, thing. Everybody in the stadium down. was screaming for a stunner, and, and Vince was like, I'm 70. Well, now I can't 70, take that so. shit no more. Yeah. Vince was trying to run. People, people were thinking that, dog, nah, it was Vince, you know. <laughs> no, Vince was trying to run. He was not trying to take that stunner, dog. I'm trying to tell you. He, then finally he got him. He said, okay, 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 I'll go. He didn't even drop. Vince just dropped for him. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, I said, you know, so I know Stone Cold. That, Stone Cold couldn't stop laughing. You can tell he was laughing. He couldn't stop laughing the whole time. Like, goddamn, boy, you ain't the same Vince. But this yeah, is. but this never took a good stunner. It's it, 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 it just he took it better. He took it better than that shit. That was old man. It was like <laughs> he he was just like man, my legs. I know, yeah. I, I that 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 would made it funny to me because when I just saw his legs, it just like he went down before before the stunner actually posted went down. It's just like his legs. It's like okay, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna <laughs> let my legs go out. So when it goes down, it might not hurt as much, or it might. Not, it just looked like he just fell apart. Is it, <laughs> the stunner ray that hard to move to take? It's like okay, like you, no. you, you saw your gut, and then you bounce up in the air, and you take a back bump. Like, is it... but again, he's in his seventies, and yeah. you know, and I guarantee you, since he's one of these right wing jackasses, I guarantee you he got COVID, and that also probably puts a wear and tear. Because again, great shape. But he was on a magazine cover not too many years ago, and it is night and day to what he looked like from that magazine cover to now. Like, age is catching up to Vince, and, you know, that's, you know, like, uh, he's definitely lost a lot of steps. And, again, for his age, he is he is a uh, he is, he is a young Joe Namath. But in for the rest of the world, it's like you're a 70-year-old dude still trying to act like he's in his 30s, and, you know, it's... You can't do that shit anymore, and it's in your age is noticeable. You know, like again, we all should hope we look like that when we're in our seventies. But when he took his shirt off, I was like, dude, put your shirt back on. Please do. I'm glad he, he, glad he kept on the goddamn gangster tee. Cause if he came out the gangster tee, I'd be like, bro, this is not, <laughs> this is not the day for you to do that. <laughs> so, oh my god, so that was good. So now we move on to the final, the finale. I- of- Show. I, remember, I, I remember I used to I used to do um karate before I had to like retire because I have a heart condition. Um and my niece was there one time watching me like spar against somebody, right? It was like a very intense fight I was having. And um I was wearing my gi and like you no know, we're fighting so intense, right? Like he's kinda like ripped rip my gi off. It's like coming off me, right? And um my niece comes in, she sees me fighting. It's like, Charles, I can see your titties. <laughs> I can see your titties. And I'm like, first of all, she's like eight years old. No more than eight years old. I forgot what, what years was. But she's very little. And that's one thing, right? But like, I was in far better shape than Vince McMahon looked now. I was in far better shape than Vince McMahon looked then. I, I just know this much. He, and she come out and see my titties. You ain't see shit, little girl. <laughs> oh my god! It was just like I, I me personally, they could. I would have preferred it, and then we're gonna move on. That him and Austin Theory beat the shit out of dude, and Stone Cold come and saves McAfee. Now, of course, he gave McAfee a stunner. Yeah. Um, which 
that Stone Cold DTA don't trust anybody. So, but me personally, I would have done it differently. I wouldn't have had Vince do a match. I would have had it looked like Vince about to have a match. Theory jumps him, him and Theory stomping the shit out of him, and then of course Stone Cold. Comes yeah, they, they should have done that. They should have had the they should they should have had Vince just bury him for no reason. Just, just be yeah. They should have done, they should have done that. Like, all right, have them get their revenge, have them stop the shot at him, and then all of a sudden it's last shatters, and here comes Austin with a cannon whoop ass. They said well, that, like, make it make sense. I'm just saying. I, I know in theory's next match is going to have to be a ladder match in order to get out of the hole they buried him in for the <laughs> You know, because uh, they didn't give him anything. They didn't make him look good at all. At least McAfee got to shine for half a minute, uh, you know, whatnot. But they didn't give him anything. They had him lose to a guy that wasn't a wrestler. Don't care if he was a football player. Um, and then they, you know, had him get stunned and, you know, everything else. And it's fun, like, huh? he's young. I'm sure he could bounce back. But it's like, again, if somebody has star potential, I would have had. I can't Stone- see that. This is what I would have done. I would have had Stone Cold come out and do the old school. Uh, like, I would have had them do fuckery on McAfee. Yeah. Then have Stone Cold come out in a, in a, on that, like, a. Uh, on the motorcycle thing, so that way he doesn't have to look old while he's running, and he can get down there quick. Do a stunner. Back if he gets to win, you know what? Outside interference, it's not the kid's fault, and then he gets stunned again. No shame of getting stunned by uh, by the legend Stone Cold. If anything, it's a dream come true. Then uh, all the shit with uh, McMahon, that's how I would have done it, because you would have gotten everything. Everybody would have gotten a chance to look bad and a chance to look good, and Stone Cold would have just looked good, which is what everybody wanted, and it would have protected. Because he's like, "Hey, you know what? Austin Theory was winning, and he was he was being evil, nefarious heel, and then Stone Cold came in and fucked up and saved the day. And then what's he gonna do? And then he got stunned again, and then him and Vince had a thing. You know, it's not his fault. Now it's like, oh, well, the kid just was made to look like an ass at every turn. Yeah, pretty much. So now let's go to this main event. The main event. The the <sighs> biggest main event in history, I've been told. <laughs> I, I, I have no comment on I have no comment on that. I, I leave <laughs> it alone. My mama said if you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. Now I don't go with, I don't believe that. This match I'll be your... I'll be facetious. Yeah, I, I know. This match in RTS purposes was your typical WWE Paul Heyman ran big man, big move match. Because all that's all it was. It was really no wrestling. No the only is, wrestling hole that I probably saw was Kamora Lock at, at best. Is Roman okay? Because I know he has um I know he's like like in remission, but like mm. like I didn't somebody who has <coughs> um my tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know, I know he had um, what, what was it? Uh, what kind of cancer he had? Leukemia. Leukemia. Leukemia, right? Um, he's 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 in remission, but like that still like fucks up like your immune system, especially yeah. the treatments, all that stuff. Because I know I I I I I'm also like a cancer survivor, and um, it's like like things after that things affect you differently. Drugs, diseases affect you differently, right? So like. Yeah. This match went relatively short, right? So like, but you know um, why, right? Tell me why before I say my thing. Because goddamn, he got his his arm pulled out of socket. 
they went home. Oh yeah, well that's too. They went home. They supposedly went for probably another ten minutes. Um, it was clear that Brock won't go and win. Um, you think so? No, I said it was clear he won't go to win. Oh, he wasn't. They, okay. No, no, he won't go and win. No, um, because they didn't put too much effort into making Roman who he is. But they okay. went home because he said to. Well, I gotta give. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I gotta give props to the one and only, the great Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. He he said to him, he gave "My arm out of the socket. I'm hurt." You heard Paul Heyman said, "Roman, you're the tribal him. chief. You don't play bitch nobody. Get your ass back in that ring and win that. Don't come basically, back at all." That he, say. he said, "My tribal chief. You have to. You have to continue. You have to continue." Basically, saying, "Look, finish out the match." I'll tell the ref, you know, period. Because you can see they went home because it, it because they he they probably called it either Brock called it or Roman called it. Said, "Look, I'm gonna hit you with this last spear, and we out of here because my shoulder is done." And um, to me, first of all, stop hyping up these matches like they're the greatest matches ever when they're not. That we were not going to get a five star it, it, match. It, it, it's, it's, it's buzz term. You're trying to sell things like that's, but, 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 but that's putting the hat on the hat. See it, people wanted to watch the main event to see if Brock was going to actually beat Roman. So you already had that going for yourself. Plus, you had Brock, the brand new Brock, the happier Brock, the good guy Brock. So you already had people coming to watch this match plus add to the fact that unification which is truly not unified because it was unified tonight or tomorrow or Friday where he should be getting a new belt that's specified unified or undisputed no he's just going to have two belts he's going to be two belt Roman which goes to my point they never really unified he's going to be unified probably until the next pay-per-view Mm. The reason why I brought up Roman's um, health earlier was because um, mm. I thought that maybe it could have been a stamina thing because he did say in a recent interview how um, sometimes, um, like, because remember he had COVID a while back, <coughs> like January, and he's saying sometimes even now, um, like, his breathing still kind of, kind of, um, still get, still affects his breathing even now. Some, so I thought maybe that's some, had some do with it. Nah, it was, nah, because it wasn't gassed. Because you can see it wasn't gassed. It was when that when he went for the spear and Brock caught him in that Kamora lock. And I saw when it happened, because when he went for the ropes and Brock held it a little longer, Roman, when you're in the Kamora lock, you 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 do not move that side of your body. Yeah. Especially yeah. especially like in real life, right? Like if yeah. you're like if my locks of submission tap out, I mean I mean submission on you, it's an instant tap out because in real life. Like a five seconds, all it takes for the break or something. Yeah. So, so basically, when he stretched his arm out, that's when it got pulled out of socket. He should have never moved his arm. Should have kept his arm completely hooked. Yeah. You know, period. And that's when he said, you know, and you can see actually show pictures of where you saw it popped out of joint. Yeah. He popped thought- it back in joint when he grabbed the rope at the end of the match and pulled himself. That's when he popped it back in joint and able. Because trust me, he was in pain lifting both of them belts. I, I saw pictures of his arm on Instagram. It looked fucking ugly than a mud fence. 
Yeah, it, it probably the main reason why he was able to lift them belts because his arm went completely numb. That's like that's like he pulled the other belt. <laughs> yeah. So, but it the finish made sense um, with the spear. Um, made sense for him to kick out the F5, which we done done before. This it, We done seen this match umpteen times. Yeah. So, Billy, what's your thoughts on the main event? Well, you hit it the nail on the head in that we've seen this match because this has been like a main event WrestleMania match, like I don't know how many times, and it's been uh, just these guys have been married to each other for years. And most of the time, no one gave a shit or wanted to see it because they weren't giving it to the people the way they wanted to see it. And now they finally are giving it. And it's like, well, yes, now we want to. This is how we wanted to see it in the beginning. But but you took forever to get here. And again, both guys, I again, Roman is somebody that won me over once he let him go heal, uh, you know, but. It's it's again. You're not going to get a five star match. You know these guys are not. It's not going to be Ric Flair, uh, Steamboat. It's not going to be Briscoe, uh, Funk. But with the when you know I grapple, I have some grappling experience, and I've trained and everything. And one of the things they do if if you train with anybody reputable is that when you're sparring or you're learning to try to throw on a hold, especially an arm lock or a leg lock. Or actually, they won't even let you do leg locks in the beginning is when you start to go for the hold to slow down because even when you're trained, when you whip when you whip into trying to lock something in, you risk injuring the person because just that's the way the human body is. It doesn't matter if you're a fifth degree black belt or a white belt. And Brock is just a fucking strong son of a bitch. And yeah. I it was an accident and um you know no it wasn't the greatest match. It's the best match at WWE uh put on because they actually took the effort to build it properly uh and they did the right finish um it did feel flat and also again you you set the standard so high that even even if they had to go home early there was no sense of like this great thing was achieved like when 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 brian had his one wrestlemania moment they had stuff falling from the sky they had it didn't and they rushed to get off the air and i'm like yeah you yeah, just it, it, unified, you supposedly for the time being, you unified until you get bored again and go with two world titles. And this guy is your only star, in my opinion. Like, your yeah, real you star. And you just, oh, look, pew, 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 and then go to play. I'm like, wait a minute, motherfucker. This is an 87 hour televised event. Are you fucking kidding me? The one thing I wanted to see of all WrestleMania was this because WWE can do that. Like they do the spectacle of like the, the shit going off and the stuff falling from the sky and it's a big fucking deal. And it gives you a sense of like he just won the Stanley Cup and you race to get off TV. It's just that's that's antiquated thinking. Cause remember, now nowadays WrestleMania is just another pay-per-view. Because think about it, next month at WrestleMania backlash. It's just yeah, another story. because that way it felt like because me personally it's like this. I shouldn't see Brock Lesnar go against Roman Reigns no time fucking soon. No. You have this man; he has not gotten one fucking win on Roman in in in, in, in this interval of their rivalry. He just lost twice. It's the second time he lost him. First time he lost yeah. in Crown Jewel. This time he loses, and he loses the belt. I should not see another match between, or if there is a match, he has to go through some shit. Um, to get. You know, the, the, that means it's to tie two wins apiece. 
mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, overall, but we talking about this run as Roman is champ. Because let's keep it old school. Okay, if you didn't beat the champion the first time, you didn't get a shot. You had to go back to the back of the line and work your way up. Same thing. He just lost, even though, yeah, they're two for two. He is owing to why Roman has had this run. So because of that, why should Brock get another shot unless Brock wins a number one contenders match? Or Brock wins a match or somehow gets a pin on Roman. You get what I'm coming from? Because to me, Roman has beat him. Roman beat him at WrestleMania. He beat him at Crown Jewel. So you basically then buried it, it, anything left in that rival, you didn't kill it. It's time for a new challenger. That's why, to me, yeah, they should go with the Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. They should go with, uh, they, 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 I hate that Big E is hurt. They could have went with Big E. They can go with Drew McIntyre. See, Drew McIntyre is on SmackDown, and obvious, the most obvious choice on SmackDown for, to challenge Roman for the title. Because he was a former champion, and Roman beat him to get the belt, and he never got a rematch. Roman so, beat the belt. I thought, wait, wait, who, who beat? Wait a second, who did Roman beat for the title? He beat. Uh, he won a. He uh, beat Braun Strowman and uh, the Fiend to win the belt back in. Okay, okay, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. So wait a second. So let's show you how long it's been since he won the title. Um, yeah, about- yeah, because he came back, and Drew was the champion on the other side. But but the thing of it is, is one, him and Drew would have great matches because I haven't seen them wrestle before. And they had a great match last time they wrestled. But to me, I should not see Brock Lesnar anywhere near the title for a minute unless y'all make a storyline purpose that he gets another chance. Because then, guess what? Now, what are we going to do? We're going to do a cage match now? We, we, already well, did that too. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. So it's like y'all didn't y'all didn't went to the well so much with this Brock Lesnar Roman it, Reigns. It went dry. It's dry now. There's nothing left. Now you got to go new. Well, to your point, to add to your point, and and Brock said this in an interview, and we talked about it on the show where he said these young guys got to step up, and it's like you know, Big E is a perfect example of this, and so is Otis, and so is the Fiend, and uh, so is McIntyre. It's like. Um, it's not that these guys aren't willing to stand up. It's what's the point at this point? Because you get maybe I mean, a two-week push. There's no sense of either you're afraid of getting fired or you're going to get buried. And they won't elect anybody. You have this red carpet because you're Brock Lesnar. And they will continue to do Roman and Brock Lesnar. He, he can't relate. That's why. He can't relate. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you, you know, these guys, it's not that the talent's not there. You could have one hell of a, of a fucking devastating roster. But they don't they don't let anybody get any momentum. They I mean, bury them the second they start. It's also hard to step up in the ceilings right like below your I mean right above your head, like uh, head. Well, yeah, actually great point. I'm five seven and I would feel like Andre the Giant if I walked into the WWE locker room because uh, the ceiling is so fucking low. Yeah, because see because at the end of the day, like I said, when I look at Biggie and even lastly, they did not have Kofi had a better title run than Lashley and Big E. And Kofi was a reluctant champion, meaning that they reluctantly put the belt on him. That shit broke my heart when he lost in such a, in such a way. Yeah. That broke, that broke my heart. Not even because I mean, I mean, of the black thing, but it's still. Like... 
I wouldn't feel that way about anybody because I'm like, you didn't built this dude up, gave him actually good matches and a good title run, and then he goes against Brock and it is it's, it's practically a squash match. So basically, in essence, you buried your title. It was a squash match. It was a squash match. You basically it, it because even when Goldberg won his title. Back at WCW, it was practically a squash match, but it Goldberg walked in so fucking strong, you kind of couldn't help but to believe that, yeah, it kind of makes sense. You feel me? With Brock, it was more of because we want to build on Brock, we yeah. just gonna throw Brock into I this, even, into this I role. Mind Kofi dropping the belt to Brock, but at least have a competitive match. They didn't have to, like this is the this is the game five that, or six minutes that Kofi gets for holding it down. Seven months. We didn't yeah. have anybody. We needed somebody to be the champion for a, for a little bit. You know, like he held it down against every top guy, every top heel on SmackDown, and some heels on Raw. Daniel yeah. Bryan, Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, and the list goes on. Those are all top names. Like Dolph Ziggler, like every top guy that they had, he came over them. And he held it down. He held ten. He held that. He held that SmackDown, especially on his back. Yeah. And, and then and then and then soon as he got Brock Lesnar back, oh, he came back, decided to come back to wrestling. There you go. And why did they give Brock the SmackDown title? I thought of course because because the, the the WWE Championship, right? Because they thought he was yeah. on the SmackDown, but then Brock said he didn't want to go on SmackDown. He wanted to go to Raw. Yeah. So. Well, it goes back to what we were saying earlier that they doesn't matter if he was drawing money, it doesn't matter that the fans wanted. They they Vince or whoever that was calling the shots didn't see Kofi as a champion, or we don't want that, even though you know he's filling out stadiums and everything. And honestly, they'll also, you know, again, they'll sandbag a guy if by like, giving him I I I'm people one more new guy get a title. If I see one more new champion get crowned that people want to see a champion and then immediately he goes into a feud with randy orton i swear to christ i am going to study magic and reach through the screen and fucking strangle whoever booked it because it's like the same formula it's like the same sandbagging formula so it's like oh we don't want this guy to be champion but to shut the fans up here's the belt and then now we're going to start the slow process of sandbagging him and then never let him near the title again and i live for the day and I'm, this is not a knock on Brock, but I live for the day where he goes, you know what? I'm done. I'm be-. And he already has more money than he needs. And then yeah. the WWE does not have him anymore because that's when you're going to see the rats really start to eat each other in the barrel. That's yeah. when you're going to see shit go real weird in the WWE because they just – he is just their easy answer to everything. And one day he's going to go, nah, I'm done, done. And then they're going to – like I said, like rats oh, in the trust barrel. trust me on this. Even with Vince, Vince probably was trying to kiss Stone Cold ass to come back for another goddamn match. Because Vince does not believe in his the current crop of talent, even the talent that have been there for years. Well, he didn't see anything in Cesario, which shows you that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Whose fault is that, that Vince doesn't believe in his roster? That's his own design. <laughs> yeah, and Vince don't see it that way. It's kind of like the story of Henry Ford. It took... Ford to damn near become bankrupt for Ford to fight Henry Ford to finally say to his son, okay, son, go ahead and make your car. I guess people don't really want the T Ford anymore, even though it's 1940. <laughs> you 
you know, and and people don't do the T for it anymore. But you know, hey, maybe you got a point there. That is what's going on with Vince. Is that Vince wants to make WWE a which he has done a sports entertainment brand. It's it about not it's, it's about getting the brand over, not the talent. Bingo, and that what it comes down to. Because I keep telling everybody, he felt some type of way when Cena left. He felt some type of way when The Rock left. He felt some type of way when Hogan left. He felt some type of way. The only person he don't feel any type of way about is two people, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, because they never left. Shawn Michaels left because of injury, but he never really left. He still stuck around. Mm -hmm. The Undertaker never left. He had an issue with Hogan, not just because Hogan testified in the woman car, because Hogan went to WCW and damn near put him out of business. He has an issue with The Rock because The Rock, when The Rock was at his hottest, decided he wanted to go Hollywood and do Scorpion King. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? He saw the same thing with John Cena. Because to him, he's like, you should never want to leave me. He's like, he's like Kanye. You should never want to leave me. Why are you going to leave me? Fuck Hollywood. So what Hollywood can make you a big star and make you fucking millions? Stay here with me. Just like he got an issue, he had an issue with Batista leaving. If you notice, the, the people that ends up leaving to go to Hollywood, he don't push him as hard. He don't talk about him as much until he really needs them. You feel me? Yeah. Trust me. It buzzed the fuck out of him. He can't even get the, the rock to come do this match with Roman. Okay, right. like, I guess I guess the rock don't have time for his old friend, the guy that actually made him the greatness that made him Dwayne Johnson. I'm the reason why he has the little rock. That's not because of himself. <laughs> no, but it's it up but, but Vince feels like he should have the option to he, like I could fire you or let you go, whatever. And it doesn't work that way. You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't it it's uh look, you know, you you build up somebody or you open a door for somebody or whatever it's a mutual thing and eventually it comes to an end and somebody has to pull the trigger Vince just wants the power to be able to like I put John Cena on the shelf or I whatever yeah. Vince Vince will cut your throat in New York minute I mean look what he's done to his son-in-law like he I mean you know his son-in-law you know like literally you fucked this guy so hard you literally broke his heart you know um, broke his butthole we're family. We're Hell, he didn't even get a moment. I mean, I'm sure next year it's going to be the Triple H show at the at the at this Hall of Fame, quote unquote. But I was like, what? No speech? They didn't even let the guy have a moment to have a speech when he put his boots in the ring. You know, it's and here's the thing too: when Vince is dead and gone, either that con guy is going to run the show. Or Stephanie, and here's the funny thing: Stephanie made no business and 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 putting herself in the right photograph, but it was Triple H that you know had all that. Like he's the one with the mind. Like the yeah. McMahon family knows how to make money, inspire, they know how to make rest, inspire themselves. You know, so and, well, that's the thing. That's the American system. Once you hit a certain, once you hit a certain point of income, the system begins to protect you. So it's actually unless you're a complete ass. You can just, you know, uh, the, like the system rewards you for being wealthy and you can be semi, you can be kind of like middling intelligent and still get ahead because the system is designed to protect people with money 
uh, you know, I mean, look at Trump, you know, not even politically, just business wise before he ever got into politics. The system is designed once you hit a certain level of income, as long as you don't go completely full stupid, you, you know, it's a self uh, perpetuating, fulfilling prophecy. You're able to keep making money because the system finds ways to keep the rich rich. You know, the, the ultimate joke and irony is when people dream about becoming famous and buying the big house and the big car, once you become famous, people start get, like to give you Nikes, give you iPhones, give you, you know, like, so once you, now I have the money to buy the shit, I don't have to buy the shit because they're giving it to me as long as I use it, you know, so it's, it's, uh, you know, it's the ultimate irony of the American system, you know, it's like, as long as you're middle, you know, mildly intelligent and fairly competent, you could be a success in business. Yeah. I'm watching Raw right now. This one to recap of Mania. Mm. Sure, I ain't even get a chance to even watch it. Well, well, I ain't gonna be able to get a chance because my cable is off for a while. But I can catch up on it. I usually catch up on it looking at the news sites. So, with that being said, people, any final thoughts on this year's WrestleMania? Um, I mean, I give it a mild thumbs up. Uh. <sighs> You know, a mild, like a very mild, reluctant thumbs up, really, because it still had to me, still had like, it's still, even though for all the crap that's been had on it, like, we we didn't talk about the, the new day match, or did we? I forgot. Um, the who match? The the new day match with the, 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 the oh, I didn't even talk about it because that wasn't even a match. Yeah, so I'm not going to it. The Fight Club rule. Um, what's it called? Uh, yeah, fight stuff like that, right? All the bad stuff, right? Um, I still give it a mild thumbs up. So yeah, because it still had the it still had the grandeur, and it still like looked and felt like WrestleMania. That makes any sense. So Billy, your turn. Your final uh, it, it was what it was. WrestleMania has just become. It's kind of like become like the Super Bowl, and it depends on if you have an investment in the game. Um. And uh, it was what it was. Again, it wasn't as horrible. You know, like I said, it was only just a raping and a beating. You know, the, I was also <laughs> expecting a double fisting, and that didn't happen. Uh, the WWE product is what it is, and it's not wrestling. I don't consider it the, the big leagues. Um, and uh, it's, they're, they're painting themselves ever into a corner, and it's going to be interesting. But that's the thing, too. They have... People who like WWE style thing, that's why, like, I, when I say it, I don't mean to be insult. I don't mean it as an insult. There's wrestling fans, and then there's WWE fans. And sure. WWE fans like the stuff that WWE puts out. So as long as they have that market, they'll kind of be fine. But I, nobody, in my opinion, came out better. There was no grand sense of, like, I feel no urgency to watch Raw. I don't feel like, ooh, I can't. It's, you know, they... Um, they just whatever week to week they tell you what's important and then people go with it. It's also, uh, it's, also psych- and- it's also psychology. Like um, like the younger you, the younger that you that you get put on something, right? It's the harder you're gonna like take to come off of it. Um, like I started watching like WWE and all wrestling for that matter when I was what I was say what nine years old. Yeah, so like I don't think like I don't think. Um, I'll ever not be a wrestling fan or a WWE fan. Like I don't think I'll I'll ever like not watch Raw for for as worse as as bad or worse um, that it may get for better or for worse. I'll never stop watching it. 
but it doesn't mean I necessarily like the, the episodes I'm saying. Um, so I'm just saying it's just pretty much like I'm gonna keep on watching it, but not because I like it necessarily, but it's because I'm I'm hooked on it. Like, I, uh, well, I mean, me, this is what I think, and and this is my final thoughts because I, I got another show I got to do and everything. Um, WrestleMania on the whole, I liked it. I can't complain. It was WrestleMania. Um, to me, I think the biggest problem with WrestleMania. The biggest problem with WWE is that outside of Roman and Brock, they don't have no major stars, no superstars. I agree. And nor are they trying to make them for whatever reason it is. I think actually Brock, I mean, we know why, but, but Brock and Roman is succeeding as superstars in spite of, not because of. You know, period. And to me, there's some things in matches that they could have fucking left off this shit. Sad that celebrities had a better showing than some of the match that's the summer showing that some of these wrestlers did this weekend. And Undertaker's entrance was longer than the Kofi the New Day match. Yeah, actually. And cause cause to even with the New Day match, the fact you had them guys come out and sing at least like that a big E and then get squashed. Triple H is Triple H coming out, putting his boots in the ring, and walking Didn't back. Say a word. It just it it it, it kind of like to me, but yet Vince gets a whole match to himself though. Mm-hmm. But Stephanie didn't find a way to stick herself into the into the whole thing. Yeah. So, but like I said, it was another WrestleMania in the books. Another great weekend of wrestling. I'm curious to see. What happens with Ring of Honor? I'm curious to see what goes on with AEW, which we didn't tell my our AEW fans. No, we didn't touch on it because I'm not about to see it for four hours. It's not about, about that. Sorry. You know, and, but 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 also at the same token, we'll eventually get back to it. What have you? And uh, Brandon, I want to say thank you for coming. You're welcome, and thank you for having me. No doubt, and and, and we definitely had to bring you back to chop up on some more wrestling and and everything. And um, next week. People will be back to our normal schedule. You get to get the sultry poetry of Gordon Soley next week for sure, as well as the old to the old school and everything. So with that being said, Brandon, tell everybody where they can find your radio station, you and all that good stuff. Um, There's two ways. Uh, www.bgplcapp.com or just download the Brandon Jarl Productions LLC app. And Billy, tell me where they can spend money on you, my brother. Um, you know, uh, the usual, my Twitter and my Instagram. Um, uh, I got some stuff coming up. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the next big thing for me is Chicago Exotica, trying to set that up and everything. And that's always a whirlwind. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's it. That's it for uh, for me for the moment. All right. So, people, you know how we do this all day, every day. Another great episode of Pilgrim on Wrestling in the books. You know how we end this all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. So, it's over. And Go until ahead, next time, when it's Vader time, we'll see you then. All right. Yeah. I'm watching Raw right now. Cody's coming out. Oh, God. I'm going to have to look. look. Yeah, I got to figure out a way to watch it. Wait, all right, he's coming out? Cody. Cody Raw. Oh, oh. 
Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the first 10 minutes. So let's go so we can get back to it next week, people. All right, next week. I'm Thank you, guys.